You are watching the vodka stream. Hey, what is happening, everybody? Welcome to the vodka stream. It's Friday. Thank God, right? Yeah, work's been kicking my ass. That's for damn sure. Hopefully, you guys are good. Uh, how we doing right here? Not many people have showed up right now, so that's all right. People file in as they as they do. Let me go ahead and take my vodka shot for the beginning of the stream. Blip, 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 blip. All right, here we go. All right, cheers, guys. Cheers. Do some Blue Beetle talk. Obviously wearing my Blue Beetle shirt. Thank you, Mama Film Junkie. Ah, good old vodka. Thought about getting tequila, you know, to let out that Mexican side, but nah. Didn't get tequila, but I got kombucha again. I'm in love with this stuff. You don't wake up with that. Yeah, the the whole, I think the days of, um, because I don't get the most expensive vodka. Let's face it, I don't, because... You got to be on a budget. I'm a I'm a budgeted alcoholic. <laughs> no, but um, so you know, doing my little spritzer things that I used to do, it just wasn't cutting it. I think the last time I had a really gnarly hangover, which was probably about three, two or three Saturdays ago, I had a really gnarly hangover, big, just bad, just a bad hangover. And I'm like, you know what? No more with the uh, the straight up, just like full on vodka, unless I'm drinking like a better quality vodka, but not doing that. But anyways, cheers, guys. I'm just talking out of my ass, that's all. Ah, Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. I mentioned on Wednesday that Blue Beetle doesn't need to be a home run. So did I, just a solid hit. What's the verdict? Or is the jury still out? Well, so starting off slow, it was like I think it got uh, 3.3 million. Got 3.3 million for the Thursday openings, the Thursday screenings that's all that's been released right now uh when i saw it it uh the theater was eh, 30 40% full you know and i always hate it when people actually post it's like why do you why are you posting the movie theater why are you doing that people either do that it's funny because you'll see both sides of like the people who are supporting it and then the people who want to shit on it they post like the screenshots of like, you know, when you go to the like the Fandango screen to pick your your seats or whatever, they like post that or they post the movie theater. It's like I, this whole like, I don't know, people just love to see movies flop or talk about flopping movies. I mean, again, I mean, what you said, it doesn't have to be. It's not as ex- it was released today that I guess I think it was from Soto who said that the budget or it was in a deadline article I saw today that said the. um the budget was actually $104 million. So you could tack on 40, 50, probably 40, 50, 60 million maybe to it. So again, under 200 million still. So, and well, if we're going to go by that number of 104, the rule is always two and a half. Man, I'm spitting. <laughs> Jeez, kombucha making me spit. Who knew I was the spitter? Anyways, okay. Uh, five minutes in, we're doing it. Um, 
No, but uh, if you're going to take that number of 104 million, just times it by two and a half or three. So if we're going to go three, you know, you can look at it like that. It doesn't even need to cross. Like it doesn't even need to get to, if it gets to over 300 million, it could actually be looked at as a somewhat a success or whatever. It looks good. Go see it, man. If you think it looks good, go give some support to the Blue Beetle. What's going on, Darkness? Hey, Dave, just wanted to say hi and off to see Blue Beetle. There you go. That's what we're talking about. Support the support the little guy, the underdog, okay? And yes, I'm half Mexican, so there's a little bit of that, too, where I'm like, come on. Let's support Jaime. What a day today, huh? Well, for me, it was because I had to catch up on work, and I had to catch up on work this weekend, which sucks. I hate it. I mean, I had a feeling I was going to have to... Uh, work this weekend, daytime work. And I still got some, you know, some film junkie shots to get out there. I posted one about David Ayer. I posted one about David Ayer right there. Oh, I think I know you guys are talking about. Yeah. Meltdowns. Oh yeah. James Gunn. There you go. Yeah. Miss Nighthawk. She enjoyed it big time. Um, yeah, we both enjoyed it. She probably enjoyed it more than me. There, I'm not saying I, I don't know. It's one of those where now I just want to see it again. And I know I, I'm going to enjoy it more the second time. Always the first time you're always going, all right, what's going on? But I just really dug the, I'm going to give my full, cause I didn't do a full review. Like I was wanting to do, like I said, work was kicking my ass. So I didn't have time to record like a full review. You know, of course you have my first reaction, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that before I start bringing people in. What's going on, Phil? Good to see you. See you soon. Uh, what's up? Just chilling on my 28th birthday. Saw Blue Beetle today. Absolutely love it. There you go, JD. Well, cheers. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear JD. Happy birthday to you. Cheers, brother. I'm glad you enjoyed Blue Beetle. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's a very enjoyable movie. And uh, like I said, I'll give uh, more things right now what's going on azteca good to see you probably won't see blue beetle until next weekend because everyone in the house except me is sick ah that sucks that does suck the bug didn't like you rj that's a good thing though but yeah that, that does suck when that happens yeah yeah get your vitamin c just start just start ODing on vitamin c drink a lot of water Went early to see it. Didn't expect people to be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, it was a wasn't too many. Uh, I mean, I wasn't a big crowd last night. It might have legs, though. I mean, what we don't we're in August now, guys. Summer blockbuster season really has ended technically, even though it's still summer. You know, they don't go by Mother Nature, apparently. That's why I don't get it. It's always like summer blockbuster season starts in like March now and then it ends in like July. Might be, you know, August a little bit too. It dips into August, but I, I guess you could say, I mean, what else, what other big movie? I mean, technically this weekend is like the, the, the final weekend of the summer blockbuster season. I don't know. Yeah. I love how I can't see the emojis and a spell it out says David hand orange cover eyes, covering eyes. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> there you go we got w games people are enjoying it people are freaking enjoying it man they really are they are 
making uh, micheladas and tacos tomorrow for uh, that's right we got some preseason stuff and we're all having project that's that sounds like a fun time where do you live i'm gonna i'm gonna show up you don't mind if i show up do you uh nothing against blue beetle and watching it when it hits digital <clears throat> what does that have to do with james gunn dude <laughs> good god your obsession this just reminds me of the people who are obsessed with shitting on Snyder, man. You've turned into them. <laughs> Nothing against Blue Beetle, but fuck supporting it on. Yeah, I'm gonna. Are you gonna like watch it? Are you paying for this digital, huh? Lane, I'm watching you. Uh, hey, Dave. I'm. Uh, I just seen Blue Beetle earlier today, and I love it. And I will buy it physically. There you go. That's what you like to hear too, right there. Jeremy Johns gave it a so-so review, which is interesting. Usually on, yeah, you know what? I mean, it's like, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. I'll get into it. So these good positive comments. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's the thing. It's good. It's, I, I'm glad to see that. <laughs> hey, I mean, come on. Ted Cord is an ass man. <laughs> Let's just say that. huh? <laughs> Let's get a little creepy already, right? You should uh, you should be a uh, DC late night. Well, that's what kind of this is. I mean, live from live from Southern California. It's Saturday. Yeah, it's Friday nights. Vodka, well, vodka night live or whatever the hell. That's kind of what this is. You know, film junkie lives like you know it's in the evening. It's kind of like that too. So, but yeah, pray. I know it's pretty much. We always pray that it has legs. Uh, we said the same thing about the Flash. It's like the Flash going to have legs, you know, literally legs run through that speed force till the SAG strike is over. I doubt any movies will make much. Yeah, but the the the, the strikes were happening with Barbenheimer. But then again, Barbenheimer is just one of those things. I mean, that's what people have to realize is like there's so much. There's so many movies. There's always a new movie, that's, which I don't mind. I love that there's a new movie that comes out every week. And I love I love that we're getting into like. We're, we're now not in summer blockbuster season because I like it when these little movies come out. There's a fucking movie that is coming out with uh, Tiffany Haddish that's based on a book that looks absolutely insane. I forgot what it's called. It's got a crazy title, but it's about aliens that have invaded and have taken over the world. And they look like they look like like turkeys like walking turkeys or walking like you know bare chickens they look weird and when they communicate they rub their hands together and apparently human beings now are entertainment for them and then tiffany haddish has to marry one i don't know it looks absolutely insane i saw a clip and then i saw the trailer and i'm like what the hell is this movie but just you get these little gems that might that just sound insane that it might be, you know, a gem. We're getting into that season, which I like that. I like it when we get the smaller movies, you know. We just see, like, these small movies because, you know, it's just been blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. And, of course, I want to see it on, you know, a big screen. So either go to, like, you know, I, there's, like, two different screens I go to for the big screen. So, yeah. Is Gunn uh, going to bring his MCU cheapness to uh, DC? Is he going to bring his MCU cheapness? Probably. Because guess what? These studios have spent too much money. So they actually like cheap. 
the budgets are going to be cut down. If you think uh, it's, you're, you're going to probably rarely hear about a $250 million budget, unless it's James Cameron. These budgets are going to get cut off. So, yeah, probably. Dave, what happened to your audio? Alone night talks. Uh, we need that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did that. That was a while ago, man. That was fun. I remember I was like doing that for a bit where it was just like I, I wasn't on screen, but I was just talking. It was like a late night radio show. Thing is, well, I mean, that was fun, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe I can get brought back somehow, but I do I already do enough streaming, you know? Uh... Okay, you're comparing two different directors. I mean, if you're going to expect everything to look like Snyder, you're going to be just disappointed all the time. That's the problem nowadays. It's like, I only, you know, it's like, so you're always going to compare it to this. It's like, no, I, I, I don't walk in going to every CBM going, is this going to look as good as Zack Snyder's? I'm like, I don't do that. That's what's weird. It's very strange. Ah, uh, okay. He does. Pay- yeah, I mean, I do that I, on Patreon. I do like uh, I try to do like every other week or maybe sometimes once a week I do a, an audio. Is Pearl Harbenheimer this? Huh, maybe. What's the Rebel Moon tea? Ooh, next week. Next week, guys. Next week, we're going to be talking a lot of Rebel Moon. Things are going to be coming out. People have been posting. I mean, obviously, you saw me meet up with somebody this week, this past week. Now, I'm not saying it's for that. I'm not saying that at all. But I know I noticed that other people were talking about because Zach, of course, posted that image that he's putting the final touches. He's putting the final touches on uh, on the trailer. Maybe, I mean, I don't know if it's because it's like, all right, uh, but did you already show the trailer there, Zach? Come on. Are you, you know, you put in the final, th- okay. Anyways, but uh, yeah, Rebel Moon next week. We're going to finally get that beautiful bean footage. All right, Evan said he's uh, really good. I like that. There you go. Uh, it was called Landscape with Invisible Hand, Dave. Okay. What were we talking about when it was coming to that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember. What's going on, Strong Armor Flicks? Good to see you. Heck yeah, that's what we're talking about. There she is, Mama Film Junkie. There you are, Mom. Good to see you. Fourth, uh, the budget needs to be cut overall, not just for... Yeah, exactly. Not just for WB. It's going to be all studios. I'm going to be cutting that. Oh, uh, yeah, let's not even talk about that. The Giants are sucking butt right now. They're, they're still in it. They're still in it. They still got a wild card spot. But my God, the Giants just are sucking right now. They 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 need to they need to get on fire again. But just need to go down across the board. Oh, yeah. And that's what's going to happen. That's what has to happen. What's going on, Droga? All right. Well, thank you. Well, make sure you put them in uh, my inbox, and I'll grade them later. All right. James isn't on the level of Zach or Nolan. Who said he was? But Zach, but but he's on his own little, you know, he's on his own little, I guess you could say, category. 
or like level, I guess you could say. I like variety in directors, to be honest. I blame Zack Snyder for raising the bar so high. Every other CBM feels like a version. <laughs> Jesus. That's what's that's the problem, man. Oh man. That's why I'm I'm so glad I'm not like that. I like all different types. I don't like going into a movie with my arms crossed, you know? I like to just go into movies just to escape and, and enjoy it. I don't know. I guess that's just the uh the the film junkie inside me. I don't like to compare because I don't I'm not going to compare to Nolan or Snyder or anything like that. It's just it's weird. <laughs> the Blue Beetle theatrical release is sex, su successful in Biden's economic policies. All right, now we're getting political. Watch out. Uh, oh, yeah, we got Ahsoka that's coming out, too. How much? Whoa. How much is that shirt? How much for that shirt? It's clean. Oh, you want to buy my shirt that we're doing now? Yeah. So you saw what that was, too. Good flick. All right, good. Okay, let's see who else we got. I'm sorry, but Zach isn't even on the same level. Yeah, they're yeah, they're on a different levels too. I mean, yeah, you can't again, it's like everybody has I, I like directors that have their unique signatures. Nolan has a, a unique signature, Snyder has a unique signature, Cameron, Ridley Scott, Edgar Wright. I mean, you got all these people out there that you got all these directors when they can actually and we even talked about it, too. Uh, one time, I think last week we talked about, you know, sometimes when it came to like the Marvel directors, it's like you couldn't distinguish one from the other. It's like, did you know which one was Peyton Reed? You know, I mean, obviously Peyton Reed did Ant-Man, but could you distinguish that from, you know, any, you know, most of the other ones? I mean. Who the hell directed Captain Marvel? I don't even remember. Uh, it was like, a was it a duo or was that Black Widow? I can't remember. I mean, that's the thing is like, I think Chloe Zhao, when she when it came to the Eternals, did a good job of putting her unique spin, her signature on it. That's the thing. There's some directors that could do that. And there's some directors that just don't. Michael Bay has has a unique signature, for God's sakes. But, I mean, you know, but I can't I wouldn't be able to tell a McGee, you know, remember McGee or. Or, uh, you know, some other ones that just create some generic shit, so. All right, Ambush, how's it going? What up? I appreciate that. Fourth wall break. They're awesome in three dimensions. That's what I'm going for. Snyder and Nolan are like, yeah, exactly. They're different. They're different. They're different. But they both respect each other, and they both, and they're friends. That's the thing. I mean, again, when it came to, we, if it wasn't for Christopher Nolan, we wouldn't have gotten... You know, our Zack Snyder DC movies, at least the uh, the Justice League movies. Obviously, we already had Watchmen, but that's the thing is like Christopher Nolan, you know, again, he's the one that recommended to WB like, hey, I'm not going to do Superman, but you can get this guy. He did Watchmen and that's a freaking excellent movie. Ah, But yeah, overall, like when it comes so Blue Beetle. I didn't give like a full review, so I wanted to give like a full review after sitting with it a little bit. I'm like, you know, I did enjoy it. I think, uh, I mean, was I expecting anything more? No, I went in. I didn't think it was going to be something that was going to, you know, blow my mind or, you know. But I, I will say, though, that some of uh, I will say the action. I didn't really mention this in the first reaction review. The action was top notch, to be honest. I thought the action was great, uh, especially the fight between uh, um, between. 
Jaime and Carapax, Carapax, whatever the heck his name was, you know. I mean, obviously, it does have resemblance to like the first Iron Man because, you know, it's like in the way that the story goes. Yeah, but I thought the action was pretty great. And I thought the special effects looked good, too. I mean, I didn't I wasn't expecting them again to just like be because obviously it's a low budget movie. So the, the but I think they did a good job on the practical effects of things. And I know uh, Soto, Mr. Soto, the director, he mentioned how they were trying to utilize a lot of the practicality, especially with the costume. And I really did like, like the first time you see Jaime, like when the, you know, when the scarab latches onto him, I mean, I thought that was like a, for being, you know, it was kind of like a, it was because I know there was like a, a, an element of body horror when it came to that. I thought that was a, you know, good scene, but I will say that when it first started, when it, when the movie first started, I was kind of going, Hmm, but you know, for like the first like 15 minutes, I was kind of like, Hmm, where's this, is this going to get, uh, and then it, it got better. Like at first I was kind of, uh, okay, they're doing this. It's, 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 there's nothing unique about really the story of it. I mean, we've seen this story before a little bit, but there's, you know, a unique twist on it, but, um, so like right off the bat and then just, but then when it finally got to the blue beetle stuff, I was like, cool. And, uh, but yeah, maybe I just was like, uh, as much as I did enjoy it, I, maybe I would, I did feel like I wanted to enjoy it more, but at the same time, what I really dug about it and what I said in my first reaction was the fact it was like, I liked the family aspect. I thought they were, I thought that was a cool dynamic, especially when it came to Jaime and his father, uh, stuff like that'll hit you in the feels, not to mention his father looked like he could have been one of my uncles for sure. Uh, he looked like my dad a little bit too. Um, so, you know, that hits you in the feels. I really like that. And, uh, you know, George Lopez, I thought, you know, he reminded me a little bit of my uncle too. Um, but, uh, you know, I was worried that he was going to annoy me, but I thought he was actually, uh, obviously he was the comic relief. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, the first like 10, 15 minutes, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, is this let's and then when it got to the Blue Beetle stuff, I went, OK. And uh, and then I started it started gradually just getting better for me. But then, like I said, the soundtrack, uh, the score just really did it for me and it really created that like 80s style adventure movie, you know, that we've seen before. And then there was just some there were some good gags in there. And then, of course, uh even the, the mention of like ted cord in there i mean obviously we got victoria cord susan sarandon i thought she was the weakest part of the entire movie or as i said hillary clinton <laughs> come on she did let's face it hurricane hillary headed our way anyways but yep that's just kind of my my review of it really enjoyed it um maybe i just wanted to enjoy it a little more um and i don't know i think uh there was, yeah, I just, I, I think I felt like maybe there was going to be a little bit more to it. I don't know. It's hard. That's, that's why I want to watch it again. I'm like, I want to watch it again, but still enjoyed it and still recommend it. And there we go. All right. Let's start inviting some people in here. And I've been yammering on for way too long. But yeah, we're going to get it. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, we're going to be talking spoilers. So be wary. We'll be talking spoilers. We'll definitely be talking spoilers. I don't know how many people are going to actually show up, but should be hopefully like a good amount to talk about this movie. And we'll talk about other things too. 
Like I know today, like James Gunn totally uh, debunked something. It's just funny if like, uh, you know, some people, there are people out there. There are people out there. Fourth wall break. Hey, Hillary is your ex. That's funny. (laughs) No, but yeah, Hurricane Hillary is headed our way, folks. That's right. Southern California, parts of Arizona. And uh, Baja, California is going to be getting rocked. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a couple of few. It's been a few decades since uh, there's been like this kind of like tropical storm that's on on the on the west coast. So, yeah. So that's going to be showing up tomorrow, late. Not tomorrow, Sunday. I'm thinking it's already Saturday. That's going to be showing up Sunday evening. And uh, and then into Monday morning, we're going to be getting a lot of rain. I'm I'm like more inland, so it's not going to be. But then again, who knows? Because it's California. California is not built for a bunch of rain. Anytime there is like a big rainstorm or if it rains for a couple of days, it's just a shit show. You don't want to leave. You don't want to get on the freeways. You want to go anywhere because it just it turns into an act- absolute shithole shit storm, I guess you could say. Just everywhere. All right. Let's go ahead and start bringing some uh, some guys in. And uh, let's see. Let's uh, first bring in. <laughs> hey, Phil. <laughs> I was trying to find some kind of drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, there you go. I thought I was like, all right, what drop should I do for Phil? Oh, well, how's it going? Laugh at work. Oh, it's all right. It's going. It's going. It's Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Right. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. Even though I got to work this weekend, but whatever. Yeah. You know, that's it, it happens. Bad. It happens. True that. But uh, uh, then we got. I have an idea. There we go. <laughs> 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 What's going on, Travis? Ah, what the heck? <laughs> you wanted a better one? Did he want a better drop? Oh, he might. I don't know. What that was? <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one. Oh, uh, maybe he didn't mean to click out. <laughs> Welcome back. God damn that intro! No, good to yeah, be here. Yeah, how's everyone doing? <laughs> He's like, nope. Solid. Yeah, he had, he had, he That's had it. A, he was all. He had to take a breath on that one. Yeah, I should. I should have stayed off because I could have had the record for the quickest appearance on the vlog stream. I don't know if anyone's had like a two second appearance. Somebody, someone in the chat clocked that. Go back to how many? Have you even when? When did you start the vodka stream? What was the very first vodka stream? I, that's a good question. Because I'm wondering how many you've done. Because you don't have them numbered, so I feel. Like I know. I know. I should probably. I should. I know. I never numbered them, so I don't know. Like it. It goes back to probably 2019. Holy moly! 2018, okay. yeah. 2019. Yeah, something like that. I just remember I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing this. And I would pour a glass of vodka and be like, all right, talk to me and I'll answer questions until I'm done. That's how it all started. Mm-hmm. It was just that. So I was just, you know, I, I would pour in my drink glass like a halfway up of vodka. And that's and then I would just answer stuff and talk and ramble. It was just me by myself. And then Stephen was the first uh, guest. 
Well, there you go. Even... Someone go back to 2019, watch them all, and tell me what the quickest <laughs> record That's is. about right. And then next time I'll break it, you know? But There you go. First yeah. time I heard Dave's name was through Scott McClellan on one of his podcasts. Yeah. That's right. I uh, Yeah, because it was funny because when Scott came on here, I think that was – it was a few months – Maybe it was a year after he started. Not but, too long. Yeah, it was not yeah, long. Yeah, it, it might have been like a year. I don't know. But I just remember there's like one point I like we started, we followed each other. And then I was, I listened to his podcast. And then when I tweeted out that the vodka stream, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, I'll be ready. And I think he took, showed a picture of like some whiskey or something like that. And then I was just like, hey, you want on? <laughs> and then there you go. Can't get rid of the guy now. <laughs> yeah, now you got a spinoff show and with them. Everything. And now you, go, you know? Now you guys yeah. do a, you know, DC yeah, no. podcast. Exactly. I know. No. Now we're like. Uh, now we're great friends. That's just what happens. Um. But yeah, it's uh. Yeah. Shortest one. I don't know. But if you were to stay off, yeah, you would have definitely beaten the record. No, I don't I'm think here. it's been that short. Um. I think I had a guest on uh, a couple of months ago who just left when the panel came on. So. And never responded. So, you know, hey, he was a young, he was a young squire. It's whatever. TikTokers, am I right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So he was just like, well, I'm out. Yeah. They only have short attention spans, right? Like, that's like, why they're TikTokers. They can't be on for too long. They're like a podcast, exactly. multiple hours. I thought it was just going to be <laughs> like small conversation. You know, oh, it's like, no. well, the thing is always like, hey, if you need to leave, there's a private chat. Just let me mm-hmm. know and we'll send you off. But now he just bounced <laughs> and then. <laughs> Never heard from him again, but hey, <laughs> it's fine. You know, we had we still had a pretty decent conversation. You know, mm-hmm. that's there just you what go. happens. But uh, how was your week, Travis? Uh, it's been good for the most part. Right now, my city is like completely on fire. So that's tons of fun. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you just want to search Kelowna fires in your tour handle, you'll see a bunch of it. Luckily, I'm in the more downtown area, so I'm not surrounded by trees and shrubbery. But it's just like I look outside, the skies are just orange right now. Where I was, usually I can see mounds upon mounds. You can't see anything. It's just like orange and yellow, and that's it. That's all it is. Luckily, we haven't been hit with like a bunch of embers there's been random houses in town that got hit with embers and like one yeah. house like started to go up they stopped it so luckily we're safe but that's why i'm definitely here tonight because all there's plans for the kiddos to go to the grandparents but there's multiple highways shut down because they're like if unless you're evacuating like we don't want you going in and out so yeah. luckily i'm safe but it's going to be like a it's gonna it's a hectic it's very much like the beginning of covid where every gas station is full of cars people are going to walmart the costco's like buying as much as they can to just get whatever they can for the foreseeable future whether it's to evacuate whether it's just because there's a whole side of the city that people aren't even on anymore so it's like i and i guarantee you because in summertime lots of people come here just to vacation so tons of hotel rooms were probably already taken up before so it's kind of a madhouse i think our our plan is just to stay locked up watch some movie i haven't seen elemental so that's on vod so we're gonna rent that make a pizza and i haven't uh watched spider-verse again with the girls so that's on vod so i think it's gonna be like a vod watch a couple of these movies that i haven't seen or haven't seen since like spider-verse in a bit but uh yeah so uh life good you know worldwide crazy but most of the part is it's going well so yeah. <laughs> well like i said we got yeah we got a tropical storm headed our way so. yeah i know it's apocalypse world's ending they thought it was going to be 2012 no they were 11 years <laughs> off yeah yeah. yeah yeah what about you phil <laughs> uh you know it's just been really really hot it's it, this past week it's been upwards of like 115 degrees in the valley but Jeez. today it was like you know it only hit about 95 today was actually the first it's like been semi- humid. it's been humid that's the thing yeah like it's it's not it's like when i look at the temperature right now 
88 degrees, but it the freaking humidity is what is what's killing me. I mean, that's the thing. I was like, man, I didn't sign up for this in California. It's supposed to be dry heat. What the hell? Yeah. What are you doing here? It's not so. You know, it's we're supposed to keep the humidity on the East Coast. Keep that. Keep that shit over there. But no, it's just been it's been pretty monsoony around you know mm. in southern california for sure we'll just get i just wake up and i wake up and it's kind of peaceful i actually like it i wake up to raindrops you know outside my window i'm like oh look at that and it's funny because you'll never see it in the forecast oh look at my phone eh, no rain in the future i should go wash my car and then <laughs> rain what happens yeah so i haven't washed my car in like a month and a half now because it's just like i'm always like something's gonna happen it's still humid you see those fluffy things yeah so my car's like filthy, and then we're supposed to get this freaking we're supposed to be get Hurricane Hillary Clinton into uh you know swallowing <laughs> up the Southern California. <laughs> oh, Hurricane Hillary. It's it's funny that that's that's the first person that, that that you immediately like come to mind, right? Because she's that that's like the number one Hillary. It's hard to ignore ignore those jokes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it really is. But uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, I'm more inland, so I'm gonna just get like We'll probably get a bunch of rain and wind. Hopefully that that'll just, I hope some thunder and lightning, but yeah, like San Diego is going to get rocked. Yeah. And LA is going to get a little rocked too. And LA is just, you know, they're not, they're not ready. They're not ready. (laughs) No, there's just, I mean, it's going to be bad. I don't know. There's going to be flash floods. There's going to be all kinds of things. Thanks. And yeah, it's not going to be good. I mean, there'll probably be flooding here too, but that's why I'm glad I work from home. And everything, and I'm just kind of, I'm just gonna chill, and hopefully the power just doesn't go out. So, mm. yeah, then I'll just go yeah. crazy. Anyways, all right. So, um, we'll get some more people. I know some more people will be joining soon. But let's uh, let's uh, start talking about this Blue Beetle movie. Oh, so, when did you guys see it? You guys saw it yesterday too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I know Travis, you posted your uh, review for it on on what on. Twitter slash X Geek First podcast, <laughs> whatever it's called nowadays. But yes, yeah. on Geek First, yeah. No, I, uh, I I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Um, I like it. I don't know. I haven't really done a rankings of like the comic movies this year. I definitely like it better than Shazam. I definitely like it better than Ant Man. And then what else have we got? We got Guardians, Flash. Am I missing another one? Uh, Spider Verse and TM- TMNT. If you really want to count those, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's uh, so. Yeah, Spider Verse and Guardians. I got it above Flash. I need to probably watch again. I think I fla- Flash. I got a little bit above, but it's tough because I, I do love Keaton in there, and that was some good yeah. stuff. But no, I liked it. I, it, it. I had a good time with it. Um, I don't know when I'll ever go back to it though. I think it's not like I think you kind of all like have tiers of superhero movies, and I think <coughs> it's definitely above. Like a lot of average superheroes, because I feel like if I say, "Oh, it's above average," people are going to take that as like, "Oh, that's a bad review." It's not necessarily. It's just we have so many comic book movies now that a lot of them can and shows just be average. So it was a good time, but I don't know if it's going to be one that I'm going to return to in a few months, like right away. I'm going to watch it one more time because I think the kids will like it. So whenever it hits streaming, I think it's very. My kids are in Power Rangers right now, so it kind of has that mm. aesthetic. But um, yeah. I love. I, I liked the lead because I haven't seen Cobra Kai, so this is my first experience with him. So I thought. He was great. Yeah, I thought if he does stick around, that sounds like the plan. That's two thumbs up for me because I'd like to see him, one, grow, and then two, just interact with other characters. So that was good. I agree with you, Dave. I really like the score. I love that, like, synth 80 just kind of – Yeah, it had something to it. it 
Oh yeah, no. Yep. I, I don't know who the composer is. I think it's someone newer, so it's someone I'm gonna keep my eyes on in the future because I like that. And for me, I think the highlight, other than uh, Solo being, is the action. I love the action in this movie. All that delivered. That's where it's funny because obviously you get a lot of comparisons to Iron Man. That's where I flip in and say this is better than Iron Man. The action because Favreau. That well, because Fa- the biggest knock against Favreau was he tried to do it in two, and I think it worked okay. But in the Iron Man one, like that Iron Monger Iron Man fight is not the greatest at the end. It's, it's not. Very, it's, it's very. very- forgettable yeah because that's isn't that weird like 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 everybody i mean we all love the first iron man movie but we like it forgettable yeah yeah but no one likes it for the action yeah yeah (laughs) not really for i mean it we like we we love it when he's in the suit and he's testing it that's the best parts of the whole thing but when he actually fights a villain it's like eh. (laughs) Because <laughs> even when he takes out the terrorists, he just lands, shoots a bunch of people, and flies away. There's nothing yep. really exciting to it. It's him, that, like how it's shot, and that's because it's Favreau. So that's where the reverse here, where I think that there's a lot of things that Iron Man does better than this. That The, the action in here, all scenes were great. I, I read that oh, the good. director said that he took some stuff like the Injustice games. That's really cool. But every time action was on scene, it delivered. So yeah, no, I, I had a good time with it. But like I said, I don't know if I'm going to be the same way I have other, you know, like this, like last week. I was like, oh, I want to watch the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy again. I did that. I don't know the next time I'm gonna have that feeling of Blue Beetle because I do feel it's a little tropey and there's a little it's a little kitty at times with some of the oh, yeah. humor and stuff. The the humor is like 50-50 for me, but um I don't know when I'll want to like really watch unless I'm doing a marathon or he's coming up next. So I enjoyed it, but not a not like a top ten of the year or anything for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, yeah, with the yeah top 10, we're already in what? August, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I, I still, like The Flash, I've seen it three times, and I did enjoy that better, uh, more, for sure. But uh, with, when, it came to, I, when it came to this, I, I would put it above Shazam 2. Mm-hmm. You know, I visuals uh, are great. Talking about that this year, visuals all around. They're, they're, the the worst looking thing in this movie is like some flamingos, which I go, why did they add those there? The other like all the all the stuff you want <laughs> to look good, like the bug, the fight scenes, they all look really crisp and they don't take that. Like that was a big problem with me at Quantumania, where so many times that movie I was being Oof. taken out by. They just are not. Like, I, I know things are not there. I understand that. But I mean, like, you want to be lost and right? Not in Blue Beetle, they ever go, oh, man, I really just feel like this is just a computer animated thing. And I know lots of it is, but I think that was really well done as well. They used the budget well. Yeah, I think one of the I, one of the shots that I thought was like the worst was just such a throwaway shot was when they're in Cord Industries and it's the camera angle showing how long it is and obviously it was digital yep. because there was it and i was like that looks like shit <laughs> like, mm. i just i looked at it, i was like that doesn't but everything else looked good i'm like yeah but that one shot they were like there you go put that put that put that done you <laughs> know i was yeah. like it just was like oh yeah they were trying to really expand the uh i mean yeah i get it but at the same time i was like it just didn't look good to me and i was like that was the only thing that i had to complain about when i came to any of the vfx was just that one shot when you like it, it shows it and then pans over to like Victoria Cord like talking on a screen or whatever the fuck. Um, did you like Susan Sarandon uh, in, as a villain role? Not yeah. really. Yeah. She, she she served her purpose. I I uh, had more issue with Pax at the end. Really? Like, well, I like the idea, but I just felt like. 
the they just really tried to cram the sympathetic hero thing very quickly. I wish it was layered throughout a bit more. You know, I yeah. it was we we're going to the final fight, and all of a sudden he has a locket, and then we got this whole backstory. So yeah, I didn't uh, a, a little <laughs> rush for me. Not the like the worst thing ever, but it's not. Uh, it didn't uh, win me any points with watching the movie. I, I won't remember Pax in a couple weeks. I'll forget yeah. about Pax and Susan Sarandon. You know. Yeah, he was stronger than her. I felt. Well, I mean, but obviously it's like, yeah, they had a had it, but it was, you know, obviously it starts off the way that it starts just like, you know, that they're trying to find a scarab or whatever. And they got that big ball that they're drilling into. And it was just kind of interesting because like, it was like, oh yeah, it, it, as soon as it started, I'm like, yeah, here we go. They're going to start off the way that a lot of these start off, which, you know, show what the heck's going to be happening with the villain and stuff. You know, they do that whole thing, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked, I mean, yeah, they did kind of just be like at the last minutes, like, Hey, here's some sympathy for this guy who's been trying to kill a kid, like a young kid and his family. For and so like, long. Yeah. And that's why I was, I was almost kind of fun if they just made him more the evil goon type. Cause he did pretty much make, uh, Jaime watch his dad die in front of him. He restricted yeah. him and made it sure. So he couldn't even save his dad. I don't know if he could save his dad, but the suit maybe has some good CPR and something. So that's why I was kind of fine. If he was just an asshole villain. So that's why I, I think that not all the villains need to be sympathetic and, Oh, I feel really bad for him. Especially cause like he does just die. And then we're not, we're not, we're not seeing him ever again. So I'm not invested in that villain. So I wish, I wish he was just more a piece of shit. And then I don't know if I needed him to get killed, but they should just stuck with him being a piece of shit. I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Phil, go ahead and start, give your review. Well, I really love this movie. I'll just go ahead and say that right out the gate. Um, really? I, I actually would slot it. If I'm putting it with the other DC films that have come out from, you know, man of steel onwards, um, I would actually confidently put it right probably before Aquaman. I would say this is the oh. best of the bunch after Zack Snyder's trilogy. Um, nice. The action is spectacular. I think the score is great. Jolo knocked it out of the park. I really love the supporting cast. I love the, the family aspect. Um, I actually found Susan Sarandon's villain to be on par with Billy Batson's mom in terms of stra- straight up just evil villainy. Cause Didn't like, think about that they're, they're they're She's totally just at the idea of like, Oh, the kid has the scarab. Fuck it, kill him. I don't care. And yeah. it's like that's pretty delicious, if you ask me. And then the, then Carapex. I mean, yeah, you can you can make the debate individually. They're not great villains, but I think symbiotically they kind of work well together. They they kind of play out as like this really fucking weird kind of relationship where they they, they really think is. they need each other, but Awkward. in the end, it yeah, and, and it's funny because I kind of went through. It's not something too similar, but it's an inter- interesting situation. Ship. I don't really wish to dive too deep into, but for parallel purposes to the film, it's it like, do you got a robotic yeah. arm and stuff too? Did that no, 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 no. <laughs> I got a wicked scar from my brother right here, though. But yeah, Ooh. it's like how um, similar was <laughs> this experience? But um, no, like I, I actually, and I'm also a fan of Susan Sarandon. I really love Thelma Louise. That's one of my favorite. Oh yeah, she's, I mean, she's love iconic. Them. She's an icon. You know, and of yeah. course, you know, I'm, I like. Uh, Cobra Kai. I love that show. So I love Joe. So I thought mm-hmm. when when the rounds were going around for who could get cast as Blue Beetle, I was like, the choice. He's right there. Yeah. And, and they did it. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Match made in heaven. That's the one, one of the few times where internet fan casting was like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. They should capitalize on that. And well, here we are. But I like George Lopez. I also thought the the ties to the whole the Blue Beetle stuff, like the old school Blue Beetle stuff, I actually really, really adored because one of the first comics I ever won was the Blue Beetle annual number one with Ted Cord coming out of the Beetle ship. 
oh just just seeing that cave and everything that happened with that that was all gravy for me like i i really did love this movie like i i don't have anything bad to say about it at all and i i actually agree with you dave that one shot showing cord industries that's with (laughs) question that scene and then the fight with carapex in in the end where they're kind of flying around you can kind of you can kind of tell it's it's a little mm, yeah but even even then it's like you know if you were gonna cheap out on anything those were the things you could cheap out on and get away with because exactly. it's such a quick moment you don't even realize it because when you actually see what they did with court industries oh it's oh that's for 104 million dollars this is looking really good like this puts a lot of the big budget stuff to shame if you ask me 100 i agree with that yeah because i mean like uh uh i mean when we first saw the the costume for shit's sake i mean that yeah. the the fact that the the internet kind of just came together and went that doesn't look half bad i mean usually anytime there's a suit reveal it's like oh boy and i always dread it i'm like oh boy there's just gonna be people that compare it to this and they're gonna say it looks like Mm -hmm. this and blah 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 Mm -hmm. you know i mean jesus christ when we when we when we see that first superman suit from james gunn uh, the internet's oh. just just oh. i'm gonna have to buckle up <laughs> and put on some goggles and just you're gonna have to take ah! shot glasses and pour them individually and then do back to back to back shots that's what it's yeah gonna, that's what's i mean i'm I, and i'm always one of those like you know and i i've said it and i'll say it again i'm rooting for it i want it to be better than this i mean is it gonna happen oh i don't know i it's gonna be hard because this suit is absolutely magnificent but i always root for everything to be better than the prior but I, yeah, but I, it's it's going to be difficult. I was rooting for, you know, when it came to uh, Pattinson. I, wanna, I was yeah. like, all right, let's see. Uh, Matt Reeves is cooking. Let him let him do it. We first saw the costume. I was like, looks great. I The BBS suit's still going to be my favorite. It's just, it's still up there and whatever the hell. And same thing when it came came to Pattinson. But so I'm like rooting, you know, but, but just going back to when those got released when we saw and it was funny too because i did do the uh leo dicaprio like up oh, there's the scene right there when we first saw the costume when he lands mm-hmm. on a car mm-hmm. um and i was like yeah it's just that with that just that starting off and having that practical suit look so great and then they of course had to add some things to it obviously but yeah it just uh i, I think that's what like when it comes to future movies it's like don't go full i mean don't go full green lantern <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. don't oh, do that you have to have some L- i think like when you combine practical and a little bit of cgi like more practical than cgi it's just that's that's always going to go better and i think uh yeah. i think what they were really trying with this movie and i think what even uh uh manuel soto said was you know they wanted to have as much practicality as possible you know, mm-hmm. obviously you can't do everything, but I mean, I think I'm really hoping that, you know, because let's face it, the Marvel machine is just like, <laughs> it's showing just, its age. It's VFX everywhere. I mean, to the yeah. point where there's Come just on union. September, <laughs> yeah. Let's get right? that going. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I mean, hope it happens. Yeah. And that, right? yeah so, so do I. And I think this Same. is, and they, the, the 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 problem is is like when when it comes to marvel they always i think they always just resorted to we could fix it in post we could fix it in post yeah. we could do all this in post i mean it, to the point where i mean i mean and, and it's funny too because i that sam jackson image of him in spider-man far from home that always like gets tossed around every now and again mm-hmm. because he didn't there was like a green screen behind him and he was like holding a gun that had some like you know things to like make it where they could digitally modify it 
And a lot of people like this. I'm like, but I'm like, well, I don't know the context. Did Sam Jackson have to shoot that like on location? I could see how that can happen. But at the same time, it's like they it seems like when you watch some of the and even looking at the trailer for the Marvels, you're going like, God, there's mm-hmm. just every, everything is just VFX everywhere. It's like what is practical? There's I mean, obviously you can't do a lot. Sure. But. I just hope that filmmakers can just really try to keep it as practical as possible. And then, you know, and I think what that's what Soto really achieved in this movie. Mm. Well, like the example you gave with Sam Jackson, that was the case where he couldn't get there on location. So they had to reshoot somewhere else. And Mm. I get that. But like that doesn't excuse all the bad Marvel CG. You can't tell me that every single bad CG is because somebody couldn't get there. Most of the time, it's just because it's not even the director. It's just they don't have a choice because they have that issue of we got to get it out at this date at this time. One, because of money. And two, that is the negative thing about the MCU. When you have a connected universe, it's great when all pays off and you got the connection. But when it's this thing of, hey, this thing literally needs to come out so we can do this thing. It has to come out, right? And that's why I, I, I'm hopefully, as someone that's an MCU fan, I hope that it does lessen and I hope we get less projects coming, you know, in the next few years. And I think that's a good thing with this, that it had been – because I can't remember – was August? I know it was Max, and then it got August. I don't think was this always the original date, or did it get yes. moved? One. This is time? the only one that met its okay. original release date. Well, so one there of the you few. go. Yeah, yeah, one of the few. So there you go. So that's a situation where they had luckily lots of time with it because. I think it was like 2021, like near the end when we were hearing like shooting and stuff. So that was because that was I'm trying to think of the COVID era because I know that was Batgirl and there was that being filmed. But either way, they gave them time. And luckily, I feel like this is a movie that if it wasn't ready to go, they could. Well, I don't know if they could have delayed it now, I guess, because they're trying to maybe move on to the DCU. But uh, no, they, whatever time they had and budget they had, they made it all look good. And I would like more movies to do that because when they look bad at uh it only ages worse over time. It should movies yeah. from ten to fifteen years ago shouldn't look better than <laughs> they do now. You know, so you yeah. know, I think I think Blue Beetle kind of takes elements of Iron Man one and two and kind of does them yeah. all better. You know, it does it better, honestly, it in, in my opinion. Like it, it just, I don't know. Like there's just something really charming about this film that I I find fascinating, and you know. It's it. I loved it. I, I don't know how much more I can say that. It's just a really solid. Well, I mean, well, like what I was film. even saying too. It's just like you know, as it started getting getting into everything and with uh, the score and just the aesthetic of a lot of things too. It just it felt like like when I was a kid and watching like these eighties type adventure movies. Like yeah, it was. It had the similar beats, and I think that's what probably Soto was going for. Even like the like when it was opening and like uh, you had the credits and you had even like what those look like. I mean, it's all neon and and shit like that. It's just I don't know. I I that's what I appreciated a lot about it. it was like yeah, this is just playing out like a like like an like an eighties adventure movie. I mean, you can almost guess what's going to happen next. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's a scene where where uh, you thought that uh, Uncle Rudy George Lopez was uh, off, and you're like, no, he's not. No, right, <laughs> you yeah. know. They try to, you know, they kind of make like a dramatic like thing and you kind of go like, huh, he's, he's he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. You know, it's like you, you, but, but at the same time, it's like, it didn't ruin it for me or anything like that. But I think I just really enjoyed that. And, you know, that's gotten that, that kind of, uh, you know, the score reminded me similar to even like a stranger things score as well. Like, you know, hearing that. Yeah. So that's what I just, I just really liked, um, how that played out. That's why I'm like, all right when it comes out, I'm going to watch it again 
And now that I know what to expect, I, I can already suspect I'm going to enjoy it more. But so let me ask you guys this. Did okay. you guys catch the parallel to Superman 78? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, it's it's plain as day. Mm. The, 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 dad, the dad with the heart attack. He couldn't ah, do a thing oh, about yeah, it. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. So I, I said once upon a time that Shang-Chi was the best update to the blueprint that is Iron Man. And I will say that I think Blue Beetle is hands down the best update to the Superman 78 model. Interesting. Okay. So the heart attack. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, it was funny too, because I mean, as soon as there was mention of that, I'm like, ah, shit, that's going to play later. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's going to come into play later, but I do like what they, you know, how that adds to the drama. Right. But I was happy they or, didn't go back on it because I was really worried because to me, that's the best scene in the movie where he's fighting all these guys. Dad goes down, he gets clawed and there's nothing he can do. He's just seeing exactly. his dad die. Yeah. And like I said, there's probably something the suit could do to help. We don't know that, but I'm just, you know, imagining this thing's alien technology, has all this stuff. I'm sure it could zap him a couple times and maybe get his heartbeat going. So these these villains effectively kill his father. And I was really worried when they were shocking him in the ambulance that he was going to pull through and make it OK. But I was happy that that they stuck with that. Not that I'm trying to see the guy's dad die. I'm not saying I'm happy about that, but for the character motivations for the moment, I thought the score, the shooting, that was my favorite moment there that they stuck to it. They linger on the family after that really upset. So no, that was really well done and no good catch. Cause I didn't even think about the, uh, the heart attack in that moment. Similar thing where, you know, he can't really do anything, exactly. you know? And then like when you see his sister's face and she like, when, when you see her break down, that's like when, you know, the dad's dead and it's like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, that was yeah. That moment was uh, I mean, but like I said, it was like already the fact that they, you know, because Jaime in the beginning of the movie, he graduates, he's going back home and he doesn't know about anything that's happening with his family. Like when it comes to the business and the house and all that. And of course, it's that whole thing of like, yeah, we were running out of money, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I, I could do something I can help and blah, blah, blah. And I did like that transition to like. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to, you know, buy a mansion and going to do this and do that. And then, of course, they cut to where like it just kind of like flies in and he's like standing there in the mansion. But of course, but obviously the trailer ruins that because yeah. you watch the trailer and it's like, oh, yeah, we know that he's just working as like, you know, and a person that's working at this mansion. But it was like, but I but if I saw it fresh, it'd be like, OK, that's cool, because he's standing there looking like a boss. Yeah. Just like all in white sunglasses in front of the infinity pool. And it's like, okay. And then, uh, and then he turns and then it's like, his sister's like, Hey, you're going to help me scrape this gum off that she put up there. I know. Right. <laughs> I know, that was pretty funny. She's like, was. yeah, right. I just keeping you, you know, a job. Um, but then it was funny too, because I wasn't sure like when it came to Jaime and Jenny, if like they knew each other prior, I thought maybe they were going to know each other prior. Judging by the trailer. But I didn't know it was just like, oh, so the first time they meet is just here mm-hmm. at the mansion. I thought maybe they knew each other prior, like from school or something like that. I don't know, like if they were like the same age or something. Mm. But of course, she was like going to um, offer him a job after getting fired. After, you know, basically just giving the giving the uh, the business to her, what, her aunt, right? Is that her aunt? aunt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but it's fun. OK, well, we'll get to that. Never mind. When we talk about Ted, because I kind of want to talk a little bit. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Ted Cord because it's interesting. But um, 
That is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yes, the Ted Cord thing. But to touch on like the blue the blue beetle aspect like after the you know you get the beginning of the movie there's also this almost godzilla-ish montage of a bunch of newspaper clippings and a bunch of other stuff that's True. related to dan abnett or wow i almost said dan abnett uh <laughs> garrett the first beetle and then they yeah. also kind of showcase like they kind of go through ted's time as leader of court industries up to the point he disappeared so that was also pretty cool yeah i like that it was cool and um but yeah so when I hate it when people honk outside there. Jesus Christ. We have that sound like a, that sound like a pronounced honk too. Very close. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man, I don't just like it. we have cell phones now. We have we just text a person or something. We don't need to let it be known. Anyways, no, but um so yeah, so when we get to um and then of course we got like uh Uncle Rudy, which is George Lopez's character, which is funny because I have a great Uncle Rudy, which is funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, yeah, who's Mexican? And uh, but anyways, it was just like uh, he's not like this though. I have another uncle that kind of acts like anyways. <laughs> but um I it was kind of like uh you know, because I was always worried that George Lopez just going by the trailer, I'm like, ah, is he gonna be too over the top, too much of this? And pleasantly you know that he was not like too over the top where i was like ah it's gonna be like try to do zinger after zinger after zinger but i thought he did a pretty good job yeah i'd agree with that yeah Yeah. i mean i grew Um, up watching the george lopez show so i was i I did too yeah yeah i think i've seen every episode of that show (laughs) yeah i've seen that i've seen that show like crazy but i was just kind of worried because i was like is it gonna be too over the top like you know but yeah, I thought it was, you know, I thought it, he worked the way, you know, obviously, I mean, things can be a little convenient, you know, when it comes to certain things that happen in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think like when he, uh, what was the like, most convenient thing? I think, oh, yeah, when Jaime drives back in his uncle's truck mm-hmm. to go back to Cord, and he just happened to pull up when Jenny was like, like about to like make her escape. And it was like, oh, yeah, very convenient, sure. But had to move the story along, right? Yeah, and I I guess I just assume he's stolen these things. But it was also a weird trajectory for me to have the family. They're about to lose their home. But then you have George Lopez has, like, some very high-tech takedown security sort of gear. So it's like, okay, I can – and that's where, like, the 80-ness comes in, where I can buy – it's very Goonies-like where, okay, like, the family – like, that that stuff for me where, like – you know the the grandma with the gun, all that stuff like that. The, those those moments didn't work for me. I I didn't really enjoy them. But that's where it's like that does feel like the '80s family thing. I wish it was maybe just hi, man. Maybe you can have yeah, you can have Jenny in there for sure, and maybe Lopez. I I don't think Lopez was. I was gonna say I don't think he would be too much, but I could took a little less of him. It's not that the jokes weren't hitting; it's just that I didn't need as much. I think the yeah. other one that I was a little confused on too with what they're trying to do with Jaime. And I know everyone's journey is different. I just wish they they have George Lopez, like he has the bug and he's killing people and having a good time laughing. And they have the nanny with the gun and she's shooting everybody and like kind of having a good time. But Jaime's whole story is, well, I don't want to kill anybody. So I kind of wish they just didn't have the other two family members just killing people freely and just kind of having a good time where Jaime's like really struggling over not killing the guy who kind of killed his dad. So that's where it's like, I could have used a little, a little less of them, but they weren't, they weren't too bad. I, like I said, I, I like George Lopez. I grew yeah. up in that era too, where I watched that and ain't simple rules and God, what was, uh, 
what was Marlon Wayne's show? My wife and kids. Oh yeah, my wife and kids. And kids. Love, yep. Oh yeah, I love that because I was in Loving Color Guy. So all those shows that were on in like that TBS realm, like uh, yeah. Lopez show. Like I said, I think I've probably seen every episode a couple yeah. times in my life now. So it was a great show. Great show. I mean, especially if you enjoyed his comedy, it was just exactly what that was. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you're right, though. It's like uh, a little too much, like, especially, I mean, like, you know, when, when it comes to Jaime's Nada, Nana, it's like they, she has this mysterious, like, oh, she needs to do some shit, <laughs> you know, and they, they really like, but that's, yeah, again, that's, that goes back to the whole 80s trope of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. mean, let's have the, you know, the, the least cool likely, grandma. yeah, the least likely to be a badass and you know just basically take like a big huge like you know like it's like a mini gun that shoots pulse you know flares or whatever the heck you know it's a tour it's a cord gun um and she just wails on like all these bad guys which it was kind of cool because when she like saves when she saves his ass i did i i I was actually surprised but not at the same time i don't know i for some reason i thought it was going to be like a carapax thing and i think they uh, there was like red and I was like, oh, yeah, it's just him. He's now good or something. Mm. But then it was like uh, he's going to take out the, the the bad guys or whatever the fuck. But then it was her that did it, you know, of course, taking them all out. And, uh, you know, there's just the whole running joke of like, you know, I'll tell I'll tell you later why, you know. And then she's like, literally, <laughs> I thought it was funny that she was so happy to be doing a lot of what she was doing, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah. They're trying to because obviously Jaime gets. Uh, you know, we're fast forwarding to like, you know, to basically where he, well, after the, you know, the, the dad dying and everything, he's, they're trying to get the scarab out of him and they're going to detach it from him where he's going to die. And they take him to like, of course, some remote Island prison, whatever the heck thing. And, um, and she, she obviously was like, you know, she tries to get the family together to be like, Hey, you know, yeah, we lost him. But it's not time to do that now. So let's do this. But then it goes from like serious to just flat out wacky, of course, because then she's just like, I got a you know, big gun kind of thing. So but I, I appreciated it. But it's it is goofy. It is goofy. But I won't disagree with that. Yeah. No, yeah. I loved it, but I, I won't yeah. disagree with it. <laughs> but uh yeah, but like I said, when uh he first gets uh gets that thing attached to him, that was a cool scene. That was uh, dope. Yeah. That was so dope. I mean, it's it's creepy because I mean, like it's essentially. I mean, it's it's partially you know venom esque too. I guess you could say, um, but just the way that the like, especially when he's when you see like the 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 arms start like coming out of his you know shirt and they're just like you know going through and then it's all it looks like it's melting on him. His eyes are like lighting up and he's just. I mean, it's for for being like, hey, this is a family movie. It's like, hey, let's try to make this as horrific as possible i was getting some uh it's getting some uh, american werewolf in london vibes you know or like oh, good comparison yeah. yeah yeah you know like because you watch that that is one of the most craziest horrifying like especially when i saw it when i was a kid I had nightmares for a fucking week watching american uh american werewolf in london jesus christ that whole scene when they did that that thing was just good god oh, yeah that brings me back. Same thing with the Michael Jackson's thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Could not watch that. I thought Michael Jackson was a werewolf when I was a kid. <laughs> I, was, I was convinced that he I, was 
Something. I didn't know for like half my life he was actually black because I, I I went <laughs> my family owns a cabin and like because I grew up you know from ninety three and I think it was around two thousand three or four because I would have been yeah yeah I think I would have been ten because there was like a Time magazine there and there was like a whole spread about Michael Jackson and I just remember flipping through these photos and seeing him in the eighties like what like. What is the like? What happened here? And then my dad, no, he's he's black. It's like a skit. I I, I was shocked. So yeah. literally for the first ten years of my life, I thought Michael Jackson was a white man. And yeah. then I did because like Thriller, he's a zombie, so I wouldn't think anything else. Wise when I saw clips, <laughs> I was like, well, that's just makeup. So yeah, that that was. But yeah, Thriller, great great prosthetics. And yeah, no, I loved all that stuff. I loved the turn. I think all the humor with the suit worked. Um, I, I like the back and forth. All the suit stuff they actually creates is really cool. So I think they nailed that down. I, I'm not too familiar with Blue Beetle as far as I've read some stuff. I've more read him in crossover stuff. The most mm. familiarity I have with him is Young Justice, which I love him in that show. So you definitely get some sort of vibes. I think they make the Scarab not as kind of harsh in this one, but that's fine. That wasn't a negative for me. It's just like a different take. But I think they nailed it with everything with the suit and the uh, situations they put him in. So Yeah, I read an article for uh, uh, from THR where they interviewed Manuel Soto, and he mentioned that they, they took inspiration from Young Justice and Injustice oh, yeah. too. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm glad because that's that's I'm I'm with you, Travis. That's my primary familiarity with uh, Blue Beetle, specifically mm-hmm. Jaime's character, but also you know he I think he's in the DCAU, the new DCAU. I think ti- uh, Titans, Judas Contract, and Teen Titans vs Justice League. I think he's in both of those movies too. Um, it was one of my favorite characters in Injustice 2, definitely. I think Blue Beetle is one of the most savage characters in that game. And, uh, yeah, I, I love Jaime. I think he's one of the best best recent characters in, in DC Comics history. And I think that this movie kind of did it did him right. Yeah, um, the whole not being in control of the suit kind of thing. And, you know, the way that they worked all that out. And uh, I always forget what the what the what's the, the voice that he hears. What's her her name? Kajida. Kajida, there you go. Exactly. Uh, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is, vo- be, yeah. yeah, which is voiced by a Power Ranger, which is funny, mm-hmm. you know, the correlation to a Power Ranger. But yeah, Becky G, she was Trini in the 2018 Power right. Ranger. Right. Yeah. 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 Very, very odd for her to be doing this, but, you know, cool. Because they modulate her voice. So, like, you could literally just get any. Right anybody unless she was just like are you siding with the ai there travis how do you No, i'm saying you could get like (laughs) you could get the director's mom to come in and be the voice you know like i'm still saying pay a person but i'm sure the director's mom versus becky g but who knows like we talked about a couple weeks ago when i was on with turtles that there's a few people in there where like john cena is in there and you can't hear him at all but maybe it's just "Ah, i'll just do it as a favor and they're getting like paid like the bare minimum because they don't care they're just like "Ah, i'm in a booth for a day whatever well i think it's just it's it's funny because i had no idea until probably until they did actually or maybe it was even earlier i don't know when i was like when it came to becky g like i knew of her from just power rangers mainly Mm -hmm. i didn't realize she was like a pop star and all this kind of stuff it was kind of funny because yeah even when you know you see her in power rangers and then i was like what does she look like now oh (laughs) okay that's different. I was like, geez. I was like, wow. Okay. She is a pop star and she's mm. quite pretty. I'm just saying. Um, but, um, but yeah, when they, I think that's probably why they did it because it was like, all right, let's get somebody in this world. So then when she promotes it, mm. 
it could like help it a little bit. I mean, obviously they tried that. Pan, <laughs> that didn't pan out, out, I guess now. Yeah. Unfortunately. See, that's the, the thing promotion. is like, you try all this stuff and it makes sense yep. business wise, but at the same time, it's like, there's still things that work against it. Like I was even saying at the beginning of the stream is the fact that it's like, that we're at the end. I think this, this, I mean, maybe when Gran Turismo comes out, that could be like the last summer blockbuster. I don't know any other yeah. summer blockbusters that are coming out. Uh, because like August is usually, yeah, like you get to August, middle of August, that's where it ends. It starts in March yep. now, which is weird, yeah. but then it like goes like into like mid August and then that's it. You're not, there's no more summer blockbusters. So technically we would say like this, cause Gran Turismo was supposed to come out last week. Yeah. And now it's coming out what next week, I think. 25th. Yeah. 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 So, I mean. It's just like it's just you know it's a, it's in a weird it's in a weird spot. Everything's weird. I don't know because there's really not much blockbusters. I was just looking at really until November with Dude in the Marvels because September right. and October are pretty much filled with like a lot of horror movies and then a bunch of random one offs. Yep. Like the next big movie after or after Turismo is Equalizer three, which I kind of yep. forgot that's a thing. And then the eighth, you got the nun and my big fat Greek wedding. And the nun will do well just because it's a cheap ass budget. So they'll make their money back. And then right. September, you got expendables, but it's like Saw, Paw Patrol, Patrol. Exorcist. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Fr- that Exorcist movie looks pretty, pretty wicked. Yeah, oh, the, 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 the prequel? Yeah, Believer. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a sequel. It's a oh, oh right, sorry, yes. Yeah, 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 Why did I think yeah. it was a prequel? Duh, yeah. that was before. Yeah. Well, because the trailers make it seem like that way until they're like, I know someone who's done this before, and then they bring in the actress, and you're like, oh, okay, it's it's gonna be her. No, because yeah, re- I I had Saw on the mind. That's why I was thinking. Oh prequel, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Saw, Saw yeah. ten. Saw ten is a prequel. Yeah, Saw ten happens in between one and two. The most two convoluted. Uh, oh yeah, you're right because it's after Amanda, right? Yeah. It, it, no, <laughs> and, Amanda, well, Amanda's still alive. They show yeah. her in the last bit of the trailer, so it's like, it, yeah, it's 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 yeah. It happens I'm to a, reveal, yeah, and he's like going to Mexico to try and get some yep. treatment. That yep. and it's like, <laughs> I, I like Tobin Bell. I think he's oh, I love he's, Tobin Bell. He's fantastic, he's fantastic, right? And, and it's like, yeah. okay, there's there's the draw there for that. But I think that yeah. was probably the biggest mistake they like. Obviously, they kept him around all the time through the flashbacks, but I feel like because it's funny. James Wan obviously directed the first one. Lee Winnell wrote yep. it. And then they wrote yep. two and three. But yep. I feel like they killed him off because they wanted that to be the end. But the studio didn't. Because after two and three, they're not writers. They're just producers. Right. Right. But I mm-hmm. think in retrospective, all of them, not Lee Winnell and James Wan because they wanted the end. But everybody else was probably like, ah, we probably shouldn't have let them kill off Tobin Bell. Because that was the biggest, not the biggest mistake. I still like a lot of the movies after. But it was tough always. They're always trying to shoehorn him back in. And now I'm just completely with it being hey it's just another venture of jigsaw torturing yep. some people I'm like yeah sure do it because tone bell's older like they're who knows how we're gonna get and what i keep hearing from people that have like scenes like there's even like test screen and stuff that it's like if it's not gonna be so much for the mainstream not that saw's mainstream but it's like this one's really for the the it's fans of the series yeah. yeah it's a lot of references a lot of deep cuts and i'm like oh i can't wait because i i love the franchise a lot there's yeah. some stinkers in there but i i've i've seen every one but the first one in theaters i it was a we, it was a oh, Halloween. That one? Oh. No, because I was I was only because that came out what 2005. I was a youngin when that first one came out. I, I was, was like 12 when it came out, and I, I had to 13. like. Yeah, yeah, I'd like yeah. tell my mom, like, oh, first. get me this movie. And I remember she got me it for Christmas, not knowing really what it was. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. And then my dad and I went every October and he hated it. Like, he hated it because he just like my dad, who's seen a live autopsy, he had to do that. But he's just like he hated these traps. He hated all this stuff. But 
that's the only way you could get in to see these movies. Dad, you got to get me in. I'm not 16 yet. And <laughs> thanks, Dad, for taking me to all the saws. And, and, then once, and then once we got to Saw 3D and that was the final chapter, he's like, I'm out. I'm done. And somehow we're still getting the third one after the final chapter, you know? Right? <laughs> I know. It just keeps on. I mean, that's the thing is like, and that's that's part of the. I, mean, I don't even remember the last one that came out with Chris Rock. Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. Sam yeah, Jackson. Like, remember? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sam Jackson. See, that shows you yeah. how forgettable that that one was. That's yeah. right. They were father and son, right? Or, yeah. They were. Yeah. Strange yeah. father and son, both cops yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 I remember it not being terrible, but at the same time, it was like, all right. So it's just. It's just taking similar beats, but not mm-hmm. really, you know. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like what what you said, Travis. Is like when they they wanted they wanted to just like we're finishing off with thir- the third one. <laughs> yeah. And, it's all, and I like the first three, but yeah, mm-hmm. once you get to four, and all of a sudden they're trying to tack on like another dude, like that that that. Oh, there's dude. there's four apprentices by the time yeah. you're all said and done. That there's Amanda, yeah. and then there's Hoffman, yeah. who I actually like Hoffman because I like Costas Mandalore, so I, I'm a yeah. big fan. And I then agree, in that. yeah, because yeah, he's like a big division in the Saw fan base. People love him or hate him, and I yep. I was all for Hoffman. And then in Jigsaw, there was like, oh, there's another secret one. Yep. And then spoilers for the ending of Saw, there was Doctor Gordon as well. So it's like there was right. this guy. He's like fucking Palpatine. He is for like he has all these like backup people and stuff. And and that's where I, I hated that they introduced. They got Carrie Elway's back in the series for the last one. And then he's never come back. It's like, oh, that to me was the interesting, really one as far as like, okay, you have this guy from the first movie, and Who now he's survived, and he's yeah. been around since in the shadows all this whole yeah. time. And it's like, what else has he done? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and right? none of these movies have decided to call him and be like, ah, oh, let's do one with him. Like, he's a great actor too. It's weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he is because for uh, years he didn't appear in any of the movies because the first movie there was a lawsuit where I guess he was promised to get paid a certain amount and he didn't so that's why for years he wasn't in any of the sequels because he was like until i get my money i'm not coming back for a saw movie so maybe 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 there's some ill will there too maybe he just wanted to do seven and be like hey i'm done with it maybe maybe that was something like hey do this one and we'll pay you a little extra but um yeah i'm I'm excited this is just like another outing and then i think this might be the last for all but who knows they're always cheap these movies are like 20 30 million all the time so they always make their budget back within the first weekend usually so well, I mean, the first one, I mean, I mean, the reason I mean, I think even James Wan has said that or Lee Winall said that in a uh, interview where it's just like they wanted to make a super small mm-hmm. horror movie. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, how do we do that? Well, let's just have two guys trapped in a bathroom. And that's mm-hmm. most of the film. You know, it's like that's cheap. You can do, you know, and it was funny because then Lee Winall was one of them. And then, of course, yeah. you got there. Yeah. And it yeah. was just. And I just remember, I mean, that's got one of the best twisty endings too. Oh, like yeah. you just god damn that and that music that dun 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 dun. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so recognizable now. Anytime it's like you're waiting for that. You're waiting for that music. Oh, yeah. And the, that's the problem now that they do have to do it every time. And then it's yeah. like there there's only so much you can do. But it's interesting because I don't know. <laughs> I kind of hope they take a different approach with this one because I don't think you can really do a twist when it's in between two and three. There's nothing like to twist so just hopefully they have a good time and uh yeah the original saw like when they wanted to be that small they originally wrote it to be in an elevator but then they went oh, oh. it's too small it's too small can't do yeah. that, which makes sense because that would have been i think just a i know they would have made a set but i feel like that just would have been a pain in the ass to shoot because i've never seen
seen yeah. i know there's that movie devil that i've never seen oh yeah that takes place mainly in an elevator it's yeah good. i've never i've never good, seen actually. that yeah where it's like which one of the three or four people's the devil and it's an m night movie like produced or whatever so yeah. i've never watched it but other than that i don't good. think there's Check too many out. movies in elevators yeah yeah but yeah yeah trying to film oh yeah so like let's put it in into a you know a creepy ass gross bathroom you know yeah <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, we went off on a crazy tangent yeah. right here. But either it. way, to tie back to Blue Beetle, until <laughs> Dune, there's until yeah. Dune, there's not really any big, big blockbuster right. movies coming out. They're all like big fat Greek wedding. They're all smaller. Like, and that's so, the thing people people keep forgetting about Saw Patrol is the creators out the same day too. I'm bummed about yeah. that because that's oh, a lot of, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's I, gonna be on Netflix though, right? I was completely unaware oh, of the fact that there was so. a big fat oh, okay. Greek Why wedding too. Oh, I know, and we're on the third one now. Yeah, yeah. And I saw the <laughs> third one in front of Blue Beetle. I was like, "There's a third? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a second? When?" Oh, and the greatest that... poster of all time, too. Have yeah. you guys seen oh, that poster? God. Oh, I saw the third. You talk about the third one? The th- yeah, that came out that. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about it on Film Truck Live. I said, "Is it created by AI?" I was like, "What the fuck is this? It oh, yeah. is a horrible poster. It looks like it was created by AI." Yeah. Oof. Somebody. Ugh. Big it's oof. really bad. I remember the first one being my mom loves the first one. Shout out to Mama Film Junkie. Uh, she loved the first one, and I remember watching it with her one time too. And you know, it was like that's it came out in what the late 90s, I believe, yeah, or mid to late 90s, whatever. And it was like, yeah, that's what was that's really what movies were when it or that it came on the early 2000s. I think it's the early 2000s, right? Okay, you might be right, Greek. late 90s 2000... or early 2000s, 2002. Oh, okay. So fuck we get we get one every decade. Yeah. 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 We got 2002, 2016, 2023. So in 2030, we'll get the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if they can keep it up and draw that audience, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I didn't think I. Yeah. When the second one came out, I didn't think it was going to. It came out in 2016, you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 16. Yeah. I mean, my God. Don't even remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing it was coming out, but I was like. All right. Does anybody even really care about that? But apparently it warranted another one. So mm-hmm. there you go. At I, least they got the trilogy. I, yeah, that's what they you'd, really, <laughs> you'd have to imagine like those that movie, something like that didn't have to be super expensive to shoot. It's, eight, it's 18 million and made 90 million. So they were happy to make a third one, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it made 90 go. million and it yeah. probably had like a, you probably had a like no more than a 20, like a 15, 20 million dollar budget or something. Well, like not that. this go around. They're not paying for those. They're not paying for posters if they're probably using AI. No, fuck no, they're not. <laughs> Jesus point. Christ. No, it's crazy. But, uh, um, Blue so going Beetle. back to, of course, Blue Beetle. Um, so yeah, when it, when it came to, uh, at least that first go at him in the suit, I was like, I was like, all right, that's cool. And then, and, uh, but it was funny too, because I don't know. I mean, maybe like there was part of me that was like, well, what if like he had like another, because it seemed like it, it jumped for, they did a lot of time, like establishing, of course, the family and the story and everything. And I guess you got to mm-hmm. do that. But then I was like, like when it came to, um, see that okay so then because then we got i'm like i'm trying to remember the series of events here and i just saw it last night holy crap it's that forgettable guys just kidding sorry no um no 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 joking joking but uh no because he, he goes he for the job interview remember and then he gets okay that. yeah he gets yeah. fired then he gets a job interview for okay him. no no right. i was trying to remember the second time we see him in the suit and that's when he oh. gets jenny i was like try i just totally missed uh messed up that but it was like like when he gets jenny and then they go 
they got to uh, break into court industries. They got to remember, break, yeah, Lopez yeah. has the thing in the back, and that's the first that's time right. he fights Carapax. In she the, needs, she yeah. needs to get the watch. Yes. Yeah, 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 gets, uh, yeah, the watch, which is cool. And see, that's another thing that 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 uh, that gave me the '80s vibe was all the cord tech, and yep. even mm-hmm. like the, the ruby tech was all, yeah, it was just it was all just shit like put together, and it was like he had a fucking nintendo power glove yeah that, that, was, that was cool i like yeah, that. i was that like was that's fun. yeah bro i mean in and the the key which is like was like a watch but it was you know it was like a casio watch that they had like that display that was very very old school and stuff like that so but yeah but then obviously of course that, that's when like carapax was gonna like punch him and then he just like grabs his arm and stuff like that um but yeah and of course that fight scene was um you know, that I fight like scene was cool. It was a good fight. Well, the fighting is really, I, I really liked it when, when he was in front of the house and the angles. I mean, anytime he was just doing like jumping around and kicking everybody's ass, I was like, all right, there you go. That's mm-hmm. good fight choreography right there. Especially like with the whole fact that he's not really controlling it, you know, yeah. aspect of it. And I did like the fact they didn't just go full Iron Man and show his whole face. It was just, he had to like act with his eyes kind yeah. of thing, you know? They did that instead of just showing like the whole face because, uh, I was kind of wondering, like, how are they going to do that? Now, of course, easiest way is just to do what they did in Iron Man. But it's like they were like, yeah. no, nah, let's just do the eyes. So I was like, that was pretty smart when it came. They to went that. the Spider-Man route with it. It was a good, smart idea. Mm. Like that. when I think about Blue Beetle and the combat in this in, in, in this entirety of this movie, like seeing all of his signature stuff used, like the sonic cannons, the boom burst, yeah, that the staples. Cool. Like everything, the blue beat and the blue beetle arsenal for Jaime Reyes was in in this movie, and I'm like, yes, this is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And then, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but like that 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 giant sword fight at the end, that was all of his stuff he did with that was straight out of Final Fantasy VII, and I oh yeah, hundred percent. And I oh fuck, that shit was so beautiful. I I was (laughs) just so happy, ear smiling ear to ear from when I saw that shit happen. It was just so beautiful. Oh my god. The blade beam. He did the blade beam. It was so cool. <laughs> oh man, I, I just loved it. But that 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 first fight between him and Carapex, that was that was just like it was interesting because he, he High Maid never had been in a situation like that, and and he was letting the suit doing all the work, and it was just like I don't know. They're, they're, and like the, his weakness in that moment, like that got the better of him, right? Because Carapex took that as as, as like a point of as weakness and like got the better of him. And threaten him. He's like, you know, that this is exactly why you lose because your family is your weakness, yeah. and that's something he kind of has to learn from going forward in the film too. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freaking family. I know. Family, it's a big thing. That's what's been driving that Fast and Furious franchise for ten. Well, not ten movies. Is it ten movies? Yeah, ten. I was like, well, there was that yeah. spinoff. If you really want to count that, I guess there was like another little spinoff. Well, you got Hobbs and Shaw too. That's a spinoff, right? Yeah, that's that's what I was kind of like going. Yeah, well, I was talking about that one, and they did one with uh, what's his name as well, right? I thought they did like when that short film or whatever it was. Yeah, there was like some short film. Yeah, yeah, it was with um, Han. It was with Han, I believe. Oh, yeah. So, because I I I did not know that. The only way, the only reason why I knew about that is because Scott was like rewatching all of them Mm. to lead up a while back. I think it was before nine. Yeah, got a dog barking. No, but like, yeah. And then he like put 
all the different ones. I'm like, there was like a little short film spinoff oh, thing. Yeah. I had no idea. I haven't even watched it yet. I've not. Thank seen God it. there's not a TV show. That's that's my <laughs> biggest fear. It's like I think a movie's good enough, but a TV show. But you know, Van, he always got stuff up his up his sleeves, up his white tank tops. You know, so. <laughs> That's so crazy. No, but, uh, you know, it's good family vibes when it came to here. I mean, mm-hmm. it was funny because uh, Steph, I mean, she, I wasn't sure. It was kind of funny because when we were watching, I wasn't sure. I was like, is she liking it? You know, it wasn't obviously in her movie theater. When I watch things with her that she hasn't seen, just like uh, at one of her houses, it's always like one of those things where I'm like, what? You know, you know, when you watch something that yeah. maybe you like so much, you watch it with Put your phone down. Good parts coming up. <laughs> yeah. You just like you're 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 constantly just doing that. Like, yeah. You know, are they liking it? You know, and I love that. I love it when somebody hasn't watched a movie and you show it and you're like, but then it sucks when they're not you reacting. know you know oh. yeah or you just know oh. this isn't for them this is not oh. like because there's some movies where it's like in the middle you're like oh like you could like this it might not and uh i remember when i watched uh, the the biggest one this year with my wife as we watched babylon and i could tell yeah. she ain't mm-hmm. digging this and we're like an hour and a half in and i'm like oh we still this is only halfway and i just yeah. remember her just not enjoying that but i could just tell and because she likes uh whiplash and la land but it is a very different damien chazelle movie so it's like yeah. okay you like those ones but this is very different so we'll see and i could just tell oh yeah this isn't uh this isn't your bag and stuff so that's that's but that, then it leads to some fun conversations so true i i try to do that uh with steph with uh face off <laughs> Oh, uh, face off, dude! Because I told her the premise, and she was like, "That sounds cool." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yes, it is." Yeah, put yeah. it on. She wasn't digging it. <laughs> I mean, it was funny too because then you start questioning yourself. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, she's not feeling this, and I'm like, yeah. Is it is it because it's too, you know? It's like because the you know, and I'm like, is it because I just enjoyed it so much as a kid? I'm like, nah. She's just. I mean, I get it. It's a cool concept, but you know, it's not the. The concept is second in, you know, because it's all about the action at first, you know, but a lot of people, when it comes to face off, the brilliance about face off is the fact that it's like, it's a sci-fi concept, but it's, you know, wrapped around this crazy John Woo action movie, of course. But then the, the brilliance of it too, is both Nick Cage and John Travolta have to play each other. Yeah, You know, it's like the first action scene, they're playing like their actual characters and they flip flop. And then there's like, two more action sequences where they're flip flop. Well, that the rest of it, they're flip flopped, you know? And it's just, that's what I think is the brilliance of that movie is the fact that especially John Travolta has to go full cage. Oh, it's and, great. And, yeah. yeah. And that's what's so fantastic about it is the fact that it's like, and he pulled, they pull it off. So and, and cage pulls off Travolta, you know, like he's nuts at first. He's like this crazy, just over the top character. And then he has to bring it down where he even has to just like, ha, ha, you know, and he has to try to do some of the Travolta mannerisms, which mm-hmm. are not as strong as the Nick cage mannerisms. Let's face mm-hmm. it. Travolta had an easier time. I would yeah. say. Oh yeah. Because I, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's why I watched that movie. Like I love John Woo and I love the concept, but it's those two. Like if, if that movie exists with some other actors, which there, if you go to IMDb, there's a bunch of different people that were linked to that. To me, that's, that's why yeah. I watched that. It's because, and like Travolta, especially nowadays, people talk about like Reeves and Nick Cage. Travolta has a bunch of those type of roles that are, he can be very overacting and very cheesy. And that's what I love Travolta. I, I, he's one of my favorite. Like, that's the only reason this year I watched that Die Hard movie that was on Amazon with Kevin Hart. That I'm not the, like, I like Kevin Hart enough, but he was playing like a. That. 
John Travolta plays like a stunt man, like a like a like a former soldier turned stunt man, and he's like very aggressive and just over the top. And that's the only reason that got me through that movie. So those two, yeah, I love it. I I don't know what's going on with that sequel. I know I keep talking about it. I keep the, and I know they're talking about bringing them both back. Yeah. So I guess they survive. Like I, I guess Travolta's character uh, or Cage's character still survived somehow. So I don't oh, yeah, know what they're gonna do. Have- face-off or something like that they are and it has like a yeah. decent director Adam attached Wingard, to right it. Yeah, yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. that that was announced that looks, a couple years, years ago, ago. Yeah. yeah like so wait you'd have to imagine he's doing that after godzilla kong new empire oh i don't think it's Hopefully. happening I, no, I hope, yeah, but I just we've, hope, right? we've gone so long without hearing about. It, I just worry, especially like look at Amazon today. They canceled those two shows that they renewed uh, a couple True. months ago. So yeah. I feel like we could be in that process soon of we're going to start losing stuff that was announced or was promised, and they go, ah, well, we don't really have the budget to do Face Off two because I don't know how Face Off two would do nowadays, to be honest. Because I think it's like what Dave's saying. I feel like you kind of had to grow up with that movie i think if i show it to people it's like the same way like i didn't i absolutely love hook and then when i got older i found out that almost everyone does not like hook and i was like hook right? to me is amazing yeah it's yeah, the weirdest with you dude yeah and that's what, that's what's like maybe because i grew up with it i'm just my mind's twisted because everyone i meet that was like the next generation is like yeah that's not a good movie i'm like Hook's phenomenal. That's one of Steven Spielberg's best movies. But you know, that's a shit movie, man. I'm like, what? And I, I feel like I wonder if that's like face off now. If people watch it today yeah. and they don't have the love of Travolta and Cage of that era, do they just look at this and like this is dumb? You know, right? Like, so I don't, I don't know how. I, yeah, we didn't even get through the whole movie. Yeah, like, when I was watching it with her, because then and then all of a sudden, like you know, a conversation was had, and then we just ended up shutting it off and put on some like comedy thing. But yeah, she just was not. It was right after when Cage like. Uh, you know, escape from that prison with the island. big boots. Yeah, yeah, and all that <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, but it's funny because I'm watching it and I'm just like going, you know, because I could tell she's not into it. So I, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I was picking it apart and going, yeah, you could tell that's a stunt man. And it's funny too because John Woo actually came out and said, yeah, I didn't care that you could see the stuntman i just wanted to <laughs> and if you watch that movie jesus christ it's so noticeable it's like everything i mean there's even like a a, a shot in the third because it you could basically break up face off in four big fight or four big action sequences you got oh, the yeah. opening you got the prison break and then you got the uh uh, the, the raid shootout. on the hideout, yeah. and then you got the final act. The, the final boat showdown. is fucking awesome. Dude, the whole boat somebody chase, almost man. Died. Somebody yeah. almost died, apparently. Oh, really? Uh, that oh, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. John, John Woo won the, the MTV Movie Award. I remember that. He won the MTV Movie Award for, like, best action sequence. And uh, when he ra- when he was he's there, he accepted it. He goes, yeah, I'm glad that this won this because we almost had a stuntman die during the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, when he's... When you watch it, when you watch it, you go, no shit. Jesus Christ. I'm like, how many times like did somebody almost die? I mean, they literally ram a boat into something and the two guys are just in the air as the boat is flipping behind them. It's like, but apparently he just did not give a fuck about hiding the stuntman's faces. And it's noticeable. (laughs) When you watch it again, you go, yep, that stuntman. Yeah, that's totally it's. But hey. It's whatever. It's still great action. It's the woo, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the woo, get, man. I like that. Get, 
the Wu Man. That's what Tom Cruise called him after That's Mission Impossible. Yeah. You know, when they try, you know, when they try to do that, and a lot of people hate that movie, but I will defend it all the time. I love Mission Impossible too. I don't really think even it's a bad I, one. Yeah, it's, right. I, there really isn't a bad Mission Impossible. No, movie. if Mission Impossible like Star Wars is, is like bad, you know, I don't like. There's a lot worse movies out there than that. So. Right. True. Very true. Very true. Ah, but uh, you know, back to Blue Beetle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like these weird tangents. I don't even know how Dude. we got to Nick Cage and Travolta. I don't, I don't know, know how, how we got, got there, there too, but... but that's what I love. I mean, yeah. that happens a lot with with when Scott and I are doing uh, DC Fanimated. We'll just go off on them like a random tangent too, like when it comes to things. But um, uh, like moving forward, when it comes to, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I would say, like, uh, you know, when they go to the Cord Mansion, I was like, that's cool. This yeah, whole that was thing fun. is cool. Oh, yeah. And they go to the into the uh, the the Blue Beetle cave uh, cave, and you you see the suits. Obviously, it's yep. like, but then it's like they kept zeroing in on like, oh, there's like this other mannequin that doesn't really have things Anything on it. On it. Yeah, yeah, that's what was funny, and I was thought we, uh, Steph and I were talking about that afterwards. Like, yeah, she was like, "Yeah, they kept zeroing in on the third suit." I'm like, "But there wasn't really a suit on it, if you realize that. If you think about it, it wasn't like anything on it." And but I mean, obviously, showing all that and talking about all that, and uh, and uh, you know, of course, okay, so he. Did anybody catch the Man of Steel reference? I thought there was supposed to be a Man of Steel reference in this movie. I think it's it's more of a visual thing because there were a right? few times in the film that that okay. mirrored. Like I can see that. The like first... for example, in, in the final fight when okay. when when Beetle flies up, he has his arms out, and it's almost just like Superman, not only from Man of Steel, but also oh yeah, that's all that. Yeah. there's that. Um, when he's punching Carapex through the through the grass, totally got that. that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I even mentioned the parallel for Superman 78, but that's not, you know, Man of Steel. Um, I think it was, again, just a more visual thing than, okay. you know, like, outright, you know, there here's was another, an Easter egg. There's another one, too, and he flew for the first time and he was falling in the sky. They do that's a lot of those. Sh- yeah, there's yep. a lot of those shots of Man of Steel where it's like you got the visual and then you do that hard zoom in. It's kind of like a yeah. shaky cam on it. They do that on him. And I was like, OK, right there. So I agree. It's yep. probably it's more visual stuff because there wasn't like they say superman and batman but there's no and flash yeah they say flash but there's no like alluding to a specific version of them and i like obviously that's the way they'll probably rework it that really like maybe other than some stuff with court industries that's why i think james gunn can say this could be dcu because you could it's not a a world affecting problem like luckily okay you have these omac machines that are supposed to be this army right but they get shut down so you can say okay well that didn't happen that's fine it's the same way like i always say with defenders when people say oh would that be canon mcu if they won it's like well the heroes always won so the stuff just didn't happen right so it's the same thing here yeah the OMAC machines got shut down. You can kill Susan Saran off. Like you, like you could just have Blue Beetle and go. Like it was a very isolated, just to that city. So yep. that's why I think they were smart that way to just keep references. But they're just to other characters. They're not anything beholden. But I think there are references visually to Man of Steel and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, because I remember when uh, earlier this week, when because obviously I think it was last week that Soto was saying like, oh yeah, we we did a good job of. You know, there's no definitive, you know, these definitive heroes, like who it actually is, mm-hmm. did a good job at that. And then but then this week it was like, oh, yeah, when Zack Snyder said that and, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, we we reference. And I'm like kind of wondering because he does say it in Spanish. Maybe there was like a loss in translation kind of thing yeah, there. It's Not so much that they're referencing it, but the fact that he was inspired 
by because I was catching just like what you were saying, Travis, is like some of the shots being like, oh, yeah, you could tell that he definitely got inspiration from from Zach just from watching Man of Steel. And but, you know, but I just wasn't sure. I was like, yeah, was there a reference to it? Because a lot I just thought, oh, maybe somebody references the, you know, Black Zero event or whatever the fuck Mm. or something like that. But no, there's like no reference no nothing. Like I said, they mentioned the three characters. That's about it. Because if you black like, zero, then that's a full on connection. Like I don't, I don't care what yeah. Gunn would say then of oh, it's first DC character. <laughs> then it's like, well, black zeros happen. That's some, like unless there's like another you know flashpoint reboot in between. It's like if you reference any specific <laughs> right. event, then you're tying yourself. And obviously, that's been the whole debate this week of you know young well, Superman versus. <laughs> there's also uh, th- there's also references to LexCorp and Ace Chemicals mm-hmm. in that one shot, the establishing shot of Polar City. City. Yeah. Yep. I like which that. I, which I, and now uh, I'm not trying to take us off another path, and but I'm going to for a yes, quick second because because <laughs> Phil did mention Ace Chemicals. I found it very interesting that uh, Gunn tweeted out this week about like the inspiration, like the man who laughs oh, for the, the Joker. original Joker, yep. and I feel like that was Call him. Yep. Yeah, I feel like that's like the same way when he tweeted out like just images of stuff before, and then it's like, oh look, Hawk Girl's gonna be in here, and oh look, Mister Terrific's here. I feel like that was his tip of the cat of like, oh, obviously Annie and him aren't writing anything, but they're definitely writing. So like, I, I, there's no way you can't tell me that Annie's not at home writing something because like he's planning on doing the movie. So I feel like whether it's in that movie or in the DCU, I felt like it was a very odd. Like, I feel like Gunn doesn't tweet stuff accidentally out, and I felt like him tweeting that I was like, okay, we're going to get a very kind of almost classical-looking Joker, which I would like as far as because uh, I love Heath Ledger's Joker, but my always worry has been that since then it's always been about you got to do like the gross-looking Joker, right? And even Jared Leto's Joker was the closest to a nicer-looking Joker with the suits and the cars and the toys, but obviously then you had the tattoos that was different. And since Heath Ledger, because you got Joaquin Phoenix, which is what paint, and he's messy again, and you got Barry Keon, who it looks like it's naturally white, but of, like he's super gross-looking and everything. So I feel like that was Gun probably saying we're gonna get like a very very, very close to the man who laughs type of Joker with that big grin, the white, the ace chemicals, the hair. So I, I don't think that had anything to do with Blue Beetle. I just found it interesting that he tweeted that out randomly. It's like, okay, you know, what you're celebrating this thing, and maybe it was an anniversary or something, but I just felt that he specifically had to be, oh, an inspiration of the Joker. So, uh, and get Ryan Gosling. That's all I'll we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he was, that. he was talked to before Leto in Suicide Squad. Uh, and, yeah. And the, rumor, and the rumor is Ooh. that he turned it down because it was like, uh, it was going well. And then it was like a, hey, four picture deal. And he was like, eh, it's the same way everyone forgets that. Remember, Strange or Cumberbatch was not the first choice for Strange. It was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, and, yeah. That. and the same thing happened where they're like, "Hey, and here's the contract." And he's like, "The rumor is supposed like eight movies, like whatever, four eight movies." Like, I'm not doing that. So I don't think Gosling would do it because I think any DCU Joker signs on, it's going to be the same thing. Where, hey, you're here for like, you're I feel for like a the, decade. Yeah, the good comparison is, hey, do you see Tom Hiddleston over there? What he did? That's what you're going to do. You're going to be here for a long time. So whether you like it or not, you know, and. But that's that's what I hope. It won't happen, but I hope it happens. So did you, did you see how he debunked when somebody said that? Yep. Ben Affleck had a yep. over Owen Blue Beetle, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And like, okay, obviously it's like a lie scoop. But even if it was a real scoop, it's like, who cares if you like cut like a like. 
the, clearly the reason he would cut is because like yeah you're the same reason cavill is kind of flash you're getting a new superman you're getting a new batman it would make sense if it was cut so i don't even know why it would be this thing but yeah i was happy to see gun put that out because i don't even follow that all the time but that made it onto my timeline just because people almost everybody i know was dogging on that uh, specific person so oh, i weird. took a snippet i took a snippet i laughed my ass off that was fucking hilarious weird hill to die on weird absolutely well, i mean when it comes to like a lot of things now Sometimes you just got to make shit up (laughs) more than you usually. I don't know. It's just, but the fact that I went, when I read that, I'm like, why would he even have, why would you even want to incorporate? I mean, I mean, I guess if you were, if you were going to actually, if at one point they were really trying to attempt to make Bruce Wayne, that Nick Mm -hmm. Fury character, and then wanted to connect everything and every and whatever. But it's just, to me, when I watched blue beetle, I'm like, there was no need for any kind no, of that. Yeah. Fucking Bruce Wayne voiceover. I'm like, what the heck is he going to say? Like, was going to, you know, like, you know, it's just going to be growly and just be like, I mean, yes, you're going to be part of the, just like we have room for more at our table. You <laughs> well, know, even, even I though said before, I don't know. I just don't know what I, I just don't know. Like, like, it's not like, I, I just don't know what he would actually say or he just shows up. Uh, in the in 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 the keys and just be like, hey, what's up? You know, I have the Justice League initiative. <laughs> I bought the house. I bought the house. He does that yeah. again, you know, because the house. But wait, well, it, that's what I just kept thinking. Like, I know we're gonna get. <laughs> I know we're gonna get there. But that's all I thought about the end credit scene. I was like, man, there's a version of this after the Flash that's very identical to the scene. It's just Bruce Wayne. I found that very funny. The whole, oh, you gotta get my daughter and tell it like the whole Lost in the Cosmos or whatever. Because that was one of those things Affleck filmed. Right? Was that end supposed end credit scene where he was lost somewhere? But okay. yeah, I don't think that. Like, I think this fits as, like, its own sort of deal. The same way as, like, the first Shazam didn't really have any of that. It had references, and you would see, like, the same symbol, like, the Batflick symbol, but there wasn't, like, a Ben Affleck coming down and being like, hey, hey, Billy Batson, you want to <laughs> be with well, us? Well, the second film kind of just drives that home even further. But Exactly, uh, you're, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, I yeah. think the first film is pretty self-contained. It doesn't even have that like that that DC logo they used to use, where it's got every character of like mm. you know they start off with Batman or Superman and then Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. didn't even think about that. They, they did, did not have that opening. Nope, uh. it did its own thing into the DC logo, and then it gave the credits to the appropriate people, and it kept the score. It was actually and this didn't have it really either, cool. right? No. Didn't. the blue beetle so which yeah. as i said i don't know if it's hot take as i said i'm fine because i've never liked that opening i want a new opening i just i think just because it's very just like the generic kind of blank faces I, I i don't know i've never really dug it too much so i'm fine if they and i think with the dcu if you're starting a new semi new you should have your own like yeah it this is a, it you know it, it was a cheap attempt at trying to do the marvel studios thing yeah and and, and almost at times it felt like it was it's probably like, a jeff john's idea well (laughs) it's always reminded me of like a lesser version of like the justice league animated opening with the theme and them coming in but it just didn't have that same chutzpah like you need like a theme you need something and maybe it's just because it was always weird you'd show the jl and you'd see green lantern it's like we even got a green lantern movie like why we see him in the end credit or in the like the opening credit like stinger before we get a movie and stuff but uh yeah to be fair he was supposed to be at the end of justice league but that's true yeah he was supposed to be and i guess technically we did get a green lantern in both versions even fair right so true that's what they were probably saying oh we got that but yeah and then it's just when you go back there's (laughs) just just not the one that's you know that's shown in the 
opening theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have loved if it was that one, the one that dies in the Snyder cut. Like if you would have, oh got, man, and you would be like, Gal- what's, Gal- what's, Yar, yeah, what's this Gal- Yar, yeah. and then they kill him off. Yeah. yeah, this uh, you guys because you guys have seen more than me too. Justice League that doesn't have that opening either, right? That that DC World no, it one does. Oh, it yeah, does the, really? I think it. I think it does. Does it? No, I don't think it does. I can't no, remember. No, no, I'm I'm wrong. It's just it's just got DC to the, the yeah, and then you see like yeah. the lightning, and then because I think yeah. the 2017 version might have that. Like, not saying you have to go watch it. I'm just saying that makes sense. But that's what I I hope with Superman. Le- well, I guess you got Creature Commandos, but if they want to hold off, I hope with Superman Legacy they have just like a really cool opening with a cool logo. Obviously, well, we've seen those to. like shirt logos, right? With like kind of a new 52 yeah. aesthetic, which yeah. kind of makes sense with what we're hearing nowadays. If some people stay and want some people going it's like yeah it is very new 52 ish so I, I i hope there's something very fancy coming up i don't know if creature commandos will get it but that'd be fun well i mean they need to have something yeah they definitely need to have something for dc studios yes yeah. 100%. yeah so they're gonna probably just yeah they and somebody's actually saying that intro is in Zack Snyder's Justice really so. okay i'm pulling mandela right now. i'm just gonna check. i think you know what <laughs> i think it might be now i'm like now i'm like yeah because I'm just, I, I can hear like the music and you hear the sound effects of obviously how it starts. But yeah, I think yeah, it might be in there. It might be. I don't know. We'll see. And, but, I, and uh, I've never watched the Justice's Grave version. So I need to like, that's interesting that that just that aesthetics sure. on that too and stuff. I will get to it yep. at some point because I have it. It, really? it is in there. It is. Okay. It is in there. The, the, the big character intro is in Zack Snyder's Justice. Like, Fascinating. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's a cool intro. But yeah, like you said, it's just, it's too just. You know, hey, and then even like Aquaman is like blonde hair. You know, it's like oh, I know, and the Batman, the Batman suit changes color multiple openings too. Like sometimes they make the the symbol like so really yeah, bright orange. yellow. Yeah, yeah right. or like it's just it's it's just an odd little opening. Like why, why? Like the things that they do change, why do they change? And but you know, well, Aquaman's so. is even through like a water effect, <laughs> and right, it's got it is, a yeah. bubbly feel to it too. So again, yeah. it was Jeff Johns. Yeah, more than likely. Anyway, no, but like, yeah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta, they 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 gotta update that logo, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that they probably already have something cooking when it comes to that. Probably. But non blue beetle, non blue beetle. So, yeah, still, still being cooked. It's gonna be the first that uh, we're gonna get that with Superman Legacy. Yeah, that's when we're gonna get that, or maybe even Creature Commandos. I but I think they would probably debut like a new opening. I mean, that's where Marvel Studios kind of you know they got it right when it was like, hey, let's show all the different you know what we've created here yeah and uh then of course show that logo which has um obviously they've updated that as the time has gone by so i mean but yeah they're gonna have to definitely and who knows if uh they might even have a whole different logo from what we've even seen when it comes to like the silhouettes and you know all that yeah they could just have something completely different because you know know, if i remember correctly they did the whole like you know marvel comic flip like how sony yeah. and fox did it for a while and then in 20 i think 11 with it no it was 2013 i think with thor dark world is when they did the the marvel studios with the silver studios like mm. slash through and then i think with doctor strange is when they did the update again to the logo and mm. then from then on they've just been updating it every other year or so with it, whatever else they've done yeah. I think that's how it was, but I, I don't really recall. It's somewhere um, in that era. I don't think you get the characters until at least after Avengers, because that was smart to have all yeah. that footage. And it's like, it is a smart logo, because you can change that at any point. It's just film footage. So I think the only thing they're not going to change is 
I think other than when they've done the specific ones, they always have Chadwick as like the last thing because yeah. it's always that one where he explodes it. Other than I think Guardians and a few ones like that, but it's an easy thing. You can throw in whatever characters you want there. So it'd be good. To, yeah. that, and that's where my, my thing with the DC one was at the end when they would zoom out and have all these characters. It's like, okay, where have we seen these? When are we seeing these? What does this mean to this universe? Like, I feel like as the, the, the smart thing with the film thing is someone can go watch Doctor Strange and, oh, I've seen all these movies. When you see the DC characters all out like that without seeing them, people are like, who the fuck are these people? You know, I, yeah. I don't know who they're like. You, you literally have like Solomon Grundy there and you're like, Solomon Grundy? <laughs> you know, like it's oh, like, yeah, when you got Solomon Grundy, Atrocitus. Yeah. You know, like all these Already. really deep pulling characters there. Which, you know, I appreciate the fact that they're like, hey, this is the DC universe. And maybe, mm -hmm. you know, people could just like when you get like a high res version of that, you could start, you know, picking like, oh, yeah, look at their so and so, their so and so. Or you, you know, you people who don't know, just contact, you know, obviously we have friends that, you know, always probably go like, hey, and you're like, oh, I, what? Oh yeah, that's Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah. Or that you know you start <laughs> doing that. Explain Solomon that talk, Grundy man. to me. That's yeah, exactly. You start going yeah, um, <laughs> but but at the same time, yeah, you you're you're appealing to a movie audience that most of them don't know who the fuck or what the fuck. So, but I I what what movie did they have it where they had the opening where it was entirely um, Stan Lee. Didn't they after he passed away? Didn't they? Didn't the movie come out? I'm, I forgot which movie that was. We are I going off like so many tangents. It was either it, 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 it might have been Captain Marvel or Spider Man Far From Home. Maybe no. I think you're. I think, I think it was Mar Captain Marvel. I think it might, it have, might been, have been because Captain Marvel has probably top five and uh, top like cameo because I love that he's reading them all. Rat script like that's Same. great. Yeah, that's that fantastic. So yeah, that's very so fun. And like if you listen, Kevin Smith I even tell found the story. Out who he was was because of Mallrats. Sorry. Right. Oh yeah. yeah and right. no, I think you're right. I think it was the stand. I think it was that one that Endgame was his last cameo. Even though I think the rumors they do have more film, but they want Endgame to be like his last one, which I feel like yeah, for me it's a little selfish. I but feel like okay. they did one for Spider Man Far From Home and they yeah. have it locked somewhere. That's, and they that's... should have just put it there because, like, Spider-Man was such a big deal with his legacy. I get exactly. the idea of, like, oh, we want to tie to Endgame, but it's also like, yeah, but Stan Lee as a figure is much more bigger than what Endgame is going to be, like, in 50 years from now, right? But maybe it'll come out. They always do those big releases. Like, when you had uh, – when they did the Infinity Saga and they released that first post-credits scene they shot with Nick Fury when he said, like, yeah. oh, there's mutants out there in Spider-Man. So maybe they'll do – when you get a multiverse saga, you'll yeah, get, like, oh, maybe. here's some unseen Stanley footage. Hell, it might even be – because I haven't actually got around. There's that Stanley documentary on Disney+. Plus. I still haven't watched that. I keep I putting that, that off. But yeah, I keep putting that off, so – Oh, Dave, you mentioned earlier that Captain Marvel, it was a pair that directed Captain Marvel. It was Bowden and Ryan mm -hmm. Fleck. Right, it was. It was yeah. a male-female cat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Again. And they they no. did not return for the sequel. No. No. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they've done anything else since then. I don't I don't either. And honestly, that's the one film, at least from at the time, like that was the one the one origin film in the MCU that I felt like didn't have much of a like soul connection between director and main actor because no. you know it, it just felt like they told brie larson what to do and brie larson was like all right fine this the second film i think there there's a little bit there there's hopefully more to it because it feels like they all had fun making that movie i know you hate that word dave but hey it is what it is <laughs> no that i've got that, just, I just. 
that's definitely one of those like kind of director for hire sort of gigs, which, hey, it's not bad because, you know, you, I'm sure they made some money off that. They made a billion dollar movie, whatever you want to say. Right. Of course, it's MCU Endgame, but still it's, hey, it's always on your resume, right? And like, it's a good thing. But yeah, I think there'll be just more personality in this one. Now, like I've said before, I don't think the Marvel's going to do as well as that, but that was also because you right. had, it was sandwiched in the middle of Infinity War and Endgame. Like, I think you could almost put any Marvel movie there and it probably would have done quite well because it was advertised as like the before you see endgame you got to see this and you really didn't need to you know like because captain marvel really wasn't in endgame that much if she was a main character then i'd say oh absolutely you should but she was in there for a cup of coffee a couple fun scenes and that was about it you know yeah and came in at the end completely destroyed thanos ship so yeah yeah so you get it she's very powerful yeah but anyways man not anymore because now there's gaia that's true oh gaia (laughs) But uh, going Big back to, uh, to to Beetle, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when obviously, yeah, one of the spoilery things was, you know, obviously they established already that you know Jaime's father had a heart attack, and they do this whole thing where it's like, you know, you're trying to find purpose, purpose, purpose. That's a you know, it's that's a trope thing, obviously in a superhero movie, find your purpose, and we already like. It, it just kind of sets it up like, well, he's going to have his purpose, obviously. Um, but, you know, so his dad, I mean, which, of course, they made him very likable and very, you know. And like I said, he looks like like he could be related to one of my my dad and uh, my uncles. I was like, geez, I turned to stuff like and she goes, yes. And I was like, she knew exactly what I was talking about. Like, yeah, it looks like one of my uncles. Huh? Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, so. So when he actually does die, it's like you knew he was going to die. It was like, ah, it was just like one of those things where like, God damn it. I didn't want to get choked up. Right. For fuck's sake. But hey, you have to have that. You have to have that with these movies. You know, you you can have fun, you know, fun, 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 fun. But then you got to add the drama a little bit, you know. And they knew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a superhero origin. We all knew someone was going to die. I mean, honestly, I was kind of, I thought it might have been, it might have been Lopez. But then um, in one of the trailers, I think it might have been the final one. They do like kind of show one of the shots where the family is walking around and, 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 you know. Yeah, they kind of give it away. Yeah, they're all wearing the black and you don't see the dad. You're like, yeah. And I didn't think about it until after the fact. I was like, holy shit. Exactly. I didn't either, thankfully. But you know, when they established that he had a heart attack, it's like, that's going to come into play. And I, you know, and it was cool that correlation that you said when it came to Superman 78 and it was just kind of like, okay, yeah. And, but then it was kind of almost black Panther ish too, is like when he has that, when he's, when Jaime is like strapped in there and he's like in his own, you know, Mm -hmm. basically dying because they're trying to remove the, the scarab. And, um, and he just kind of like, you know, he sees his dad and that whole thing. And I thought that was actually a really cool scene. And then That's a good and then it was kind of it was interesting the way that they did it, because it's like the house and everything was like on this floating, like, you know, you know, island in this whatever the hell, wherever the hell he was. And like the 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 the, the blue beetle suit was just floating out in space. And so we had to like launch out to like reach it and he does the whole little, you know, Michelangelo, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the hell the painting just you know they're like everybody you know touch like that i thought that was kind of cool that was a cool scene you know especially his dad saying like hey my purpose was to push you to be this hero kind of thing you know looking thinking about that that scene now that that almost kind of mirrors the whole conversation between cal and and uh jor-el in the ship Mm. when he when he busted open almost but not 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 quite the same 
but visually it, it kind of looks like it too just a little bit and it's the second one we've got in a comic book movie this year because remember they did that with warlock and uh quill oh true as yeah. well so it's a it's a big trope this year the whole michelangelo finger poke <laughs> and stuff so i like that it was ah. from the below angle i like that it wasn't a, a straight up yeah homage to it i actually like the way it was shot that scene in guardians when man when peter's out there and his face starts going Ugh, yeah. i was like i was like going oh god oh god i was like i was like okay so like and they can't be killed. something's gonna happen but it just made me uncomfortable because it's just like ugh, his face just the way that uh like made me yeah, there's a lot of things that made me uncomfortable in guardian that's why i liked it so much though because it was just you know a lot of things that happened in that movie just made me just oh my god like but that that was one of them right there just mm-hmm. seeing his face get all puffed out Eesh. but yeah so when they do that i mean like it's a you know it's a it's a great little scene because obviously they're trying to drain the power they want to put it in the carapax and that's when in like you said travis it's like oh, yeah, to the Omax suit. Um, so basically, it's like they, you know, they just kind of make this guy just being like, this guy, he's got scars on his face. He's old. He's grizzled. He's got a, you know, mechanical arm and a leg. And then all of a sudden, it's like he has this locket. And you almost think, like, is that his wife and kid that died? I do mm-hmm. like the little twist because it's like once you find out what it is, it's like, oh no, the kid is him. And that was like, a his mom mother. figure. It wasn't yeah. his. Was it his mom? It or was it a mother figure? I think it was his mom. I, I'm pretty was sure it, it was his mom? mom. Yeah. I don't know if they actually ever stayed. I just insinuated that was his mom. See, to me, it seemed like because I I thought that he got taken from his home and just kind of put through the ringer, and that's why he's like this, you know, this soldier dude. I thought but that happened after. He, like the uh, mom dies, and then he gets recruited because uh, okay. he has no I, home and stuff like because that. The, yeah, and maybe that's just the way they show the flashback. It's just it's, yeah. it's like going in reverse, huh? Yeah. That's probably what happened. Okay, because when they show the flashback, cool little flashback sequence. But I think I got confused because I thought it was like, okay, so he's just like an orphan type. They just kind of pulled him in, and then he just, on this certain part, he just found like a mother figure. But yeah, you're, you're probably right. But I did like the fact that, yeah, at first I thought, oh, yeah, he's got a wife and kids that a wife and a kid that died or had he left and that's what it was. But it turns out that it was him. So I can respect that. But at the same time, I'm like, this should have been peppered throughout the whole thing. I can agree with that. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just like, Hey, we're just going to throw it to you at the end. You know, uh, I think, I think the confines in which it's presented works out really well. The fact that it's the scarab, but also the, the fact that the Scarab and the OMAC and the Carapex prototype were all kind of intertwined. I, I think it made sense. But to your point, I also think it could have been peppered throughout, too. That would have been that would have like it, say ha, when 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 uh, Victoria Court is just like not really drilling him, but tell him I can fix you. I can fix you. And he like just has this twinge of like PTSD. and He, he has a flashback like that. I think it could have worked in that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see your point. Yeah. 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 yeah and then we just... have that character who um I can't remember his real name, but there's a running joke that she keeps calling him Sanchez, which they do that a few oh, times in the yeah. movie because I really yeah, like Yeah, I, I really liked the joke when he goes way, way back when Jaime goes into like court industries. He's like, oh, I'm, I have a meeting with Jenny that's for Jaime. And she's like, oh, Jamie. He's like, no, it's Jaime. And she's like, yeah. Jamie <laughs> and like yeah. they have a little back and forth and she's like oh yeah Jamie just go sit over there like I think there was a couple good 
relevant you know i'm not spanish but i feel like that happens a lot where it's just like okay oh yeah Oh, yeah. we, people just and that's why it's like i will Dude. choose not to say the name because i don't want to offend someone or i'll choose to, okay how do i say it but that way of like because i have someone it's reverse where uh, it's someone that's french in my family and his name is like matthew but it, you don't call him matthew and when people do it always feels like a on-purpose dig like even if you know like hey it's pronounced like this this is the way he would like it pronounced that's where his country's from that's where he's from so i think the sanchez thing they hit on a couple good things there well i, I mean like when it, when it comes to the the jaime jamie thing of course they chose like the the whitest blondest girl yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah they definitely did that and it was funny that was funny but uh also what was um uh anyway, yeah but that's it's, it's a true thing i mean it's not the similar it's not similar but you know my last name benya you know but People see it, they just automatically say Pen Pena. I mean, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's not like the same thing because obviously she's just being like, no, no, you're it's Jamie. I'm, I'm looking at it like that, and, it's, and uh, but but yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just that's what happens. It's just what happens. Like you just you can't make a big stink out of it. It's like yeah, people are gonna you know just say it the way that they're gonna say it, and it's like yeah, it's whatever. You could correct them once if they're if some people usually people are just like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Okay, cool, mm -hmm. but yeah, they 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 made this character just like she didn't give a deliberately, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, which I thought was funny, which I thought was funny. But um, all right, we got a couple other people that are showing up right now that they just got done with their show. We got uh, Sleepy Chain and Saw reacts yeah. and Evil Andy. There we go. Oh, <laughs> happy Blue Day, Happy Blue, Blue Beetle Day, bitches. You, you fucked right. up. <laughs> I just I love how you guys like. Did that so perfectly together too. I didn't even know what he was doing. No, I, just, like, I was I was trying to turn myself. Like, I'm ready to. I was just yeah. thinking back on my wife at times filming reactions, and she's sitting there or watching like it's a flash show, and there's something happening, and she's sitting there just. I'm like, yeah, just, wake up, and I have and I included my videos because it's funny. I thought it he was going in like a really hot blue beetle take. Like that's like he. Oh, <laughs> that's how he thought about the movie. He was dead asleep, but luckily it's not that. No, so. blue beetle is actually a good DC movie. So hey, yeah. all right. Yes. So yeah, we've been talking about it. Yeah, I know you guys were doing your stream mm -hmm. for this, and so. Yep. Um, yeah, we were just kind of going through a lot. We've been going on so many tangents, though. This yeah. is what's been fun. The three of us are like, we'll talk about something, and then all of a sudden, we're talking about Face Off. Nicholas yeah, Cage, John Travolta, <laughs> somehow. And we, and then how we does that connect about, exactly? I, we I don't, don't remember. We don't how remember how that happened. Yeah, but we've been like, we'll talk about certain scenes, yeah. and then all of a sudden, we'll, we're, we're like going through like the movie and talking about certain things, and then we just kind of veer off somewhere. So. uh but uh, I'm glad you guys joined. Thank you for joining. And uh, obviously, you guys have both seen it. Jordan, you said you really enjoyed it. Yes. Andy? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Look at this. Wow. Hot take. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's such a hot take. That's such a hot <laughs> take. <laughs> it would be a hot take if I said something like, oh, this is like better than Avengers Endgame or something. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's not even like, it doesn't even make sense comparing those films. Um, but um, given what we've had with DC films over the last few years, you know, I mean, you I... could. There's Infinity Stones and there's multiple colored scarabs. Oh. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Mm -hmm. I, I don't i don't have the i don't have yeah. the bandwidth to think that far um but um yeah let's wait till the third bobito film okay yeah, yeah wait 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 till the cap of the yeah, yeah wait till the trilogy wait till the trilogy but yeah we were just i mean I, yeah i just wanted to get your guys' like reviews on it you know things that you have to say about it 
Go ahead, Jordan. You can go first until uh, you, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. So this film is, first of all, fun. It's exciting. It's really emotional. Like, I think they did a great oh. job in the marketing that it is more emotional than people are prepared for. And I think back on Shazam, the first Shazam's marketing, because the first Shazam's marketing, they were like, oh, this is a fun origin film. and eh, it's going to be fun, right? Zachary Levi is crazy. You know, it's fun. Well, they don't show you all of the emotional stuff with the mom and no. also all the stuff, like all the darker stuff with the villain. Like they hide a lot of that. So I'm glad they hit all the emotional elements of it. And the action is great. And the fact that Zolo, of course, from Cobra Kai did most of his stunts in this movie, clearly that that really saved on budget because they didn't have to do a duplicate blue beetle suit. He's doing it himself pretty yeah. much. Um, they did a really good job with the budget, too, because this felt like a pretty decent comic book film in terms of its actual scope. But you can tell they were really saving money and effectively making it work. It didn't feel like it was cheap. It didn't feel like, oh, they were definitely saving money here. Like every single scene felt like it had a purpose to the overall story. And um, everyone stood out. The family was the highlight of the movie. The family is definitely the highlight. And uh, yeah, I mean, if James and Peter don't, like I know they already said they're going to continue with this character, but they have to bring everybody included they can't just say okay well we'll just stick with blue Beetle. no you gotta bring the whole family especially how they set things up and how everything's interconnected especially with the ted cord situation his daughter mm-hmm. you, know, you can't yep. then go okay we're just going to continue with zolo like i know that's not they're kind of ambiguous on that but they have to continue that they can't go eh. like that's what makes the movie work is everything you have a surge of blood Rushing to your midsection. That was a funny joke. That was saying. fucking hilarious. Yeah. When at the good. end, when we get a little kiss, kissy kiss oh, with, yes. uh, you know, of course, of course we waiting his for family's him. freaking out. Like, Ooh. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> right. it was funny when, 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 uh, I, whatever, what's her name? What's her name? Yeah. It's just like saying to him, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you have to make that joke where it's like, yeah, you're about to kiss this woman. So naturally blood is, surging to a section anyways uh <laughs> andy go ahead you know i had so many expectations for this film and yet like mm-hmm. they you know even even by seeing it today you know it surpassed them nonetheless you know there were things i, I was not prepared for to happen in this film uh which i appreciate because you know I, you know some of these dc movies they like to show a lot of things sometimes in them trailers you know like yeah. it, you know i had no idea that the the father was gonna die uh you know and the whole twist about Carapax, that was great. Um, mm. You know, I, no, but I, it, it's just, it was also kind of like creepy in a way. There's, there was, there's scenes in this film that like re- really reflect situations from my own life where I'm like, I fucking had this conversation with my own family. Like, you know, they've literally done the same thing to me. Like, uh, like when they were telling Jaime about, you know, oh, we're losing the house and your father had a heart attack. Like, I was like, oh my God. It's like they talked to my mom and dad and were like, hey, so how did you fuck up your son? Um, but um, <laughs> um, I cannot believe this is a movie that was made for $100 million. But again, it's like, this is what happens when you let cooks cook. When you actually let them do their shit, yeah. you can get greatness. Uh, you know, there was never a point where I'm like, oh, look, this looks like a video game suddenly. You know, like this all felt practical and real and legit. And, you know, for me, again, I'm not Latino, but I can only imagine how much this must mean for for that community this weekend of seeing 
their world really reflected in this big genre. So that's you know, I like I had a genuinely good time from start to finish, which you know like hasn't been the case with a lot of DC movies in the last few years. Um, so um, <laughs> I came up. I came out of the theater. I was like, "Why the fuck couldn't the Flash have been this good?" <laughs> really, <laughs> you liked it more than the Flash? Oh yeah, you didn't. I, didn't I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I forgot that you were not a big Flash. Fan. Well, I mean, the, wait, 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 wait. Did you just say I'm not a big Flash fan? Well, the Flash movie fan. Uh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I, not I did. Obviously, yeah. you host a podcast called The yeah, Flash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I know you're a big Flash, <laughs> but yeah. the movie disappointed you. The movie disappointed me greatly, and like, yeah. I just, I'm like. And we gave all the money to that movie. We had the Tom Cruise comment for that movie. Did you see that the director actually retweeted like someone in the one of the trade reports of like they should not have spent this much money on the Flash. Uh, they should have given it to Blue Beetle instead. Uh, you know, marketing and you know had yeah. Tom Cruise say something about it. And the director actually like, retweeted. I'm like, oh my god, he just got shady. I love this. <laughs> well, he he should because yeah. yeah, I mean. This is what it is, you know. They actually did a Blue Beetle story, right? True. <laughs> Not like, oh, Blue Beetle in the multiverse. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, Christ. I've, you know, I think I can take a little bit of a break from the multiverse for, well, you know, until for Deadpool, while. until Deadpool 3. Then, well, fine, but that's going to actually be good, you know. The flat, well, you know, well, yeah. it's going to make fun of the multiverse. Yeah, but there's no way that movie comes out next May. No. No. Fuck no. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> Ain't no way. No, those, yeah, so many things are going to get postponed because of the strike and everything. So, god damn, it's just such a weird. We got we get through the pandemic and everyone's like, hey, things are turning back to normal, and then all of a sudden, whoop, there's this now. Yeah, yep. Now that now actors can't now actors can't even like promote their own stuff, which is you know, I was well, like, it's it's weird. Cause I'm not sure when Zolo filmed it, but Zolo was in a podcast recently. Yeah, and I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think I think it was after the strike started because. The only reference is that he got nude for the movie, or like his clothes burned off. Yeah. But they were they weren't asking about the movie. They were like, "So how was it to be naked on set?" And the, so that's the only thing he actually addressed. They referenced that he's Blue Beetle, but he doesn't actually respond to it. He's just kind of there answering other questions. Mm, so I'm like, I think this was yeah, because usually with those kind of because they mentioned the guy saw the movie, mm-hmm. so that implies to me, okay, this is during the strike. He can't actually acknowledge it, so he's he's skirting around it without actually promoting it. It's promoted in the title, but he's not talking about the movie. He's talking about, oh yeah, I was naked for the first yeah. time. You know, yeah. So we have we have two DC movies where the lead actor has burned his clothes off. Interesting. Well, you know, why not? Hey, I mean, you get it. You get into the superhero shape. Yeah, you want to yeah. show off? Hey, True. I mean, yeah. and you know, so when it comes to when it comes to yeah. the Marvel movies, I mean, he's a you know, essentially you just get that shirtless scene kind of thing. But the Flash yeah. was just, they just did it. That, that was just awkward. Like it was just like, <laughs> again because I, I like remember it. that remember that tie-in comic that that came out a couple months ago. Yeah, and one of the covers had Barry naked. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they were only doing the comic because he could surely not do this on the big screen. Oh no, <laughs> they did. We they see did. Ezra's oh, ass. Yeah, he's full on inside <sighs> view. I mean, obviously, some tape had to probably be involved, but hey, you know, you got to do that. Got to tape it down, anyways. But when it came to Cholo, I mean, he was kind of like, he just, it was like a. I mean, I guess it was kind of, but it, it wasn't anything like it wasn't as much as the Flash, I guess you could say. Oh no, no, yeah. No. Plus, like, like, plus, like, like you, you didn't need that much. I mean, just the idea, like that's what happens to him. 
Yeah. For my memory, in, like, in Young Justice, which really promoted Blue Beetle a lot with its storylines, that wasn't the thing that happened to Jaime on that show. But this, I mean, the way they did the animation, especially when he got first transformed, which they showed in the trailers, but they really didn't show all of it. But, man, it was brutal. The yes. burning no, effect, man. it had to destroy the clothes. Like. Yes. There's no way that he could keep his clothes, shoes, and everything. I mean, like the yeah. way that, like the 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 beetle legs start like coming out of his oh, shirt. Yeah, that and was nothing get... like an alien, like yeah, like oh, an yeah. alien creature. Like mm-hmm. it was, oh, it was creepy, but it was effective. Yeah, because it's it's supposed to be scary, and the families were screaming, "Oh my god, he's being possessed!" And all yep. this stuff. It's, that was really good. Yeah, so, I mean, like, and then his eyes were like turning yellow, and yeah, they got, yeah, you know, it yeah. was just it was very like yeah, they, and his they, voice they, even they, started to distort too. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that. Like he was like screaming. He's like, at a certain yeah. point, his voice shifted from himself. Yep. So, yeah, that was really cool. And they actually, did they show the mouth moving in the marketing when he yeah, talked? They did. Yeah, yeah. They did. I can't remember if they did, but like, yeah, I, saw, like I remember. Oh. I remember. I remember watching the trailer, and I think on one of my streams, I was like, I didn't even realize that they 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 added the effect of him like when he's got the the, the full on. Yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering gonna, if that was planned Deadpool or effect. if that was something they added it in. You know. Well, Probably planned. Like, yeah, I, I would say it's planned because I think in the uh, it, haven't we seen them like that in the the animation and yeah, but I mean they, they could have just got away with not doing it and it's like True. a mask because it it covers his whole face so you could just have the Deadpool no mouth moving. Yeah, yeah, but, but I also think since the fact that it's alien and organic, they'd probably want that organic feel to make that's the mouth true. move. That's and, true. Yeah, and honestly, I like it feels like more of a Deadpool effect, which I think worked out in Spider Man's favor and now in Blue Beetle's favor too. Again, going back to the fact it's like, what, how do you, when it comes to these superhero, you know, costumes, I mean, it's very hard to make them comic book accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, it very much is. And I think like when it comes to just like, when it comes to like eyes and mouth, mm-hmm. like, especially with like some of these costumes, you just got to have, you have to have a little bit of, you have to have practical and CGI just to make them work as well as they can work, you know, if you want something as accurate, because everybody just wants, I mean, again, going back to when we first saw this costume, everybody just kind of went, oh, wow, look at that. That's the Blue Beetle costume. They nailed it. Like, look at the practicalness of it, you know, but there obviously is going to be CGI elements to it. And I think the mouth was probably, I don't know if that was that or it was built in. I mean, we'll have to see a feature behind the scenes featurette of like, because I don't think we've seen behind the scenes where he's actually, you could see him moving mm-hmm. his mouth. I don't know. There's a set, there was, when the set videos came out there, you yeah. know, when he falls on the car, yeah. that's yeah. when like, you could tell, okay, there is nothing happening with mouth. That is all post-production. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, I hope that have the balance, if they do more with this version of the care, and you know, they, they, I certainly hope they keep going on their promise and keep Shola going forward. <laughs> uh, you know, I, if they were to tap more into the, the, the alien aspect of the scarab and do the other colored scarabs, I would hope that they keep them practical yeah. more or less because it, oh, yeah. it really worked out in this character's mm-hmm. favor. If you ask I, me, I missed that on our uh, stream. We just did us like, well, in the, oh, very, the very opening, they make a very specific point to show all the other colors in that short little sequence. That That's tells true. me, they have at least plans for more of them down the road. And the question is, where did they go? Like, we yep. don't know where they went. Did they? Did, did all of them land on Earth? Did some? Because I feel like that one trajectory got off and went to Earth. So, well, if they go by Young Justice canon, one absolutely landed on Mars. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's possibility for a lot of things because cause what they could do is yeah. the scarabs won't activate till the story allows it. It's not like all oh, out there. There's a bunch of other, you know, right. Beatles running around. Like they could just say, okay, so in hypothetically the booster gold show, one of the scarabs gets activated. Right. And then yeah. that ties into something, or maybe hypothetically, even though I, uh, they've had a crossover in brave and the bold show, brave and the bold mm-hmm. movie could maybe tie in blue beetle somehow there. Maybe blue beetle knows nightwing or maybe blue beetle meets one of the, uh, the Robin or nightwing or something in that movie. And maybe that's a tie in to his connection to the DCU. Cause maybe somebody that he's following goes to Gotham cause he was wearing a Gotham. Yes, he yeah. did go to school. Golf. You're right. Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I pointed that out to uh, to Steph. I was like, oh, maybe oh, terrible choice to go. Yeah, where, so maybe, where are you going to go to school? Gotham. Oh, so, so maybe he goes to Gotham and Brave and the Bold, and he runs into Nightwing or runs into Damian Wayne. Like they're lucky they got him back. They're lucky he yeah. came back in one piece. If he went to school in Gotham, yeah. you know, it should be over else, for him. Right now, I think Andy Muschietti should just focus on making his Batman movie a Batman movie and not focus on other superheroes because we saw what happened last time. I love Andy oh, Muschietti. Oh, Andy, what? I don't know. You know, yeah, it's funny. what I live for. I know. Like, I get just it. acknowledging the fact that you know I love Andy Muschietti, but you know. That Flash movie is not fully a Flash movie. You know, it is. Uh, it's you know, not. I get it. I get it. It I is the it. weirdest threesome I've seen in the superhero genre ever. So, um, but yeah, I don't mean, I think Booster Gold will be the natural choice to continue more Blue Beetles after this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, the way I'm looking at it is like, okay, even if this movie doesn't do well, and, and yes, everything's running against it. I get it. Uh, hopefully, like I said, because it's got such a low budget. I mean, it really just needs to just get. 350 million and starts making a profit, you know, essentially, yeah, yeah. you know, so it doesn't need to make, make a half a billion dollars or whatever. It's a small movie. It's whatever it's the, you know, and I root for the underdog. And uh, so like, but I just hope that there's just enough chatter out there where they're like, yeah, I mean, obviously if gun and you know what he's trying to do with his universe and eventually could, I mean, the fact that with the first Superman movie, he's got these random characters that are already established. So a blue beetle is a random character too. And it would be kind of cool just to see him, you know, throughout. And I think with Sholo being a rising star, you just, you, you, no matter what happens with the movie, you have to keep them as it, you have to keep the aesthetic, you have you know. to keep the backstory and the family and just keep it and just go, you know, just move forward. You know, I, you I'm know, just going to point this out. I don't want to okay. be that bitch, but I'm totally going to be that, uh, you know, last time a, uh, a DC movie failed, it, the director got suddenly promoted to co-CEO of these studios. Ah, so if Blue Beetle doesn't get that, I will say. You need. You want to know what white privilege looks like? There you go. <laughs> well, Ooh, let um, me let me counter that because you also are someone who brings up the pandemic quite a bit. The mm-hmm, pandemic is why the Suicide say. Squad tanked, and right. also releasing an HBO Max same day and date also hurt it worse too. Yeah, making still, all those numbers to me are like kind of irrelevant. You know, yeah. up until yeah. December two thousand twenty-one. I, I, I just think it's weird that like you know if Blue Be- I mean again because you know right now we can technically say that the strikes are. Is our you know is the Hollywood's version of, of the pandemic again? Because now you know a lot of promotion can be made, uh, so you know. 
I'm just I saying. Then you also want Andy Muschietti in there too, because the Flash also failed. So yeah. you want him in there. You want David Sandberg in there. You know, you well, want on that point of, of Andy Sandberg of, of David okay, Sandberg. On, on that point also, of, of Muschietti. <laughs> yeah, Andy Sandberg too. Make him go. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Got I like pop star. Just bringing the whole cast of the nine nine to anyone named Sandberg is in. You're a CEO. Go. What are we gonna say, Phil? I was just going to say that, you know, to the point of Muschietti's movie not doing well, what happened with him? Well, he got brave in the bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, he's also Argentinian. He's not, you know, James Gunn, who's <laughs> a white man. To, no, well, I think know. I think it's just one of those things. I, I, I 100% believe that no matter what this movie does, they have their Blue Beetle. You know, James Gunn has okay. his Blue Beetle if he wants to use to, it. To that point, this movie does a lot of heavy lifting for him in regards to if he wanted to do blue and gold with Ted Cord and Booster Gold. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the Ted Cord stuff. Right? But it's funny too. Okay, so are we just it's it's Andy Sudeikis, right? That Ted Cord Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Is that who it was? Because that's who it kind of looked like in the painting, right? Well, because there was years ago rumor that he <laughs> was playing Ted Gordon. I don't know if that had anything to do with this, but the painting looked identical yeah. to him and it sounded like Sudeikis. I think that was the plan, but I, I think maybe he's not fully signed on. It's kind of like no, I, you remember I, I, in Hobson Shaw, the rumor was Keanu Reeves, but they didn't like lock him down. So in Hobson Shaw, like the voice is very this like default and it's like well maybe we'll get back to Keanu one day i feel like that's what this was where it's like well we well, don't know if sudeikis is gonna do it but that's the idea i guess because we actually had that people were asking in our chat too so what had happened was when filming was happening for the beetle um, okay. a casting a casting notice had gone out that they wanted mm-hmm. a ted body double and i'm yeah. reading it right now seeking blonde and brunette talent for a still photo shoot must match the complexion of the reference photo per production you're considered fully vaccinated Fourteen days after your second shot. If your second shot was taken more than five months prior to your work, you must receive a booster. And then, booster, booster, booster. And then the photo is literally like it is Jesus Sudeikis, but like his eyes are crossed out. So, mm. he, but then th- later that day, the studios confirmed, no, we're not casting Jason in this film. I think they were just looking for someone that looks like Jason. It's um, like She Hulk when it was Allison Brie was rumored, but it really was yeah. no. They just want an Allison Brie type. They don't yes. want Allison Brie. As bad yeah. as that sound, that was the whole thing where it's like for a while it's like she's She Hulk, and then the next week it's like no, 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 she's not She Hulk. They just want that's the and they do that all the time. There's all those ca- like all like I can't remember <laughs> like Sonic Two had some of those leaks too of who they yeah. wanted or for yeah. Sonic had like a certain type, and then you go yeah, and, and I think it was Chris Pratt on the poster that was James Marsden, but it was like okay we want a chris pratt type and we got marsden but that that makes sense it looks a lot you know like him and i think he would match and you know i i, oh, I like him enough so yeah Although, think, well, 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 not, not to sound like yeah. a piss up today but like in like even before i knew dave when i always thought about what ted would look like in live action like i almost kind of imagined like a, a dave I mean, I'm, again, I'm not trying to kiss Abba. But again, like in my head, that, you, you look like oh, what Ted is supposed to look like. Them. He's, he's kissing ass. What am I, for, for what? You're kissing ass. Speaking of James Marsden, um, I thought about this a couple of weeks back. We were talking about potential casting for our – we did a stream talking oh, about yeah. this. Oh, that was fun. Even though they're saying potentially that he's going to be younger for Hal Jordan, I think James Marsden would be a great Hal Jordan if I they were to go older. That. I can um, find that. Yeah, but that's just you know. Yeah, that it could be, but yeah, I think that. just because the age, they're gonna. Yeah, the age, they're, they're yeah. definitely gonna have them both younger, Rock and I think static. they're gonna. Obviously, Guy Gardner's older, 
but they're going to yeah, have these yeah. two main Green Lantern jungler so that they can stay for a while. They'll probably be like mid thirties, I think. You might maybe you'll get yeah. someone that's yeah. like early thirties, and then the other one's mid, whichever one it's John. Maybe John Stewart is a little younger. Yeah, I, wa- yeah, exactly. I want. I still want Bully Parks from Jabin Lois. So, um, mm. Oh. Who plays John Henry Irons? Uh, or uh, Ronnie Shock? Yeah, Ronnie C. Ray here talking about like what about Static Shock? He could also tie into Blue Beetle and help continue the story. I was thinking about that too. Static I think mm-hmm. at some point he's on the table. There was that rumored movie, and then because what wasn't it Michael B. Jordan was producing yeah. it? And that's been kind yeah. of quiet. So I feel like that's probably not happening. But I well, think like to to me the two examples. I think, it, like, I, th- I think it would be in James Gunn's best interest to do something with Milestone. No, I meant just the Michael B. Jordan version's not happening. I bet that's what I mean. Like I think you could. That'd be that smart be, too, to have his name attached. It would be, show. but if yeah, they have different visions, right? If they, it's the same thing of if you're not going to play ball, like, eh, you know, I, I don't mean, know. But at, so, but at the same time, we could. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just hoping that, like, you know, James Gunn is just like, hey, they, like, just spread it out, have different, yeah, have my wife different. In there. Yeah, no, just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you, if I you're don't gonna... mind his wife in those. I actually think. She's oh, I don't. I just think it's the internet. I, I don't mind no either. Care. She's quite beautiful. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if you put 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 your wife in everything. I don't care. Just make the movie good. As long as it's good, I don't That's give a damn what it. she's if, doing. You know? If you if you can allow, oh fuck, who is it? Uh, uh, damn it, James Mangold to do Swamp Thing his own way yet still have it be in the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't see why Michael B. Jordan's static shot can't operate. But see, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, like going to, to what James Gunn has to, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people like hate his guts and blah, 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 and whatever the hell. And they're thinking like, he's just going to make it like how he made his guardians movies or whatever the hell. I mean, if he ends up doing that, then that's, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Then we talk about fire. And we go, yeah, it was a bad choice. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. but at the same time, it's like, if he's saying like, yeah, I want to have filmmakers come in and make like different, make tones different. That's something that Marvel's not doing. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I, the, the only reason why I have like some faith in it is because he's seen how the machine works over there with Feige. I mean, Feige was giving him oh, yeah. like, Hey, give some right. notes right. and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So my hope is he takes what they're doing wrong over there, which is like, Hey, a lot of things. everything make you yeah with make everything similar tones where we don't know who the director is i think one of the best things he could do is like yeah make every story distinct yes they could all be part of the same universe but make them distinct make you know have the director do is like yeah you can give some notes you can do like give some input but make make sure he's cooking at least 90 to 95 percent of the fucking movie well, as we, we discussed this a little bit last week and we were talking about yeah, uh, the difference did. between studio heads versus James Gunn being a very different type of studio head. He's a director first and foremost, he's a writer. So I think that's going to be smart because Feige has been around the business for a while. Of course he started working, yeah. you know, way back in the day on old projects. He, of course he was working on the early, yeah, the lethal the weapon spy- four. That was his yeah. first, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and so working on the early, it was so, a lethal weapon movie. Yeah. Cause he worked under yeah. Richard Donner. But he he's not a director. Like he worked on the Spider Man early films, X Men early films. He worked and he on saw all what, Blade, everything. Yeah, he, 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 he worked on Man Thing. He worked on the fucking terrible yeah, yeah. Man. So he he worked on bad. he worked on the old oh, variety yeah. of things and saw what worked and didn't work for those projects. But he's not a director. So yeah. with James, Gunn, of course, he's been like I said in that machine. He's been thrown other scripts that he didn't direct to look at and do touch ups. And he, of course, was helping with the Avengers movies when they use Guardians characters. So he knows how the ensemble stuff right. was working. Right. So I feel like that's going to be the same thing here. You're going to see distinct visions from these. So Andy Muschietti is going to be able to do because I'm assuming the Flash was meddled with quite a bit. So he's going to be able to do more of what he wants to do with the Brave and the Bold. 
100%. And then when we get to that Justice League movie down the road, that's where he is going to do what Marvel did, bring in the different directors who worked with these characters to work with the main writer. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's a collaboration effort. And they all get to help pitch in to make it the best it can be. Because regardless of what you think about the individual films, the Avengers films were really successful and mostly people loved them and they worked. Because I feel like they had a good collaboration effort with that. But the solo stuff... Yeah, because the solo stuff is very different because you have a lot of studio notes from Kevin Feige and you can't, and there's certain things you cannot do. Even if you want to, you're not allowed to. But with this, I feel like there's going to be more freedom as long as you're not breaking the the bounds of reality or making it to where this other person can't do yeah, their movie. Because you, yeah, you, you destroyed <laughs> yeah. the city that they yeah. want to use or something. There'll be some notes, right? Like, yeah, don't kill yeah. Batman. Don't use this villain. Yeah, yada, don't, yada, yada. Just don't hire Walter Hamada again. It will be fine. What I wanted to say. I haven't, that man, if, if that man ever sees me in real life, he made a run. Um, but well, I mean, I he, 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 he made a smart decision by keeping Jeff Johns out of the writer's room that was filled with like Tom King and all the other DC writers that he had on there. Good job. He, he kept a snake out of, out of that room. I'm, I'm proud of you. He made one smart decision there. What I, what I, because again, I don't know what this dynamic is like. So maybe you, one of you guys can speak to it. But I remember when James Gunn got hired, one of the things I saw, um, why people were so excited for it, they, they were describing to similar something of, uh, again, I'm not the biggest Star Wars person, but like someone had said somewhere, James to Kevin Feige is what Dave Filoni is to George Lucas. Mm, okay. Does any, what does that? I wouldn't go that, that far. No, I don't know what, it's it's. I not think Filoni and Lucas were way closer than Feige, and like I, I like I, I legitimately believe they're friends. Gunn said the first person he texted after he got the job was Feige. I'm sure it's for business wise, but I believe they're legitimately friends. But I I think with Lo- Lucas and Filoni was very much a you know not a pun like a master and apprentice situation where I yeah. think like they're colleagues but Feige and Gunn are both doing two different things. Where Filoni's supposed to try and be the new. Lucas, right? I don't think the gun was never planned to be the new Foggy. I think he was going to be maybe the plan was for him to do the space stuff, but he's seen inside from he's at least seen inside the machine. Oh, yeah, we're working on Foggy. Like, oh, so let me take what actually works here and let me just don't bring the the bad stuff that the the Marvel Studio does, which is to just hire some director and then just have a same similar tone and whatever the hell. I mean, that's what I'm really hoping is like, yeah, every movie has its own distinct. Um, aesthetic and tone, and that's what Blue Beetle felt. I I felt like there was, you know, it didn't feel like a a repeat of what we've seen before. You know, you know, uh, looking away from all the cultural aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying, like that's one of the things I liked about it most is it had it it brought brought me back to just like an '80s adventure movie with the score and some of the aesthetic and the the tech, the old tech that had you know you had a, a Nintendo Power Glove and you had like this old tech the Ted Cord tech was like really cool. I thought that was a great aspect to it, but it just brought me back to that that '80s like when I was like a you know a kid just watching like these adventure just the everything just kind of that's what it felt like and that's what I liked about it the most. And like the reason why you should just focus on the creative vision and the good movies, and I'm not saying all the phase one movies are great. They're not. But if you look at, you know, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, they're not like vastly different. But the thing is, they are movies and they had some connective tissue and people liked those characters enough that when Avengers happened, they showed up. So it's Mm -hmm. the same thing here of like Swamp Thing, Blue Beetle. If you connect them a little bit and then you just do a movie where, hey, a bunch of these characters that you love are in this movie, people will go see it. That's what you have to do. And that's why I think it would be smart to keep 
I, I do think Bluebeal will stick around. I don't think it's going to have legs. It's not going to, I think it's going to, it'll probably drop to like 15 next week. I think it'll lose money regardless. But the point is where you but look the, at some, domestically or internationally. So I, all, I know, I all like, I think when it's all, all said and done, because originally the budget was reported to be 70 to 80. And now today the director said it's 104. And then that's before marketing. So it's like, I think by the time it's all said and done, you might just squeeze like a break even. Cause I just don't think, I just don't think it's going to have that word of mouth. I personally like, I like the movie, but I don't think enough people will go out and say you have to see this movie if people are tired of superhero movies. I don't think it bakes, breaks that barrier. I think if you like the genre, then sure. But if you don't, I think like when I was seeing Blue Beetle, I had about 15 people in my theater and all the Barbie showings were still sold out. You know, like I think people will still go see Oppenheimer or Barbie. But with my point is I think you could keep them because if you look at Hulk's numbers in the MCU, they still kept Hulk. Incredible Hulk did not do well. Yeah. That's a movie. It's like, what, 300 million? Like if you look at all other ones, it's super low, but they didn't go, oh, shit, really low well, movie. Let's cast were- out Hulk. Yeah, no, you don't do that. Even with Blue Beetle, if it dis- like money-wise doesn't make money, that's fine. And look at Spider-Verse, same thing too. That's a movie that – that was a $400 million movie. A, a hit, but not a massive hit, right? Some studios would have looked at it and been like, you know what? It's not worth to do a second one. And Sony was smart that they did it. And now look at the success they've had with this one, right? So that's where I think with Blue Beetle, you put them in other movies. You put them in appearances. And maybe one day you get a sequel. Maybe you don't. But you can use that character around and keep him around. I think the actor's a good fit. So I, I think they will keep him. I don't foresee a Blue Beetle 2 happening like in the next five years post strike settlement, I think you will do like a, a team up and maybe blue and gold. But even then there's no, there's no, justice. yeah. Or young justice. Yeah. Something like that. Like that was always before Barbie, my thing with Harley Quinn of like, they should do sirens. Cause I always thought her with Ivy and Catwoman, that's like a really David good. David Ayer wanted to do it. And he yeah. wanted to do that yeah. And I think they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it with Ayer, but I think they will do it because no, Margot Robbie's not going anywhere now. They're going to throw the bag at her. Fuck no. Are you no. kidding me after everything? <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. I and... think keep them around and do put them in other projects and build that character up. And then maybe when you do a sequel, more people love them and you'll get more return. But I think that'll be it'll be a little bit before that happens. Are you I don't know if you guys have already talked about it tonight. Um, are you guys familiar with uh, the actress who plays Jenny in this movie? No. No, so Bruno, Bruno, what's her name? Marquez or something? Like that? What's not? No, not Marcus. Uh, I Marquez. just know they're definitely <laughs> fucking. That's all I know. Oh, <laughs> in real life. You know what? I'm glad there's more healthy Hollywood couples out there. Uh, hey, I, the way I look at it, they're young. It's like enjoy it, but don't think it's going to be long term. I'm just saying. Oh my! <laughs> Already, Dave jumps into Solo's DMs. Hey, listen, this is great. Not going to be long term, though. Let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just let you know, man. She's going to break your heart. Dude, look at Toby young, and Kirsten Dunst. Look at Emma and to- uh, Andrew. It never works out. It never does. They could happen. It could happen, but I'm I met like, my wife know, under 20, both, you know. They're both they're both like rising stars. She's yeah. like a model. Yeah. She like models. Yeah, no, she's like, like, yeah, yeah. Bruna is a huge star in Brazil. And that's yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know how big you know deal of how big of a deal she is in Brazil. So I think domestically, I don't know if Blue Beetle is going to do that great. I think internationally, but especially in Brazil yep. and other Latin speaking countries, uh, do gangbusters. I, th- yeah. I think they're going to do well. Like I, 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 I have, a, I have a little more optimism. But again, is it going to make it five, six hundred? No, but I no. think it's going to make. I think, I think three hundred is a reasonable number. I can see three hundred happen. Same. I'm with Andy on that. I think people are vastly underestimating the international market when it comes to this film. Mm-hmm. Given some of the anime influences, given the culture that has in it, that yeah, 
I really think that people are really underestimating just how well this could do overseas and internationally. Like, when it, does it, it release in Brazil and stuff like that? Is it like a opening weekend same thing as us? Is that later on? Like, when is that type of stuff? It's all it's uh, different because I know, like, uh, mm-hmm. well, my I, friend I in Brazil, she saw it yesterday. So okay, it'll yeah. definitely beat Shazam because I was curious. That's one thirty three. It'll it'll definitely beat that. Like, I think. I, th- I think I'm over the two, like I'm like a 210, 215. That's where I kind of am on it for a finishing. But maybe it will. You never know. That can happen. But I just, I always get, I always hold back on that because you never know. Because I remember when China started bringing movies, everyone's like, oh, these movies are going to hit a billion. And that didn't happen. And then I remember when Crazy Rich Asians went to China. Everyone's like, it's going to be huge there. And they're like, we have our own movies that do this. Like, we don't need this movie. And it didn't, if you look at the boxes, I'm not saying that's the same case here. That's why I just, like I feel like ten years ago, like those markets did really hit, but now it is a bit more fifty fifty. Like the international markets, you never know what they're going to jump onto. So, and I don't follow Brazil's box office, so I don't know how it does, but it brings in. Like even then, like is a massive weekend at Brazil. Like what is that? Is that like fifty million or is that like ten million? You know. So that's where I think the domestic's going to be so low that the international will bounce it out. But I just who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see. But it's. Uh, yeah. Well, I know in in Australia, Cyprus, and Greece, it opens in September. Yeah. Um, oh my God, September. Uh, yeah, the, the film is opening up in a few more countries next week, and mm. yeah, so it's pretty much get, getting released. Uh, it's already released most places, so I think you know we will see its trajectory sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like I think Warner Bros. is gonna they're gonna invest in Blue Beetle uh, as a future uh, for the, you know for, as a as a character for this franchise. Does it have to be Blue Beetle too? No, I'm just happy if he shows up in other places. You know, and the thing is, like, once Cobra Kai is over, th- that studio is gonna rush to Zola and like si- have him sign for multiple stuff before he gets snatched up by someone else. That's the thing; he's a rising star. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, and he, you know, he drives this movie. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like you said, he did a lot of his own, you know, yep. stunt work and everything. So, That's and what uh, got him the, the job really is that that helps <laughs> that he yeah, can actually do well, it because a lot of times actors have to actually train for months to get to what he's doing on Cobra Kai and here. So he already was doing it. So, so I was like, ah, oh, just tell me where to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think had the strike not happened and streaming uh-huh. not be in the accelerated rate that it was, this film would have fared a lot better at the box office. Of course. That's the thing. And that's, that's the, the thing, thing right? It's just a bad year has, a lot of movies. Well, I also think that streaming has also kind of hurt the theater industry in some some respects because people definitely now not. more often than say, you yeah. know, like, you know, I'll, I'll just wait for it to his streaming. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely more when the pandemic hit. That's when everyone yep. started to embrace streaming more. I think that changed yep. a lot there. It and did. also, too, they're just announcing super fast a lot of films just going to digital. Like, they yep. pretty much announced at, like, after opening weekend, sometimes even when opening weekend's occurring, the, oh yeah, di- di- here's the digital release, so you know when it's well, coming out. Yeah, Barbie's coming to... out next month. Mar- no, Barbie's coming out too. next month, and it's wow. still dominating the box office. Like what? I don't know why. Last you hold that shit till Christmas. Demeter, you know? Yeah, Last voyage like... of Demeter's coming out the very end of the month, and it hasn't even been in theaters a, a week. Yeah, that I can nice. understand because it didn't do as it tanked. well. Right. It tanked, right. you know, yeah. and that's it, why. It, it, yeah, but tanks probably didn't take as much because I'm sure that budget. I still want to watch it. I wanted to watch Same. it when it came out, but uh, I'm gonna watch it when it. The budget it, was 45 million. Holy oh, fuck! Oh, okay, never mind. Oh man, oh, David Dalshmashian's rates gone up. <laughs> oh man, yeah. 
Okay. Well, I hey, mean, I, I will give it to them. They, Dracula looks great, so I guess that's where the budget cool. went. You know, yeah. but it cool. it's made and nine. It's made nine point three million. A lot of water. There's got to yeah. be a lot of water big in that loss movie. for them. That's a shame. Yeah. There was that, and then what was the other Universal Dracula movie recently? Oh, oh uh, Renfield. Renfield. Yeah, and that also lost them a bunch of money too. So I, I think yeah. Dracula is going to be benched for a little while. Which is, which is crazy because I, man, everybody was talking about that fucking about talking about Renfield. But, but everybody also, in our circles was right. Yeah, that's the thing, like, and that's where I think it was GA like a weird just... thing because it was like Nicolas Cage, he's Dracula, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And then yeah, and it just kind of came and went. It yeah. was weird. I enjoyed it. I yeah, actually I, I enjoyed that film. I thought it was, I thought, it, but but I think one of the biggest things was he wasn't he wasn't the main. He was he like was the, yeah. When you watch, he's not in it that much. It really. is called Redfield for shit's yeah. sake. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I like I liked the movie too, but that's where I definitely was like, man, he was given a great performance. I wish he was in this a lot more. I wish it was more of a two, because it's more of a two-hander with him and Aquafina. I wish yeah. somehow you switch that, get rid of Aquafina and do more Cage. And I like Aquafina, but just Cage was, they were like, and I think they had good chemistry, but it just might be like one of those franchises. It's the same way as like, I feel like King Arthur, Robin Hood, where I think the general lines just kind of like, they want to break from some of these because you got so many versions over the, like how many decades, I think. People might just be over Dracula, you know, like just like I don't need like right now. I'm not saying, oh, forever. You'll never get a great like a big box yeah. office Dracula. But it's just that, like and we had the vampire like rain after Twilight. Right. So I think people might just be like, yeah, like and that to me looks like a streaming. Movie. And same thing. It sucks for them because we talked about like in Halloween. No you already have. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in Halloween, you already got Saw 10. That's the end of September, but still bleeds in Halloween. You got Exorcist. And then you got um, Five Night at Freddy's, so yep. that it would have been better for them to put it there. But it's already a crammed Halloween month. That, those that's three big Probably horror movies. Yeah. yeah, and and you know horror movies too in streaming. You know every streaming service is holding on. Like I know Amazon, they're doing that. Oh, it's called like Timeless Killer or something, where it's something like these kids go back into the '80s, where it's like a slasher. But you know all these streamers are holding on to like there's some horror movie that they're gonna pump out like a month before tell you about, and that yeah. so it's just like same thing where it's just like th- th- that's and Halloween. I don't know if the it would have done much better. I think it's just a movie that like it has a very small audience and it's well, nine millions worth. You know, what, the question is because there's a lot of people who support the director Robert Eggers is Nosferatu. Like when that comes out, how is that going to do? Because eh. not well. No, well, his, his biggest movie sixty nine million. So his movies don't usually Northman, do that well. Northman, yeah, Northman. Yeah, so like good. they're, they're all so yeah, good. they are, well, but they're like for a very weird specific audience. Like I think the Lighthouse yeah. made like the Lighthouse, which I like a lot, but it made like sixteen million. Like I think Nosferatu is like a. 16 to 20 somewhere in there probably but his budgets are low that's the thing yeah, yeah. Northman well, wasn't though north crazed, like crazy yeah northman i think they lost money on because i yeah. think that was a higher one yeah that was well the question will be is like how will they market it because i think the marketing for smile made that movie way bigger than it probably would have been oh absolutely but, so yeah. if they yeah. market it well nosferatu might actually do good and because i mean regardless of the quality of the movie because you got to actually get people excited. You know, it just depends how weird he makes it because that's the problem. Like, you look at a movie like The Lighthouse and you bring it back to studio. It's fine. It's 824. They're probably like, how the fuck do we market this thing? Like, yeah. and they do, they couldn't. They, there's no way you can market this movie they about it with the folk. Yeah, like gaslighting Robert Pattinson for two hours in a lighthouse. Like, there's no way to sell that. So it's like, if it's like a sexy vampire movie, sure. But if it's some psychological. Like, Robert Pattinson fucks a mermaid. 
Yeah, that's what they tried, right? And they tried, you know, but like with Nosferatu, if it's just like a deep character study that's weird, they're just going to, I think the marketing is going to be a lot of creepy shots of Nosferatu. That's what they're going to try and do. And because who is it? It's, I think it's Bill Skarsgård and it's Lily Rose Depp. It's Eric Taylor Johnson. So there's Mm -hmm. like, there's some stars in there, but no one that's like, uh, oh, the people are going to run out to go see the new Bill Skarsgård flick, you know, like it's, he's, he's a name. So, but I can't wait. I love I love to like all of Egger's stuff. You know, it's it was which is hey, great. He, gave, he gave us a you know when it came to Northman, he gave us a nice little uh, naked Anya Taylor Joy. Anyway, I thought you were going to say Scar- well, there's Scar- a lot of nakedness that's in that movie. Even oh, the Scar- fucking Scar- fight! Yeah. Like two men are fighting on a volcano naked. naked. It's Dude. fucking the most epic thing oh, yeah. ever. Just Dude, when like, I walked out of that movie, I was like, I have just like what, testosterone. The, I got to challenge the man to fight me on a mountain while there's fire naked. Yeah. When oh, the, yeah. When yeah. The, yeah, when the twist, like, when the twist happened, which I won't say what it is, when the twist happens with the whole crux yeah. of the movie, oh, the God. whole point of it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They're actually, yeah. oh, this is, okay. I was not prepared because yeah. the movie, the movie was a, like establishing a certain narrative. And oh, then yeah. once you learn this piece of information, it completely changed your whole perspective. Like that is brilliant. And Nicole like, Kidman fucking kills that scene too. Oh, yeah, She's she, so good in that. That's one of it, her best performances dude, in the last few it, years. It, it hurts oh, my I brain because you got to think how often that actually occurred at that time. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. that particular thing. Like I didn't even think dude, about something like that. My theater, it wasn't obviously you know not a big movie, so there was probably like you know mm-hmm. you know about five other groups of people. Man, when that was all happening, everybody just just made a noise of like oh yeah oh like we all just collectively <laughs> went oh like it was it, yeah for the the little group that was in the theater we all collectively were so into the movie that we all gasped to <laughs> when and that's what Eggers does yes like, i remember being right? in the light i was watching the lighthouse and i never in my life did i ever think i'm gonna see uh, a mermaid's vagina and i did and i did <laughs> that's never something i thought i was gonna see and it happened and then robert Pattinson proceeds to have sex with this mermaid and you're like well that's why i always see robert eggers because you know he's gonna give you something that you've never seen before yeah, or if you exactly. have he's gonna do it very well and stuff so yeah. some of the visuals of the northman is just like i still think about it like, oh it's yeah. so crazy how good that movie looks Oh, it's yeah, insane it's, for that yeah, budget too. Like I think it's oh, only, yeah. I don't even know if it's a hundred million. But, no, oh, it's yeah. less. It's less. All right, we got somebody else joining right now. Watch out, Scott! Oh. There he is. Hello. Hand. <laughs> With a Rebel Moon shirt <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. very nice. That merch looks good. The merch yeah, for that movie. Nice. I know it did while it was available. I know exactly. <laughs> you know how he said that? He said that like an evil villain. Yeah, he, he, like, did. he did. He did. Like, were you worried you were going to get an email at any point saying, actually, like, we can't send you the shirt? Like, no, because here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I, I ordered it Tuesday night. I got a notification email by the time I woke up Wednesday that it was shipping and that UPS had a oh. tracking number and it was on its way. I didn't discover the links had been pulled literally until the day that the shirts were already sitting at my garage and when that's awesome so and then i went to go look at my wish list of all the Mm -hmm. other shirts i kind of saved for later and that's when i discovered all the links had been pulled but no like by the time i I stayed up late tuesday night just kind of digging through all the variations and saving them to my wish list placed my order and by the time i woke up the next morning i had a ups tracking number and it was on my way 
Ah. Of course, I want the shirts for the other people, but if they for some reason don't put out those shirts, that shirt you have is going to be very valuable. The three shirts that I have. <laughs> the yes. three shirts that you have. But no, because just because sometimes that you're lucky at ship because I've had that happen so many times where people see like there's a good deal and then it's like, actually, sorry, that was not the right pricing. You can't get it for that amount. So you're that's awesome that you got it like that. The only one who's ever done that to me is Best Buy. Because mm-hmm. they screwed up with a really great price on the 4K for Mask of the Phantasm, oh, and then they and then they went, "Sorry, that was a mistake." I, I'm I'm not gonna say who Scott knows this person. He's maybe guessed it on his podcast that has comic books as the theme, and, and it's monthly, and it's about being something fine. Uh, he at one point got a really good deal on I think it was either a PlayStation or an Xbox, and he got it for like there was a pricing when they both came out like last two years, like for a hundred bucks. And they never said anything to him, and he still just got it for a hundred bucks. So while the rest of us were paying like five, six hundred dollars for the PlayStation Five, just because his pricing area got it for a hundred, he was waiting for an email, waiting for something. Never happened. So he got this new console, and he may or may not have made a good penny uh, recouping that somehow. <laughs> well, Travis, I'll tell you, that's what I love about Amazon's pre-order guarantee. Mm. I have pre, because like as soon as something becomes available, I pre-order it. Yep. Because no matter what the price is, whatever the lowest price is, that's what I'm going to get. Well, that's happened a couple of times where something started off as a paperback. And later they changed their mind and made it a hardcover. But I locked it in at that paperback price. So I remember getting the Supergirl Silver Age. What was just supposed to be Silver Age Volume 1. $17.99. It later became a $75 omnibus that they still had to give it to me for nice. $17.99. I got to steal this. I got to do that. I, I, I've I not invested in that. I got to start pre-ordering stuff like this. Because, that because is it's a, because what it is. Right here. Yeah. Here's what you need to understand. Because yeah. I coupon, like everyone is just like, teach me. Teach me. <laughs> yeah. Teach me your ways. Because what happens with Amazon is that it the moment you pre-order it, it's tracking the price and it's tracking from the date that you pre-ordered it to the date that it's released. Mm. And it is keeping a track of whatever, however the price fluctuates, whatever lowest point it hits between those two points in time is the price you get. I've had it shipped, charged, and then they refunded me because the price dipped between the time they shipped it to me and the actual release date. Wow. Jeez. Okay. I'm taking notes. I'm doing these things. <laughs> People wonder how I have all this shit that I have. It's because <laughs> I play it smart. Everybody's like, he's got to have credit card debt. But it's like, no, he's nope. smart. He's like, a, if you watch the those shows about like couponers and stuff like that, that's Scott when it comes oh. to all this nerd shit. <laughs> so have you seen Blue Beetle's gods? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I saw it last night. I know, okay, I have a story that goes with this, though, that pissed Good. me off. Goody. Okay. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I, because uh, Andy, I DM'd you like the day that I ordered my ticket. I got it yep. on IMAX. I got it first day. But AMC got the receipts. I got the receipts. AMC does this occasionally where you buy a ticket for a for a you know a showing 
And then if you buy it, I guess, too far in advance, sometimes they'll adjust their showings, but then they don't tell you. So you've got a <laughs> ticket for a showing that no longer, you know, exists. This has happened to me several times. So last night I'm realizing that the AMC app isn't doing the whole Hey, confirm your reservation. Mm, Hey, Mm -hmm. get ready. Blue Beetle starts soon. And then I looked at it because the 945 IMAX showing I was supposed to be going to just disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah, we saw it. So the only way I could go see it last night, because, you know, Tim and I have got to record our review for DC Squadcast drink, is I... And I could have seen the matinee today, but I wanted to see it in a more premium format. IMAX was out of the question. Mm-hmm. IMAX, what? There was no more IMAX after 6.40 last night, and the IMAX uh, matinee wasn't early enough for me to watch it and still get to work on time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I ended up having to go to an 8.30 with a Prime, which I think is kind of like AMC's version of like a Dolby theater mm-hmm. yeah and so i saw it 8 30 last night and you know it, which was fine i got to see the movie my seat rumbled a couple of times but still that it, it was tainted ever so slightly by the i was supposed to be seeing this fucking <coughs> imax at 9 45 last night yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can always see it a second time and add to its box office oh. yay and it would an agenda i would never so thoughts, Scott? I entertaining, enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's one of those movies that it's like there are high points, and this is stuff that I'll get to in, in you know in the review with Tim because I'm really interested to know what Tim's reaction to this is. Same. But it's like it's it's fine, it's fun. Uh, the crowd I was with, which I had about twenty people in my theater last night at eight thirty on a yeah, Thursday. Same. Um, I was probably the only white guy there. <laughs> um, nice. What was that like? Uh, You're supposed to be I, an Oppenheimer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oppenheimer. Yeah, That's, That's the white movie. guy movie. No, Barbie's no, the no. white girl movie. This it is our yes. movie. Get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, so it was fun watching the like the crowd uh, enjoy it. You could definitely tell the um, Latino members like there were certain jokes or references that you could tell. Oh, you're getting that. Like this means something to you. Like like it was. There was a there was a lot about the experience of watching the movie that wasn't for me. I mean, literally, like it's not about my culture. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. So there were so I there were things that I wasn't in on the joke a lot of times in the movie. And so when you take that away. Because I feel like that's such a significant element of the movie and what's going to help the movie maybe have some legs or some word of mouth. It was kind of, I hate to say this, but enjoyable, but kind of a run-of-the-mill superhero origin movie. It does. It does. Yeah, it definitely It has those beats. And I I even said that too. Like, it just kind of plays out. But what I liked about it was uh, what Soto added to it was it felt like an 80s adventure movie with the score. From the beginning. I mean, that movie managed to be more 80s than Wonder Woman 1984. Fucking it! What? Bam! Exactly! Exact! Wow! You just said it right. You just nailed it. That's good. I like that. Wow! Has no one said that yet? Like, am I the first person saying that? I didn't even think about that. The the only one who's ever. 
Rebecca, yeah. the only one who's ever pointed anything about the title is when Rebecca on Super Gregor's set, you know, they were pointing out like, why was this movie called 1984? It has like it this plot has nothing to do with night being 1984. They could just call it anything. So Yeah. So weird. I so the score, the synth score, you know, the the vibe of Palmera. I mean, because Palmera City is Miami. Well, let's be yeah. honest, it's Miami mm. in the, the DC keys. universe. The keys, but, and know, the keys, yeah. right. Yeah. But so you got that sort of Miami Vice feel, yeah. To, wow. Even yeah. with the, like the the I mean like the the neon and the, the neon fucking, and like, the tracks and yeah, all of the, that, dudes. Yes, and even like when they did the opening credits, you have that certain font that they even had they utilized too, and it really just gave that feel. And that and that's what I really dug about it, like the and most the energy. And like you said in your first reaction video, because I did watch it, Dave. Oh, you know, you. it was that. uh it does have sort of an an 80s, maybe even 90. Like, the yeah. beats it plays as a movie feels like a superhero movie from, like, the 80s or the 90s. Yeah. Like, it, it has all that thing. You know my big... Like, and and I, I have nothing to, like, bash the movie on because it's not... Because it, it's not like that. If I'm going to bash anything in the movie, it's that Susan Sarandon was there to collect a paycheck. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was like, eh. I mean, like, I, I, I joked and I meant, you know, she played Hillary Clinton. And then I was like, ah, eh, just kidding. Because I just, the haircut and everything like that. And the but, yeah, oh my God, her line delivery is like, she was, she was so just there. She was just phoning yeah, that yeah. in. You know, um, and it's similar to Helen Mirren. And she's I loved her. I I, I love her. See, I enjoyed Helen her. Mirren. I actually enjoyed Helen Mirren and Shazam. Okay, I forgot she was in it. Yeah, <laughs> she did too. I had to be. I had to. <laughs> I had to be like, I, like Shazam. I don't remember if she was in the first Shazam movie. And then we're like, oh, never mind. She was in the second Shazam movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's gonna be uh, like you ask it, her in five years. It's gonna be like Dennis Quaid when he forgot him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Or when Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Oh, I think. That, I think. That, I think that was a goof. Every time I think so in, too. Yeah, yeah or Lawrence Fishburne be like forgetting that. he was an Ant Man too. Like I would love yeah. to be in the MCU. I love the MCU. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like Lawrence. That I think that was true. I think Lawrence. Yeah, I think. I think he forgot. Because let's face it, Ant Man Two. It's so. Yeah. I mean, we have never had a good Ant. We never had a good Ant Man movie, so you know. Oh, oh, no, one. I like the first <laughs> one a lot. <laughs> I enjoyed I a lot. Edgar Wright's Ant Man movie. So do I. I love uh, Edgar Wright. He's one of my all time favorite Wright. directors. Yeah, and yeah. he even, you know what? Recently, he even said like the heist was going to be like more. Like, had fifteen people. Yeah, it wasn't going to have just three dudes. You know, the three guys. Yeah. It's going to be like fifteen people involved in the heist, and I'm like. Can you? I, I'm like, uh, I can only Edgar imagine. Wright That's such an Edgar yeah, Wright thing. Edgar Wright, and then the way that he would shoot that thing. Oh, oh yeah. But, so you know, of course, uh, if we get an opportunity after Blue Beetle, because we're speaking of Edgar Wright, I, I want to talk about that teaser trailer we got for Scott Prilgrim takes off. Because Ooh, not... yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about oh, that. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so you, you know, you enjoyed it, Scott. I enjoyed it. It just wasn't yeah. anything special to me. Yeah. Uh, it, but it was fine. There were moments that I felt were very derivative of other films because in my head I was thinking, "Oh, there's kind of there's a move from Man of Steel, and that feels like Iron Man with Iron Monger, and that looks like Whiplash mm-hmm. from Iron Man Two. And like my brain, I, I, this is this is where I get, I I don't take it down the negative path. 
like others would. But I've just seen so many freaking comic book movies in my life that my brain just automatically starts. I start seeing the. The Matrix. You see the coding. You see the coding. You're like, I've seen it. I can't unsee it now. Right. I like that. So it's, it's, you know, that sometimes happens to me a lot. And it's an annoying thing. It's like when I figure things out in a movie before the movie tells me because mm. I, my brain just goes, but this is how a story goes. So this obviously must be, oh, it's them. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's so, so it's a tough you catch... thing. You want to be unpredictable to surprise you, but then you don't want to be so unpredictable that it doesn't make sense anymore. Sense. So exactly. you got to find the line movies nowadays. So. AKA Iron Man Frame. So Scott, did you catch right. the Superman seventy eight reference then? Um, actually, I did not. Well, it's not more of a reference; it's more of a parallel. But yeah. Oh, hmm. let me think. Uh, it's, it almost sounded like a second that you were like saying that you were Superman seventy eight seventy eight invented like men having heart attacks. I'm I was like... just giving you a hint, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, he talked about the heart attack, and yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, I that. thought about it when it happened. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah, that, no. that, that's absolutely it yeah because it hit yeah. me afterwards i was like oh wow hey i said it earlier i was like this this is basically like in my opinion the, the best updated blueprint to the superman 78 origin tale if that makes I, any sense if you look if you look at like superman 78 as like a blueprint for superhero films and you look at like iron man as the blueprint for the mcu i feel like blue beetle is the best update to the superman 78 blueprint what I, for me, there's a couple of things. One, Dave, I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Uh-oh. After the week that we had, <laughs> oh. um, we, we continue. Like a, like a, like a, Dave, I need to sit you down. We got to have yeah. a talk. <laughs> no, bad no, boy. This, this is how Dave and this is how conversation between Dave and me go. It's like, yeah. because we get to bookend our week with more Kirby. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We do. Dave doesn't know why, does he? Wait, why? Because of what's going to be happening in on no, Sunday, no, right? it was in Blue Beetle. No, I don't. What are you talking about? Kirby created Omac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was funny because when I was, you know, obviously there's two post credit scenes, and I saw the special thanks. I'm like Kirby, and I was like, and then I, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so there you go. Because we just talked about Jack Kirby, of course, on last week's show because superman the animated series went full fucking kirby yeah so i was just like oh yeah oh because i knew that and then i was waiting i was like because you noticed there was no created by credit in this movie we had the special thanks but at no point did they say Hmm. blue beetle created by now because this movie does something else that i really appreciated was damn we got dan garrett we got ted cord and we got i mean we got like the entire Blue Beetle <laughs> legacy included in this movie, um, which is cool because, you know, Phil, I'm sure you know this. I'm sure how much other people know because, you know, the Scarab existed with Dan Garrett in the Golden Age, but it was magic. And then, as always happened when we kind of move from the Golden Age into the more modern, modern age, age, anything that was magic becomes science. science. Yeah. Or alien. Or alien, right. Because, yeah. like, Alan Scott's ring was magic, but then by the time you get to Hal Jordan, it's, you know, alien space technology and that kind of thing. So I I like the fact that they kept that continuity from Dan Garrett to Ted Cord to Jaime because, mm-hmm. you know, that's 
I mean, that's the way it was, you know, in the in mm-hmm. the post crisis continuity. They tied all that together, right? And I did you I, like the during the intro moment? Did you like all the headlines and kind of like alluding to the larger? Okay, history? I liked that because it was exposition without it being exposition dialogue. Yeah, right, yeah. right. right. I, I didn't have exposition dialogue is like it can right. get. If you don't do it correctly, it could fucking just. Really it was one of the things that worked in Godzilla, and it worked here too. Yeah, it's Ooh. like because you just read it, and so I'm quickly because because I can fucking pay attention, and you're like, <laughs> and so I, I'm watching the headlines to the credits, going, "Oh, cool, Dan Garrett. Oh, that's how we're gonna get this. like like I was I was connecting all the dots because it gave you the entire backstory in the credits, so we didn't have to waste time in the movie. Yep. having an exposition dump, which I appreciated about the film. Um, I did, however, find it interesting, and this feels very old school. This is a movie that exists in the DC universe, but it's just a generic DC universe. It mm-hmm. does not tie itself down to any particular version of yeah. the DC universe. It just mm-hmm. mentions Superman's a thing. You know, Flash Bat- is a thing. Batman's yeah, that- a thing. But you how know- is that generic, though? Like, that's just you know like generic doesn't have i mean generic would mean it's well, something bad well it's just because it, it it ties itself to like just like to a dc universe as opposed to like a certain DC but it's universe. like if i if, if right. i had mentioned you know oh my god do you remember like the time when the black zero event remember that yeah yeah, yeah. or like remember superman broke I, that guy's neck i couldn't or what if they showed like what if they showed mustache like when he had a mustache yeah he fucked up before he died there's a video i think about like how shazam you know we had a specific battering we had the black zero event time magazine like right. that True. was in the dc universe and it was a specific like that was going to be the dceu mm-hmm. blue beetle sets itself up where it's like it's the dc universe because we got superman batman the flash but it's not constrained to being part of a certain continuity or being part of so i can see the talk of how when it was first created, it was just going to be like its own little thing. It's like, this is a movie. It's a DC movie because we can make DC references. But I understand now how this movie can basically go wherever anyone wants it to go because there's nothing. There's nothing in it that basically explains which continuity it lies in, whether it's been prior from the last Man of Steel to now or something new entirely that James Gunn's in. Right, because it's just DC references. Yep. But you know know what? Just to give give a counter to that is that, you know, because this film could have easily become the next DMX Spider-Man 2 or, you know, somebody's, you know, or... You know, even though I love Batman Zoom, and I can see some of the issues people have now, you know, today with it, that it feels like it's a setup for so many movies. Blue Beetle was just about Blue Beetle. Like, that's why I'm like, yeah. again, like, I came out of the theater today and was like both excited, happy. I was also crying a lot. I think I'm hormones today. I don't know what's happening, but I was also frustrated <laughs> as a Flash fan. I'm like, why couldn't I have gone out with my Flash movie where like, it feels like it's the worst superhero threesome I've ever seen? So for Blue Beetle, I'm like, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad he just said, you know, Flash in Central City. Superman in Metropolis, Batman is a fascist. Um, and you you studied a Gotham City law. I like the fact that it's not spending time like the movie. Like there's there's no like secret Easter eggs that is supposed to set up like you know oh here's what the next movies are gonna do for you know DC. I like that this is a strict Blue Beetle movie. So for me, 
saying that it's generic, I feel like, but, you know, but it doesn't have to be specific. Spe- you know, specific. I'm not, but no, no, Andy, hear me out. Okay. You, you are implying connotation to what I'm saying that I don't have. I'm not. I am not using the word generic. Okay, because I only hear it in bad context by others. I, you know, so like for me. No, I am using generic in the literal objective definition of the word. It is not specific to any version of the DC universe. It just exists in the DC universe. So Mm -hmm. my point was is that I can see how if this movie is something that people want to use or not use. They have the complete freedom to do that hmm. because the movie doesn't tie itself down to anything. It just is a DC movie that takes place in the DC universe. And we acknowledge that other DC characters, you know, exist. It's not like, you know, the old Batman movies where it was just Batman. And then we all creamed ourselves in Batman forever. When Bruce Wayne mentions <laughs> that the circus is halfway to Metropolis by now, you know, oh, we're like, oh, 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 will, I'm just going to oh. add English. So English is not my first language. So for me, like as a, as someone who speaks English as a second language, generic has, I've never learned as like, you know, I didn't want to misconstrue what you were saying. I was saying what I've learned about. I, I think it used it, generic like to Annie's point. It did used to be just a regular word, but I think as the film community has taken that to make it be like generic means very bad. And I don't like what especially in the superhero film community. Yeah, too. I think it was like, just generic as far as it's free flowing. You could do whatever you want with this universe, not generic in the sense of all oh, those bastards didn't pick a lane. They didn't pick a Batman or Superman and stuff. So, yeah, I think generic a long time ago used to be just a regular word. But now in film yeah. criticism, it has a whole different meaning behind. I think I've also times. been because I think I also have people. PTSD from when my teacher scolded me on one of my big exams in junior high for because uh, one of the options was like this, this or generic. I chose generic, and she was like, "Why would you think that? It has negative. Uh, it's a negative shard word." I'm like, "How?" So now I'm just like, I, I, like that's why again. Yeah. I'm gonna say sorry, sorry, Scott. I didn't mean to like <laughs> say that you were no, saying. No, it's one, fine. Like, I'm just saying that my my implication was just that this movie is and to your point it's a blue beetle movie it would just happen to be in a world where we have dan garrett we have ted cord we have you know jaime like the like i said the entire blue beetle legacy it's just but it's just a dc movie you know it, it could continue to just be its own thing it could easily be you know tied into you know Joker another two it, it, it could be anything. <laughs> well, I think the point about like words, like obviously words change its meaning when it comes to like people using it for negative connotations or whatever, like the word generic, because yeah, that is seen as a bad word when you talk about movies. But in terms of like Blue Beetle, I think it works as it is, because if they were to say, hey, uh, the final fight is not going to happen on island. It's going to happen in Metropolis. Well, if they do Superman Legacy, they have to address that there was a giant fight in there if they're going to keep it connected. But since they literally made it to where, unless they're going to specifically reference the court industries or reference the island and blow it up, they could realistically, if they wanted to, not connect it to the DCU. But it seems like that's the plan. They want to use Zolo. So. Well, well and also because least, Saffron yeah. also produced this movie, yeah, you know, it, it's once again, it's it's the idea that they have their toy box of so their toys and they want to play with those yeah. toys. And they, you know, that 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 shot of the city has Lex Corp, of course, and Ace chemicals. chemicals. 
So they're already like doing like, hey, we got little Easter eggs here, expanded universe. But at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't have a specific which yeah. one it is. Because if the DCU Superman Legacy comes out and uses that same exact Lex Corp logo, yeah, then there you go. Or, or Ace yeah. Chemicals, because there might be Ace Chemicals in Metropolis. Who knows, right? We don't know. So uh, until we True. see some of that, we won't know. But I'm but assuming the they'll do that. Yeah, but the question is, Scott, who is Ted Cord? Do you think it's Jason Sudeikis? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea because I was looking at that painting going. Yeah. Yep, that looks like Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yeah, That's what I like, thought too. I just, I don't know. I the the uh, the mid credit scene. Obviously, this is a joke that's been going on before I even got here. So, but the, the mid credit scene was like. Okay, yeah, I didn't think Ted was dead. So, like, once again, it's, you know, it's just... But that's the thing, the mid-credit scene, did that? it didn't sound like Jason Sudeikis too much. It didn't really, yeah. That's, that's what thing. I thought. Well, Jordan, I thought it Jordan, did at the beginning. Jordan, say what you said uh, at the end of our review tonight about oh. the boys. So, essentially, what they could do is that... So, it seems, based on how it plays out when the first re- the actual message starts to come through and it's all choppy, it could be implied that whatever connection he's using could manipulate, could be manipulating the audio. And so that when they do hire Mm. Ted cord, like they don't have to explain it, but in in our minds, you want to get technical. Oh, when that message he's because you're, we're assuming for years, he's been trying to get a message through wherever he is. So when he finally did it, it's not going to, it's, it's, it's me, it's Ted, but maybe there's a line where she goes, that that didn't sound like you, or like I, I it said you, you said it was you, but I didn't know if it was really you. It could have been a trick, so they could say, "Oh, it's just a connection problem or something." And so, the or they could change. not worry about it at all and just yeah. Oh well, yeah, I, I feel like yeah. that's what they're going to do. But there's probably people that go, "Well, that didn't sound the same." You know, there's yeah, and those people, people like need to pick. and those don't people worry need about to it. like <laughs> relax, unclinch. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Well, it's the same well, thing when it comes to like. It's the same thing when it comes to recasting. Like they don't Uncle. like they th- did they yeah. address that Rhodey looks different in Iron Man too? No. Yeah. So I'm here. Deal with it. Yeah, Let's that's it's, yeah. Like that was their way, but that was also like saying, yeah. "Oh, Rhodey's here. Okay, he's here to save Tony's ass." So yeah. it's that same it's thing. Yeah. yeah, like we just don't need to address it. It is what it is. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, okay, it, that's the thing. Is like when when that was happening because I knew I was like, it's gonna be. I'm like the mid credit has to be something with Ted Cord, and when when it did it, which is funny enough, it's like it's it's a message from somewhere, and I'm like, it's the original Ben Affleck Flash. Okay, uh, it was like, <laughs> where is Ted? Yeah. Where is Ted? That's the yeah, question. That's the question. Yeah, he's with Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost the <laughs> They're all lost um, somewhere. Gee, gee, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in crisis. I was like listening and I was like, does that sound like Sudeikis? I'm like, I, I, you know, it's like, no, 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 the only way I can hear Sudeikis now is that, well, Gology, I'm stuck, Jenny. I'm like, if he sounded like Ted Lasso, like that would have been like, that's the only way I could know that it's Jason Sudeikis. I know that's not it. Immediate gut reaction to that is where the to to answer the potential question of where Ted Cord is. My immediate reaction is like, well, obviously it's Booster Gold. But that that Ooh. would be like that, that's what I would want it to be. That would that that would that would be the ideal thing, right? Like that's where he's lost. He's lost somewhere in time with Booster Gold, that's and fun. that would it inevitably and possibly could potentially even lead into the Booster Gold show. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. It's just something that I've been thinking about, or it could be something even more scare related. Who knows? Well, because that was something that that was that was something in the film that once again it wasn't what the film was trying to do, but it was they really 
breezed over. I was hoping for a little bit more like acknowledgement of the alien race that the scarab, you know, comes from. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like Young Justice season two, like just the like, reach. Yeah, oh, exactly. the reach. Oh, that just nailed it. See, I think that that makes. I think they in, intentionally left that open ended for yes. exploration somewhere down the line. Oh, absolutely. It would have been on one dead where like they didn't talk about much about like they, they they went a little bit into the whole symbiote planet and whatever and so on, but it got deeper in uh, the second ones. So I think you know we can yeah, see like, mentioning the multiverse. Like what? <laughs> Like they that, can fill the multiverse. It's like okay. As long as they just say the reach, like the reach, I will be happy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair point because I mean, if you start diving into the reach and that backstory, then it's it's not really it's now becoming more than just a blue beetle story. I mean, they right. literally in the opening few seconds they show all those variety of scarabs, so they're implying that it's out there, and I mean, they could do anything really with it. They yeah, could hypothetically and, say all of them went on Earth. Some of them didn't. And Jenny, and Jenny just knows that it's some sort of world destroying, you know, thing. And it was just like, okay, I'm just going to chalk that up to Dan Garrett, Ted Core. They did all this research kind of deal. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it just it it just does what you know your standard kind of superhero thing is. That we're just going to breeze right by all this. You know, stuff because the general audience doesn't give a shit. The only people who no. care about any of this stuff are nerds like us. And like, so, I, I jumped up when I saw the first Dan Garrett headline, and then like we got the little photo of Teddy Cord with a costume hanging from the bug, and like I got excited, but like all the other people, I'm, it was like, I'm yeah. like, you guys are boring. But I got excited. I want. I hope when the movie comes out on all media excited. release, I can't wait to just pause frame and just look at what all those things are saying. Yeah. Well, like like Phil was saying, the whole thing like tying to Booster Gold if he's like stuck in the future, that could be a great way to bring Zolo's Blue Beetle into the mix. It's like that. This is that version of Ted Cord that's stuck with him, well, and that ties into the like bringing again, him back. Just well, assuming they it. want to tie that continuity. Together. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I I feel like they I feel like they will. I mean, I th- well, think about it. I mean, like when it came to the Flash, they wiped out that entire ending because that wasn't going to be like where they go, and they just put a yeah, gag yeah. in there. There's no wiping here, like James Gunn even said, like earlier today. Like they, there's like barely anything that was removed from this. So I think they're gonna work on. They're like, okay, we have this, we have this already established. He has this. So, do you think anything they removed was potentially DCU connections or Easter eggs, or maybe maybe it could be maybe it could be story? That they want they they don't want to necessarily have to be locked. Well, we know he didn't remove Ben Affleck's voice. (laughs) Yeah, that oh my god, fucking hilarious. Yeah, if you wanted to believe some bullshit scoop out there, yes. I don't know if you saw that, Scott, but uh, just the answer to that question. (laughs) Did you see that? The answer to the question these days is nope, and nope, give a shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Apparently, there was like somebody trying to put out a scoop out there saying I just, that uh, it's amazing that if you just live your life <laughs> and just you know go to oh. work, spend time with your family, it's amazing how much bullshit you never know exists in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's well, yeah. quite liberating. So when no, that I mean, came out, I know we're not saying the name, but when that came out, of course James <laughs> responded, which was amazing, by the way, how he did it. Then someone also posted, "Well, this is where he actually stole this leak from." And they linked where he stole it from. I'm like, okay. So that just further proves. I didn't see that part. Yeah. Someone said, oh, this is where it came from. Yeah. So, and yeah. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Okay. 
Well, you know, that's what it is. The scooping game is gross. It's slimy. Stop it. Just yeah. stop it. It's just, it's ridiculous now, you know, especially when you just rip shit off or make shit up. But yeah, that was the whole thing. It was like, oh yeah, there was like a voiceover with Ben Affleck's Batman or something for like what? that. For, for what? I, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? What, what purpose would it have in this movie? <laughs> it <didn't> have Because <laughs> to Andy's point, this is a Blue Beetle movie. Yeah. There, there, were, there was no need for that. It's like, what, he just sends like a fucking USB and he listens to some audio? Or or is he like in the scarab and somehow the scarab can connect to a cell phone call? And oh, yeah. Yeah. Baffling's just calling so him or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bruce I, Wayne is like, I've... I've we've I've already given it more time than it deserves. That's exactly. So, there you go. Or he's like at Court Industries in the movie and all of a sudden Bruce Wayne calls? I don't know. <laughs> Which, you know, would be kind of cool, but at the same time, that makes sense. So, you know, no. don't listen to that shit, anybody. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to uh, Cord, we'll see. I mean, the fact that they left that in there, they did leave a cliffhanger in there where it's like, okay, there's a potential there. We've seen yeah. costumes. There's a missing costume, too, by the Which, way. And yeah, th- what was that about? That's the one he's wearing, clearly. That's the one that he has yeah, with that, him. Yeah. And so they're making that nonspecific so that when they bring Cord into the mix... Right, they'll have a suit. Uh, they're not tied into, you know, a suit that's very comic book accurate, actually, no, to take so Cord's good. Blue Beetle suit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a fan. That's that that that's what was cool about that. It was like, oh yeah, they keep on showing. I mean, there's like three mannequins, and they're showing like the different suits, but one is not really there. You know, it's like and it's they not keep there. focusing on the one. Yes, and, it, and they especially cut to that one that has no suit on it when they say. Like, like I am alive. Like they they focus yeah. on that one. Like okay, yeah. So that's I mean I mean who knows again who knows if they're gonna actually but if they could the fact is he's in the universe so it he could be utilized mm-hmm. and the whole the whole you know the whole even you know Ted and Jaime can be utilized and it's gonna be interesting to see how it's how they're utilized you know yeah. this feels like they're gonna take. Oh, this is, feels like it's going to take more of a note from the Rebirth era where Ted Cord was alive and was a mentor to Jaime. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in the post-crisis continuity, Jaime doesn't become the Blue Beetle until after, you know, Max Lord kills Ted at the beginning of Infinite Crisis. Like, that's what prompts us to get Jaime is Cord gets shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's true. It's, Max Lord. Yep. Yep. Right before Wonder Woman decides to, you know, snap yep. his neck. Yep. So. Oof, that book was wild. I remember everybody was like wondering if she was going to do that in nineteen uh, in uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. They're yep. like, is she going to? Is she going to do that? No, because like, Max Lord wasn't nearly as diabolical as <laughs> which really, which was really an interesting twist that they did there because if you go back to the eighties with justice league international, Max Lord was running the justice league at the time. Mm. And Ed Cord blue beetle was, was on that roster. Like the concept of blue and gold came from like the justice league international era of, uh, of Justice League, I mean, because that's when you get Guy Gardner and Batman. I mean, that's the that's the famous one, you know, one punch 
you know, that that whole scene, which, by the way, if you all have not read Justice League International, it's the what's referred to as the Bwahaha era of, <laughs> of Justice League. But it's got, I mean, it's got some, it's got some gems in there, you know, Martian Manhunter, Fire and Ice, uh, Mr. Miracle show is, is, is in the mix. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good era of uh comic book, but it's like Keith, get uh, Keith Giffen and uh, JM Dementes uh, were the team on that book. And I would uh, check it out. Suggest I mean, James, Gunn, James Gunn has said he likes, he loves Justice League International. So, well, Justice League International would fit with Gunn's sensibilities extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. There was even a crossover between that and Ostrander Suicide Squad, you know, like in like the first like ten or twelve issues of Suicide Squad, because that was all going down at the same time in in. Uh, DC Comics, because at that point, that's why uh, Grant Morrison's JLA run was so important in the '90s. Because in post crisis, that was kind of, that was the first time we got, you know, the seven, the big seven together was JLA. Because before then, the Justice League, as we traditionally think about them, that wasn't the lineup. Uh, because we had <laughs> Justice League International. Justice League Detroit, you know, like there were so many Justice Leagues, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> Sorry, I went down Professor Scott rabbit hole, but that's yeah, no, you did. I, I know, we're, and we're all like listening. Like, we love Professor Scott. We're, 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 good, we're, we're good, we're good students. We are good students. We right. were listening, and and you know, yeah, I had my hand, my hand on my chin, I was like, yeah. This is what I do. I mean, I, when it comes to Sundays on DC Fanimated, this is, I mean, Scott always brings the fucking goods when it comes to like the significance of the uh, significance of the episode. And, you know, especially the last one. Jesus Christ, we'll let Jack Kirby stop, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the best part was because you had no fucking clue about any of it. So Dude, I, I was like, like, especially when they drew like, uh, what's his Herpin. name? Uh, Herpin. Like, I was like, I had no idea. I was like, what? Like, they base them off of who? Oh, they base them off Jack Kirby. Wow. Did not even know that. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's it's what I do. It's, it's, it's my job. Bad. That's what, what he does. That's what he does best. And I just look pretty and say random shit. Anyways, and frail my hands. No, but, um, but, uh, yeah. So when it comes to Ted Cord, yeah, it'll be, I mean, yeah, there was that whole thing about. I mean, it looks like it's Jason Sudeikis, but if again the voice didn't sound because Jason Sudeikis has a pretty, you know, and, pretty distinct- it, and it was interesting that they gave Ted Court a family because he doesn't have a family in in, in the books, and right. they specifically made well, Victoria introduced just a few months ago. Um, it, 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 like Victoria, if Victoria actually exists in the books, it is such no, a recent. It, then it is an extremely recent addition uh, that I'm not even aware of because, you know, I noticed that they made a point about making Ginny Brazilian and because so they could keep the like, you know, the hideout was off the coast of like Cuba. So yeah. like they they worked really well and really hard to make sure that this was that Latin America was the identity of this film. Yeah. Just good. 
Agreed. So Victoria yeah. was uh, introduced in 2022 in uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day. Grad- okay, Graduation Day is because Graduation Day was also when they introduced Palmyra City because before Palmyra, before that, uh, Jaime was from El Paso, Texas, yeah. which right. they have a nod of that because where, yeah. where does he live? He lives on El, El Paso, Paso Street. 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 Yeah. I know yeah. some were angry that, he, that the, the film didn't take place in El pa- Paso, which, you know... <laughs> Who made if, that? If, if people are mad, <laughs> boohoo! They can fucking cry. <laughs> I was like, "Where did that noise come from? Did that, that come me. from the, you know, the beetle, um, <laughs> the beetle <laughs> going up his ass? The, the bug. Yeah. The bug. They actually had the bug, the bug fart. fart. Yeah, the bug fart. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I did I mean, too. I'm a child. You know, it's I, I, I rolled my eyes. Personally, yeah, but... <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was like, I loved it. I they literally it have a bug fart that comes that just gasses all the dudes. You know, but it was good. You know, again but though, that, that seemed some of like dudes. Let's be huh? honest. Some of those dudes went out hard. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, but I did like the you know the fact that that you know it, it kind of reminded me of the um the the night not the there was it the night crawler from G, uh, Zach Sanders Justice League yeah the night crawler yeah, yeah it kind of reminded me of that because it was crawling up the walls you know and then it like got to like the the top of it and you know it was like oh yeah that gives me night night crawler vibes that that whole ship right there you know I'm just waiting for somebody who's who's a little bit. Uh, on the edge to start trying to say that they were ripping off Watchmen in this movie. And I and just, <laughs> just so that I know I where you're going with this, just so that I can point out the fact that night owl is Alan Moore's rip off of blue beetle. Yeah. Like that's the point. <laughs> like all those characters are rip offs are, are, are rip offs <laughs> of, yeah. of charlton characters yeah. yeah because basically they were like hey you could do your thing but you can't use the actual characters right yeah and then yeah. so basically blue beal became night owl the question yeah. became rorschach peacemaker yeah. became the comedian Indian. yeah so all all of all of that because the whole time i'm looking at the bug i'm like oh yeah this is very accurate and it looks oh, yeah. like archie from watchmen yeah yeah because that too there it Scott, is. did your theater have like the? Um, and there's the bug popcorn. That's where you can open up the wings, and there's popcorn. Did your c- cinema have it? Uh, a- AMC, <laughs> yes, that was an AMC thing. Uh, no, no, I mean the actual bug, like the one with eyes and everything. Like, I know there's two of them. One that can be like a backpack, but the other one is like it looks like the ship. Um, I think the one at AMC was the one that looked like the ship. I'm not really sure. I didn't get it, so I can't speak to it specifically. Hmm. But uh, Jordan, I know you got to go. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to see what happens tonight because uh, my first of all, it's late, but my dog has been whining randomly in the middle of the night for some Uh-oh. reason. Don't you know why. So, yeah, so I have these earplugs. We're going to see how that works because I'm a light sleeper, so I wake up. My wife can sleep through it, but I can't. So Yeesh. hopefully I can get some sleep. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I feel better because last night she, after 20 minutes, finally stopped, but I don't know how she's going to act. I don't know what's her problem. Okay, okay so, Andy, so Andy, no, I do not have that because my theaters aren't Cinemarks. My theaters okay. are all AMCs. Okay. Mm. Makes sense. All right, Jordan, well, I appreciate you uh, dropping by. No, well, no problem. Always good to talk to you. Good luck, Jordan. Right. No, thank yeah. you. Bye, yeah. everybody. All right. Good Chainsaw night, React, everybody. Subscribe. Yes. Bye. All right. Take it easy. Um, Dan, that sucks. Yeah.
Beer plus. Oh, yeah, I'm one. I could sleep through a lot of things, man. I slept through earthquakes. Oh, Truth. this isn't this isn't good. Uh oh. Oh no. Uh, the last voyage of the Demeter is already going to be on digital on August 29th. Oh. Yeah, we were talking about yeah. that earlier. Actually, we were wow. talking about like how, like uh, you know, obviously nowadays, because we're 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 hoping that Blue Beetle can make a splash, but you know, it's a splash that it can make a, a, a tiny. You know, it's going to make a little somewhat. Hopefully, we're trying to make you know that it's going to have something. And then we were talking about how. They already announced like you know the dates for streaming and yeah that movie I mean it didn't do well at the box office oh no it it flopped yeah hard I, we didn't, I didn't know the budget yeah. was forty five million right is that what you yeah. for that it didn't Somebody need to be it I think it did not need to be that much yeah no so the budget was way too high on that and uh, but then it, you know what's also crazy is like the movie that's dominated in the box office is going to be on you know on digital download in less than a month which is Barbie like they announced like it's going to be oh yeah you could watch it on, at home but then again again they said VOD so it's not like you're, it's going to be on a streaming service it's not going to yeah, be you're going to pay you're going to pay to play yeah you're going to pay 20 bucks or 24.99 or that yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i mean t- to be honest i'm like all right i think they're realizing like now like okay yeah it's starting to it's gonna start to decline even though it's doing so well but you know it's already made past a billion and yeah let's get that fucking vod you know digital download money which is you know like i said 25 dollars a pop so and you know a lot of people are going to be re-watching or watching for the first time that thing's probably going to do gangbusters on on that so absolutely and the flash is coming out on max this week or this right. coming um, week? It's, it's funny it comes it comes out like one or two days before the uh physical release comes out because oh, wow. the 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 physical release is august 29th because uh i ordered the steel book from best buy and that's my release date wow all right, uh, Travis is just saying he just hit me up. He doesn't look like he's going to be coming back. He had Aww. to get out because of uh, family stuff. So, ah. so d- don't expect Travis to come back. How dare he? You know. Oh, I don't get to see Travis that much anymore. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess we could just, you know, I mean, we could kind of just wrap up the. I mean, we've been talking about not to wrap up the whole stream, but wrap up the Blue Beetle talk. Is the fact that I mean, yeah, we all enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed the the eighties vibe and the aesthetic, and can't wait to watch it again to see how I feel about it. The second rewatch, I think I'm, you know, it's going to be one of those things where when I watch it again, I'm going to enjoy it much more the second time than I did the first time. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a small movie. I'm I'm rooting for the underdog. I like Sholo as the character. I hope he returns, and I think he. Everything is there for it, but it's, you know, it's just the odds were against it. And yeah, I don't know if anybody else has anything to say about that, about it. I mean, I, I think I put it up there with, if if I, if I had to compare it to like past DC movies, I think I'd slot it right after or before Aquaman. Like again, this one, this one really worked for me. I really, really like this one a lot. And I think it's personally just a top tier one for me. well the thing is because it doesn't actually exist in the dceu i don't find it appropriate to 
rank it like right with it's, that it's hard it's yeah. hard it's more like a movie where i i give it because it kind of separates itself it's more like i can give you just sort of a generic you know as a movie this is how i would you know rate it you know this is the movie that fits more kind of like in what we do with Squawkast movies where i would just compare it to how i enjoy it as compared to other comic book movies you know in general yeah. you know generically as we might say Andy. <laughs> <laughs> don't say the g word don't say the g word he said this, not, this oh, he... <laughs> <laughs> myopic my last sentence on it is that I, you know, again, as a brown man in this world who doesn't get to see a, a lot of super movies like this, you know, yes, Andy's woke, deal with it. People watching this, I am. Because um, 2020 was ruthless. Every All of my brown supers were taken away in just one year that I had in, in media. Um, and Blue Beetle for me is like, I left Blue Beetle the way uh, the way I left the theater when I saw Man of Steel. Like, I want more. I'm inspired by it. It's something new, something fresh. And, you know, I'm happy. But, you know, I have so many Hispanic friends who are going to go see it. And, you know, it was, I'm happy that they finally get to see their culture represented. You know, whether or not, you know, it does it just or not, that's not for me to say. Uh, but, yeah, I, whether we get a Blue Beetle 2 or not, I know we're going to see Zola again somewhere, right? It's in Booster Gold or, you know, oh. a Jung Justice or something. I am, um, you know, I'm ready. I'm these, you know, and uh, fuck that Nana is awesome. Like, yeah. like, like how like that was one of the best things I've seen in like, you know, a big family ensemble in a long time. Like she's like, she's this, this woman has clearly had a life of like, yeah, I've seen some shit. I know right. how to, I, I know, I know how to hunt people. Um, so, um, also, Uncle, I never thought I would come Rudy. out and be like, oh my God, George Lopez icon. Like, I never thought I would come out of here and be like, oh my God, I love Uncle Rudy. So, um, yeah, go I see actually, it, go support it. I actually really like that he admired Ted Cord over Batman. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Well, I think they, they set that up big time because, you know, he makes, you know, Uncle Rudy makes, he, he tries to make his own tech. So, and, you know, Ted Cord, I mean, that they were emphasizing, again, this is what also helped with the whole 80s vibe, too. It was like everything that he made was just like, you know, it wasn't all super tech. There wasn't like holograms and all this. It wasn't like all this crazy tech. It was just like basic shit. He turned things to like, again, I, I, I love the fact that he turned a fucking Nintendo power glove <laughs> into this thing that could have like, you know, be a shield and you know the sister of course used that i forgot her name um but even like when it came to uh um the you know the the ship uh all the you know the the different switches and everything everything was like it had label maker like labels on it and all that you know and i just i think it worked because you know because he obviously somebody needed to fly a ship so why not the crazy gadget guy in Jaime's world can he understands what Ted Cord was doing. Like there was like, I think there was like a, you know, a little parallel there. It's like, Oh yeah, he understands. So if there is some kind of Ted Cord in the future, yeah, we need to have uncle Rudy and Ted Cord to talk. And well, to it's, 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 holy shit. 
if Ted if if Ted was active like in the eighties, could that theoretically mean that, you know, because you know what is around in the eighties usually in the DC universe is, is the JSA, for example. Like, do you like, like do, do we think that he's part of, kind of like that era? Like, where do we when do we think he was actually active? You see, JSA is usually like the forties and but, the 50, in the but 50s. we're so far in the future now that we have to like accommodate. You know, yeah, it's it's always so weird when you start doing like the time shifting. You know, yeah. like at what point did Magneto stop being a survivor of the Holocaust? You know? <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's like I always think about that. I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, like the further we get, you know, we get 20 years and they're still trying to tell these stories. You have to update them. You have to because let's face it. There's certain things with certain characters that's not going to freaking work anymore. You know, it's just not going to. You mean no, like if no, Back to the Future no was made today, he'd be oh. traveling back to 1993? Yeah, oh. that, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> but that but hurt that, that hurt. But also, then I start going. Kind of want to see that movie. I know it's. Dave. I know you can't. We can never. We can never. I get it. I get it. If you but want to Back to the time. Future, just write fan fiction. <laughs> or go uh, to the musical. There you go. Oh, that that sounds awesome. But I'm just uh, saying, like the fact that, like when that when I saw that show up on my feed, that yeah, if, if you were to go back in time, the same you know amount of time when it came to uh, you know Marty and like if it was now, yeah, it would be 1993. But then I'm like, you know, kind of like, I'm, I'm a 90s so. kid. I'm a 90s kid, so I'm like, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> And it was like, so yeah, somebody like, that means that we're the parents, Dave. Dave. That means we're I know. the parents. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what's so crazy. It's like we're no longer Marty. We're fucking, we're George and Lorraine. Yeah. No, we're Biff. Uh-huh. Well, maybe you are. Bully. You big bully. Just kidding. You're not. I know. You're a sweetheart. You're. No, I'm, I'm, I'm neutral. You're George. Yeah. I'm generic. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Subjectively speaking. <laughs> Where's Ben? But we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know right uh ben actually enjoyed blue beetle too he he, I uh, he, did, that. Yeah, I he that. was like oh, pleasantly good. surprised by how much he enjoyed it too apparently so like he really enjoyed it and i was like oh okay good i'm glad that he did but yeah he like did a whole thing like didn't he do like some his video said like i was wrong about blue beetle yes his like video that? said i was it was to yeah. tell i was wrong about blue beetle yeah, wow. yeah. i didn't know yeah. he was I, I i didn't know he was that much like uh, I don't know if this, you know, I didn't think, yeah, that's good. He probably, I mean, obviously, you know, with his background, he probably got a lot of the, you know, some of the jokes that some of us probably didn't get, you know, just like how I probably got some that you guys didn't get because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, Jesus Christ, Uncle Rudy reminds me of my Uncle Larry. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, holy shit, you know. Well, it was funny. One, uh, one of my Even girls, Nana reminded me of my Nana too, a little bit. So. Yeah. Anyways, guys. I I was gonna say, um, uh, one of my co-hosts on the on the Flash podcast. Fuck, there we go. Uh, she had seen the movie on Monday, and she said that it was weird, like the kind of Latino reference she was they were making, because they're like they're referencing things that I knew when I was a kid in like two thousand and one, and I'm like, how many people in the you know, like the Gen Zs of the Latino community are gonna get these references? Because and I was like, huh. Early 2000s, interesting. That that was specifically the era they were going with. Probably because that's that was probably like Soto and and uh, <coughs> Garrett. Well, the right and whoever the I I I, uh, I think it's Garrett. Writers, okay. Garrett something, Duncar or something. 
Uh, yeah, who wrote Blue Beetle? Gareth Dunnett Alcocer. Or there you go. Gareth. His name is Gareth, at least. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I'm not like good Gareth. with names. I'm not. It's, you're speaking to the not good with names master here. Jesus Christ. Oh, see God, how, yes. Oh, see how Scott just laughed. No, no, if anybody's like, you know, watches my streams, I fuck up names all the time. And I'm doing, I'm in the comments trying to sp like spell it out phonetically <laughs> for him, like, Say it like this. <laughs> yeah. Sounded out to me like a Webster's di dictionary. That's that's who Scott is. <laughs> He's a Webster's dictionary for I, me. I'm right? like I'm like that little I'm like the speaking spell. It's like yeah. say it like this, Dave. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. No, so don't worry, Andy. I I fuck up names all the time. You're good. But uh yeah, there was like one writer on there, which I appreciated. Oh yes, one writer. Yeah, yes. right. Fucking A. When I saw things. that, I was like, one writer? Oh. It wasn't a and bunch it, of like and 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 yeah. And, 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 and it sounds and, like they they it sounds like after Manuel Soto read the script, they were both in simpatico on things that could be, you know, done on set or whatever. But it, it, it it honestly it was just it was the right call. And it sounds it feels like they also cracked the story pretty quickly too. Yeah, I also I, I heard this mentioned, and I did appreciate the fact that the suit was practical. Yes. you know, yes. for a large chunk of it, you know that was it. Just it's like go back to Iron Man one. It just mm -hmm. feels right yeah. when you're like, I know Robert Downey Jr. is wearing something when yeah. he's. Well, I mean, what we were saying earlier too is like just you know, I think if you do like a seventy thirty kind of thing, it's like make it mainly practical. And then add some shit. I mean, obviously they had to add some shit to this one, right. but for the most part, like probably about 80, 85% of the suit, which is practical, except for of course the legs and maybe some and the mat and, and the mask yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, of course to him being able to talk and you see his mouth move, that was probably in the eyes and everything, which I really liked it when like, I, he had, he had that great hero moment in the, um, obviously getting, you know, beat the fuck up for like half of his, uh, his oh, man. that was so oh, cool! That I reminded me that. of Spider-Man One. Yes, it reminded yes, me very much. Yes. Yes. Blue Beetle it was very much Spider-Man One. There was a Blue Beetle cover where, like, his hat. His There's that too. Yeah, but what 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 makes that great is now we could see Sholo throw out some fucking acting chops and throw mm. out like the fucking drama and add to it. So that's what I always love it when, especially when you have a hero that has you know his complete face covered it's like you you have those moments where it's like okay if we do this we can there could be some more emotion to it which mm -hmm. he did like when he was about to kill when he was about to kill like i mean he was there was that moment where he was just Care like packs. You know, i'm gonna fill it in for you since you're yeah, struggling that. on that yeah <laughs> and i was like wait I, I yeah i've had a lot of, a little too many of these but um yeah when he was about to just like we just see that emotion right there and that's why I think the I think the 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 third act is strong, very strong, which is rare for superhero oh, films. In yeah, because sometimes yeah. it could be the weakest part of the whole thing. You know, just going back to Iron Man, we were insane. Like as much as we love Iron Man, I think that the third act is the the weakest part. Like everything built up to it is so strong, and then you just get the you know, the iron monger and whatever the hell, you know, you just get that fight and it's like, okay, but that's not the memorable parts of that movie. It's all the buildup and the building of the suit and uh, the beginning when he's like in the cave and trying to escape, 
we remember which that reminded more. me of him going through the tunnels in this yes. movie was yes. like i'm getting pakistan you know but pakistan <laughs> afghanistan vibes from yeah. you know the first iron man movie i just remember the day no set photos came out uh, uh for blue beetle and like i was like this there's a whole suit like yeah. i almost like very calm but i'm like guys like there's like an actual like it's a full suit like there's like it's a full suit. I was like yeah. in legit shook mode, you know, and like that's why my, I Waller. commend Zola for wearing it as long, you know, at, you know, because probably it got hot in it and so on. Oh, definitely. Uh, I wonder if he's gonna, you know, for every hour that he streams online, he's gonna, you know, if he's gonna, you know, he, I wonder if he's gonna go talk about standing it's in the not Rachel Zegler. Oof. Yeesh. Her. Oof. Oh, Oof. that poor thing. Yeah. Again, Oof. I came to her. Yeah, she wore she wore a princess your, your, dress. Your bestie, he, Dave. Yeah, yeah, my bestie. I'm the she wore a princess priest. dress and she's complaining <laughs> about it. Zolo is putting on like this big, you know, it's not a spandex, so you know, it's obviously heavy. And he's like, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and so on. And he's on out there picketing, but she, you know, dude. I mean, that I know. I, it's always it's always one of those touchy things too, because you know, I mean, this could even go back to like I remember one time like. Remember Amy Schumer, folks? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, where's what's she? I'd rather not. She, but it, yeah, yeah, no. But she, she she even complained one time about I think for uh, what was that movie she was in? Uh, what was it called? That comedy with Judd Apatow directing oh. or producing? Uh, God damn it, I can't remember. It had John Cena in it yeah. too. It was a funny movie. Don't get me wrong, but she was like, yeah, they were like, they want they made me lose weight and try to do all this. I'm like. Try going into like one of these superhero roles where these dudes have to like literally eat like every two minutes and fucking ah, and have to gain like and then probably take shit that's not good for them to try to like gain fucking 30 pounds of muscle in three months. Yeah, I'm like, I, mean, I, I can mean, play the double. At Christian Bale, look at Christian Bale for fuck's sake. <laughs> every role, every role he's done, every single and you're role. complaining about getting fit. I mean, like, come on! Like, I mean, he, I think he, little... he went, he went from, he went from Vice, right? Like, he went from playing fucking Cheney to whatever the fuck. Dude, what about the machinist of Batman? The it's machinist of Batman. Dude. He literally had a game like hundred pounds, yeah. right? It's like, what the? Fuck, I mean, I think dude? in the case of Amy, I can, like, you know, because there is a double standard in Hollywood side when it comes to you know how Hollywood treats women and their. Sure. Says, you know, sure. Like, but at the same um, time, don't I mean you don't complain about losing some weight when like you have yeah. people that are trying to gain like in muscle, which is way harder than I mean, obviously, you know, you could just sit there and just eat whatever and gain 30 pounds, you know, just you know, but to try to make that muscle, that is then it's hard extremely difficult. Yeah. Because you know? going back to your point about the double standard, I, I remember hearing conversation about Anne Hathaway talking about doing Oceans Eight, and she just had her her, her child and apparently you know that she was very self-conscious and i'm so of course i'm sitting here going you why yeah. you, you you look like the hottest ever in oceans eight <laughs> like like um there's nothing to be worried about there and let's just yeah. let's let's talk let's spit facts here right. yeah. you know and it's yeah so i i totally get where you're coming from andy when it comes to that because it's like no let there be no. something on there it's it's fine yeah nothing yeah, yeah. i just think you know like it's like it's so interesting to see you know these two big latino actors right now where one is wearing like what is obviously a heavy suit and he 
you know, again, he's making his you know history, whereas the other one is like go and just trashing everything that's Snow White, but also being like, I, you know, I, if I'm gonna wear a dress for eighteen hours, first of all, wearing a dress for eighteen hours, like versus Andy, you're muted. Andy, you, you muted yourself. Yeah, that was very strange. I was like, did that happen on my end? No, that's wow. fine. Where your, the- ghost, your ghost was like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. You're going to get canceled, Andy. No, uh, um, <laughs> no, I get it. Like when it comes to the Rachel Zegler thing, I mean, obviously I talked about it on film junkie live and uh, you know, it was like one of those things where I was like, well, she's young. She got, she just got Zolo. Yeah. But it's different because he, we didn't know about him until he showed up on Cobra Kai, which is a show that I think a lot of us were like, the fuck is this gonna be? We're all, you know, everybody on YouTube. like, YouTube. Yeah, it was on YouTube, yeah, on YouTube Red. Red. Yeah, and it was like I remember seeing the the trailer going, "This is gonna be the most stupidest thing ever," and then watching it going, and everybody was like, "Oh wow, this is quality. This is actually good. This fits everything that has to do with Karate Kid and expands on it." What yep. the hell? Pretty crazy. So. With her again, and what I brought up in my um, when I was talking about it, I mean, first of all, you know, she's never done anything original in her life. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, like, she got noticed because she did cover songs of Lady Gaga, and then Steven Spielberg was like, "All right, you're gonna be in my remake of West Side Story," and then all of a sudden, she just goes right to the DC universe, then to the Disney machine, then to the prequel to Hunger Games. She just never, like, it never got to a point of, like, I mean, but Sholo, I guess you could say almost the same thing. because Yeah, because it's all franchise stuff, too, but just not as much as her. And I think she was trying to be like, all right, people don't want, you know, people want to hear like this. And it's all about being progressive. So I'm going to act like I'm progressive and we're going to say this. And I think just the way that she explained it just came off as very stuck up. Very just, but so to me, it sounds the like opposite because she's basically saying that female power, uh, female empowerment, uh, only looks one certain way. Yes, that, you know, that, so well, that was wanting... that was what I saw from some TikTokers who yeah. were commenting on her comments and which and, are female and, ones too. Female, right? Ones. I'm talking about female TikTok influencers who are looking at her comments, going, "That's not the way to do it." No, well, well, but 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 Andy, to your point, going, oh, so you're saying this is the only way? Like I saw one going, maybe I want a little romance in my life. Is yeah. that so terrible? Well, that's what I even said on mine too. She's like, oh yeah, it's not going to be about you know true love, and I'm like, and I, come up, and I was like, I'm like, I'm like yeah, because nobody wants true love anymore, right? Who who wants that? Get out of yeah. here. And, if you know, like, and, I, and I know people are saying like, oh my god, people are angry because you know. I mean, I know some people are angry that she's Snow White because she is Latina. For me, that's not the problem here. Like for me, like be Latina, what be whatever. Right. My biggest problem is the fact that that she is going out there, and I think she's doing some harm with the things she's saying. And I I hate if I no one is like on her team or like or like it's still bothers when I when I see the interview with her and Gal Gadot, and I'm thinking Gal, you literally are Wonder Woman. You see what Rachel is is not good for her. Like you, you like you could be the influence for her. Coach, Coach her. her. Just talk to her. It's like again, I think there's but she was adding to it. 
Yeah, exactly. They're That's like, why I'm like, I was like the, 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 the prince is not going to be about the prince. They're like totally stressing on the whole prince thing. And it's like, okay, we get it, you know, gross, you know, or something, whatever. It's, yeah. And yeah, it's not even like the fact that it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I think she's going to eventually get like that coaching when it, when it comes to all this. But the fact it's happening in the worst time. It's happening as she's, you know, because these comments were, I think, made last year. And uh, he's her biggest fan. These comments, you know, happened like last year, but they're not resurfacing. And she, you know. That's what was funny too. And I mentioned that. I was like, this is just like somebody made a montage. And then also I'm like, we've already seen some of this shit. And now all of a sudden it's blowing up. And I'm like, oh, because that certain side of the fandom or of fandom in general, who say everything's woke, everything's this. And then I and, and I even came to the defense by saying, like, do you guys even give a really, do you really give a shit about Snow White? Is Snow White, like, your Disney princess where you give a shit about, like, what's going to happen? Which is funny because, no, it's not my Disney princess. I have a very <laughs> clear Disney princess who's my princess. So, yeah. Is it Bella? It is Belle. It really is. It really yeah. is. Really <laughs> no, because I'm thinking one. like you, you guys like, you know, because, you know, she's very artistic. You're very artistic. I, I think you as someone who oh, loves no, to the, read. The fact that her entire introduction is her reading a book and like that's their whole thing. It's like, oh, no, no. Belle's my princess. That's right. I've seen Scott use that. the That this shot. Of I, I love that I was just able to like, I'm like, is it Belle? Like, I, I have a feeling it's Belle. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's Belle. likes her book. I, I, like it's Bell, and then right after right after Bell is um, uh, Tatiana from uh, The Princess and the Frog. Oh, there you go. They're making a live action version of that. Eventually. And they don't need to. I'm sorry. I, the, yeah, the, but the, they're going to do it for everything, and and it sucked. Which, you by know, the way, I'm a Jasmine well, guy, by the way. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I get it. I get that. I'm tied with Jasmine and Mulan. Ooh, uh, but Jasmine. I, but Princess and the Frog. Exotic. Talk about a. I know we don't like to use the term <laughs> underrated, but that that movie like went under the radar, and it is so good. Like, if have you seen The Princess and the Frog, Andy? I'm not laughing at that. I know you're laughing. Know, it's it, exotic, it, you know. So, yeah. uh, that's you know. Continue. That's just you know. Um, uh, it's not like always the best. I love them too. I just think that when you talk about Middle Eastern characters and the word exotic, it can just it can get um yeah it can get a little yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just be <laughs> professor. What were you saying? <laughs> Have you seen the Princess and the Frog? Long maybe in twenty eleven. When did it come out? Like I think I've seen it once. I just don't know when it was. Probably right when because it, it was the last traditionally animated Disney movie before they went to all CGI. Probably. It was the last one, huh? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Well, I'm not big need... on the Disney movies. That's I, I know you're not big on the Disney one, but the yeah. Randy Newman score okay. is New Orleans jazz. Oh, okay. I would like that mm. a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, like like all the all the songs sound like New Orleans jazz, except for the bad guy is voiced by Keith David, mm. and he's a voodoo priest. I love Keith David. Yeah, I love okay. Keith David too. Okay. Because um, because I I fall in love with him ever since he was Goliath and Gargoyles. So like that's when I hear Keith David's voice, you know, that's what I imagine is that cartoon. 
I lost my shit when he was on the Flash as Solo Bar because I was like, oh, there's I cannot. We're, we're getting all these great voice actors as like Rod, as Solo Bar, as King Shark, etc. So I was like, when Tony Todd is Zoom, oh. yeah, yeah, love Tony Todd as Zoom. Oh, so oh, I miss, it. I miss the show. I still need to finish the show, so you know, I hmm. I, I got to finish all the shows basically. Uh, will. I show? will because I'm a completionist. Like what show? I, uh, the Arrowverse, every, basically. Yeah. Every oh, show yeah. that exists on television. But we did mention Keith David Spawn, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, on HBO. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I totally forgot that he did until I started rewatching it on Max. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that. I he hate did. this new name. I like, I want HBO Max back. <laughs> eh, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm just like I still have it. Fine, it's it's cool. But um, yeah. So when it comes to uh the whole Rachel Zegler, yeah, I think she. I mean, I know she released. Apparently, she released a, a new video talking about the whole situation. I'm like, <laughs> just, but can, just but that thing, can she though? Did, I know that's the thing. That's why I was like, I didn't. I remember it came out like Wednesday, I think, and I was like. I don't know if I should talk about this because I don't know if it's a new video or an old video. It's just what it's, is what does she say in it? She just basically is like she's like hoping that the the internet gets friendlier. I'm like, oh god, oh what? So she never she never promote. Well, that's never gonna happen because the internet is no the internet. The internet, but like, the internet she, is the internet. Yeah. Does she ever address specifically Snow White? No, she can't. I don't think I, 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 then, I that would go against. If it's a new video, down. she cannot do that. That's the no, thing. Yeah, I think that's why it was very general. Like I remember, because I think either Zola or Bruna post something on their IG story. Yeah. Uh, with I think they post like one of the reviews. Uh, okay. Box. Somebody just said in the chat that it's it's an old it's old video from uh, a year ago. Oh, so that, okay, that's the that's part. why I didn't talk about it. Right. How are all these videos becoming like <laughs> like because, why do people? Because that's because oh, Andy, Andy, you know the internet. People don't have a life, and nature <laughs> abhors a vacuum. With the strikes going on, th- 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 these people can't say anything. So these people who have an axe to grind, all they do, it, it's 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 like the people who have receipts. It's like I I, I don't have the energy. No. to collect receipts the way some people collect receipts but the point is that now they are digging through everything because there's nothing new coming out so all they can do is go and collect all the old stuff and weaponize it so that's what's happening yeah so i mean that's why i didn't even like touch that i was like i saw that this other video where like people were claiming that it was like a new one and she was playing the victim and i'm like how could she even talk about that be- without talking about the movie that she's about to, and that goes against the rules of the strike. Yeah. And sure enough, I mean, if, if, if ambush is right, is the fact that that was an older video. And I'm yeah. like, I had a feeling because there's no way that she could actually the talk only about video it. that is posted recently was 13 days ago. It's a cover of the song complex. What, on her YouTube on her YouTube channel. Yeah. So she's still, you know, not doing original things. <laughs> Sorry. She's no, film, she's, she's no film. She's no film junkie. She, uh, you know, film. You know, you. She could never be film junkie. 
<laughs> actually does like fun stuff, you know. Like, could you imagine her on vodka stream? Well, I'm just saying, I'm like, she has a beautiful voice. Write something yourself, you know. She really, like, she really does have a beautiful voice because she does. Because her Maria in in I mean Spielberg's West Side Story was an excellent movie musical. I didn't see it, but I, I'm right because you, you don't you, you don't dig. Yeah, I'm not a big on musicals, so but, but I, as I, someone I figured, as, yeah. but as someone who does dig musicals. Spielberg's movie was really good, yeah. and Ziegler was a really good Maria. So, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like the way I look at it is she got just pulled into this whole thing, and now she's just jumping from like big movie to big movie to big movie. It just, I mean, I mean, she's gonna be in. The, the next Paddington movie. I mean, that's also a franchise that's established as well. Apparently she got cast in that. So after Snow White, she's in that. I mean, like everything that she's been in is an existing thing already. So it's like she just got really just pulled into. I mean, then, and then, of course, being pulled into Snow White and being the lead in that starring opposite of Gal Gadot uh, in Wonder Woman, who's playing the evil queen, which is interesting because she's supposed to be ugly and Gal is. Well, I mean, as, as as the witch, she's ugly, yeah. but as the queen, she is. You know, she still yeah. looks beautiful. Like, so I'm kind of curious to see what how they do that. I think because I don't really know fun the fun makeup. Uh, yeah, um, or they're gonna do a lot do. of CGI. It's gonna be which a lot I'm of all, CGI. Which I'm all about. It's like, yeah, good. And, and I know, I know, Gall even said like, you know, she's after playing all these heroes and good, you know, being the good good girl, you know, good guy, whatever the hell you want to say. She played, she's one, she's played Wonder Woman. That's all she's played, like, you know, like as a good role. Is, what else is she known for? Hardest. G- what Giselle in uh, the, the, the Red Furious Red movies. <laughs> the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, but are, there, are, there, a shit. are there heroes in Fast and Furious? Yeah. yeah. They're the, the good guys. They're the good guys, yeah. See, yeah. I don't, I can't understand the shit. All I think about this, I'm like, it's about cars. It's not, that, well, it cannot be this deep. Her character started off as she was working for the bad guy. In, in fact, in the fourth one. In the fourth one, which is the best one, in my opinion. So Yeah, which I appreciate when you said that, Scott. I was like, yeah, show some love to the fourth one. Everybody always talks about the fifth one. Because that, that was when they really found their footing of like, all right, it's not all about just racing in cars it's all about the heist you know but i thought the fourth one was like the perfect like reintroduction and transition to where it went to because you know you had the first one it's which the bridge was, yeah it, it, it is the bridge because the first one was obviously the introduction second one vin diesel was like you know with his ego whenever i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna go and do my own thing so then they rewrote his character into tyrese's character of roman which is not a bad movie Eva Mendes. Oh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Son of yeah. a fucking. Whew. Anyways, she still looks. You want see her Instagram? My God. Dude, her and anyway. Ghost Rider. My God. Oh, Jesus Christ. She has an eight, <sighs> by the way. No reason to watch Ghost Rider. She's a fine. She's a fine wine, by the way. I, she's just, I, I, Ghost Rider. It's not 1947 anymore. You can't talk like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I can't help it. That, that's what that, that's so what kicks me off the most when she says like it's not 1947 anymore. I'm yeah, like, I know. See, yeah, that's it's 1938. Over. Apples don't cost a nickel. WPA <laughs> ain't hiring. Not yeah. in here. Not he out there. Like you drop this thing. Action Back in my day, one. Action Comics issue one is about to drop. We used to walk to school and and, and then everything was fine. Yeah. No, but uh, okay. So then, of course, then you got the third Fast and Furious, which went off the reservation. 
Tokyo Drift. Drift. Tokyo Drift. Then you had that you had that cameo of Vin Diesel uh, at the end because right. he was like, "Oh wait a minute, I kind of need this franchise because I'm you know my other franchises aren't doing as well." And then of course, then when you get to the fourth one, which is is they drop the the and of. I guess it was just fast and furious, and furious. Yep. or fast and the, f- so they probably having a good time. Their battle. Yeah. They, 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 but, they, they dropped the articles and that's fine. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but that's what I love about it. It was like, it was like, all right, we're pulling everybody back. We have the core group and we're going to like revisit all this. And some people will not put it, they'll, they'll put it further back. And I'm like, why? Why? This is what saved. This is what brought the franchise to it where it is because everybody came back. Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, and uh I can't remember her name. The Vin Diesel's sister, Paul Walker's love interest. Oh, Jordana uh, Brewster. There you uh, go. Yeah. Jordana, Jordana Brewster, right? I think so. There we go. They all came back and it was like, all right. Here it is. Now it was like one of those things. And it's a good fucking movie. Like, I'm like, why are people not praising this one more? I'm like, I like it better than five. I do. I do. So that's where Scott and I, I was like, when Scott said that, I'm like, fucking high five, dude. Thank you. People don't. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I, I like five, too. I do. But four, I'm like, come on, man. That might be my favorite. It might be. So. That's like me and Friday the 13th. I love part six so much. That one's my favorite. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember part six. Which one was that one? Jason lives. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I remember the, the fucking um I remember the poster to that. Is that where like it showed the the hockey mask and it had like these creatures going through it? Or is that I think so, yeah? yeah. I, don't I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just remember Jason lives. Is that that uh, one kind of the bondy opening? Where where they like they 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 kind of close in on the on the hockey mask and then they show Jason kind of slashing. Blood uh, okay, I can even hear the theme now. <laughs> Anything's better than Jason X, right? <sighs> oh. Oh. oh, I don't know. I don't know. Jason goes to hell was not that. That's the one I'm thinking about. That's the poster that I was thinking Cause, about. Because oh, you know what? Yeah, there's fire behind it. There's fire yeah. behind it. That's Jason Didn't Jason to go to hell? Didn't it have that like post credit scene where you see the 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 mask and then Freddy's fucking claw comes out and grabs it? Oh, one of them had so. that post credit scene. I mean, again, post credit scenes were pre Marvel kids. Yeah, yeah. Watch uh, Masters Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Here, yeah. go yeah. home. Yeah. I've rewatched that recently. Hot damn, that movie still holds up. Then again, any still, any uh, John Hughes film still holds up. I mean, if you you gotta take in the you gotta take in the time period, you know. True. And very true. Uh, Friends. You, know, you know what Matthew Broderick movie I watched pretty recently was Election. Nice. Great I movie. have still never seen that, and they watch it, dude. You. Watch it because it's, Reese it's Witherspoon. On is, on Max. It, it's on Max. Okay. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is annoyingly cute in that movie. You hate her character, mm-hmm. but she is so fucking adorable. I'm like. Yeah, I I want to punch you, but you're so fucking cute. <laughs> like, like she goes from that to legally blonde, like yeah. really easily. But yeah, watch what? a watch. Like it's hard. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like it's, I know she she definitely pulled. But yeah, in election, she's just like this stuck up little. Uh, you want to just uh, but she's so adorable. 
it's so it's just weird it's just like like it, it's a good movie though and i forgot who directed that movie he has a new movie coming out with uh paul giamani as well and i saw the trailer oh, for it. the, the, oh, the oh, rhino yeah. yes <laughs> what's it called oh, what is yeah it called? yeah but I, I forgot what that director's name i don't know if I, yeah but yeah uh, i know it's kind of funny because like i just watched election and then i'll I, we were you know there i saw the trailer for the movie and i'm like jesus christ i just watched the election that he made way back in the late 90s 1999 yeah and Damn. the director is Alexander Payne. There it is, and he and he has a new movie with uh, Paul Giamatti coming out, which looks really good too. It looks really good. I I saw the preview for it. I think before the Flash. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I saw it another time too. I saw it online as well, but I was like, Jesus Christ! I just watched Election with that with uh that his uh that he directed but yeah if you haven't watched it watch it it's it's a great movie just a great movie i i hadn't seen it in a long time and i just put it on because i was like somebody mentioned it on a podcast i'm like fuck i haven't watched that movie in forever and i put it the back holdovers on like, is the name the of the holdovers That's yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah about college students who aren't going home so they spend thanksgiving break or at something their, like at, that at, at their the boarding college. school yeah, at the boarding school, and then Paul Giamatti like is with them, but he's a disgruntled fucking asshole kind of type. But he gets babysitting duty for the ones who don't get to go home for Christmas, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's Infinity, one of Broderick's best is uh, Election. He does a great. I mean, his character, Jesus Christ, goes through some fucking shit. But remember uh, when it was Inspector Gadget? Oh yeah. No, no, I, 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 I choose not to remember when he was Inspector Gadget. Oh, <laughs> Scott doesn't like Inspector Gadget. I've never, yeah. I, I mean, I grew up on like I grew up on classic Broderick. So, you know, like for me, it's it's Ferris Bueller, it's War Games. War Games. War Games is a good movie. War Games. I love interesting game. <laughs> no, no, Dave. No. I think he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> good God! Remember, like he like those oh, Godzilla really in so Godzilla wild. 1997. Matthew Broderick's character gets a a, a uh, pregnancy test and finds out that Godzilla is pregnant. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I, I still I still love because you know he was on Broadway, you know because he's he's actually a very he's a song and dance man, which is really yeah. interesting about him because mm -hmm. he did How to Succeed Nathan in Lane, Business right? with what you say Nathan Lane, right? Him and uh, they did uh, what the what's producers, that? producers, there it is, yes, yeah. With and even before that, he did how to succeed in business without really trying, there it which is, is yeah. a which, which is a fun like it's mad, it's like pre mad men, like it's that you know, it's like you work for an advertising agency, how do you get yourself promoted without actually having to do your job, yeah, but you know. Broderick's always great. So. Oh, he is so good. Um, oh, by the way, because now on digital, um, uh, no hard feelings, and he's in that. Which one's? Oh, is that the uh, the Jennifer Lawrence comedy? Yeah, I gotta watch that still. I've I've seen a clip. <laughs> I've seen a certain clip. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should watch this movie. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this clip. I've 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 watched. I saw the movie in theaters. So. Okay, yeah. So it's the I, I she, the beach. She, she did not care about being butt ass naked fighting people. That, but that's an interesting thing about her because she produces this movie too. You know, she's only done nudity 
twice. She did Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow, yeah. And, Great and movie. I've, and I've, it was a good movie. The book was so much better, but the movie of was course. good if, if I just, you know, separate, <laughs> if I separate that. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting is that whenever you'll notice this, you think back to Red Sparrow and then think about how it's used in No Hard Feelings. Notice what's never being done when she is nude on film. Sex. She is never being sexualized. Yeah. And, you know, and she's comfortable with her body, which fine. But it was just like when I saw like I, it showed up on my feed. And I was like, whoa, she just was like, because there's a scene in there where <coughs> they, they go skinny dipping in the ocean and then something happens where some dudes are like, and then she ends up like fighting and she is full on just everything, full frontal, back, everything. And I was like, wow, you go, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm perfectly okay with this. <laughs> just like, what's his name in um, the foundation show lee price piece what what's his uh, name? Lee, pace. lee pace yeah he, like, he has a whole that showed up on my feed too i'm like jesus christ apparently twitter knows i like to watch naked fighting i don't know but he like had <laughs> well, a dave, whole clip you are yeah. dave you are you I'm yes just, i am uh, this shows you what i'm searching for no but like he like we know we, we, we know we know i don't we, i've we never know. even seen the show but i know it's about vampires but like all of a sudden he's just like i see a scene i'm like okay i don't Foundation's know foundation's not about vampires i thought it was somebody <laughs> no, it's, it was. oh my god oh <laughs> oh my okay. head hurts oh, all right my head hurts so much. i thought somebody told me that somebody no said that. someone told you horribly wrong okay well that's i've not seen the show all it's, i saw was okay somebody said it was about vampires no yeah no which i by the way lee pace i would i would totally be okay with him being a batman in d in the dcu i think he'd be a good batman if i would accept that he like ted cord phil yeah. phil dave just broke my brain i need I'm, I, I, it I, wasn't I, my fault jeez I, you believed I, it that was your fault i thought uh, like maybe what it could have been i have not again i don't know i'm just gonna about okay this. just just for clarification foundation is based on a series of novels by isaac asimov the same guy who wrote i robot i'm just okay. leave that out there okay and so, yeah, be on the exam about vampires, maybe. I don't yes, know. Yes, it will be, Andy. So, you better study, damn it. Okay, <laughs> is it gonna represent yeah. 50% of our grades? But 75. Yeah. Seven, that, that's unethical. That's a fun I'm, in, I, I'm in charge, so suck it. <laughs> you don't, you don't challenge the professor, you know that, right? <laughs> you, you clearly not met me in a classroom. Uh, oh, seventy-five, one exam representing seventy-five percent. If that was ever, you know, said to me, I'm like, I'm dropping this course. I, I, think, that's the, I think that's the point. <laughs> I'm going to use the restroom. I'll be, I'll be right back. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, all this. Naked am, am I bad that I'm like that? I started googling for like Blue Beetle villains that I they could do in the sequel. I'm like, there's so there's a lot of funny, like not funny, but like intriguing. Like I didn't know, for example, about that Black Beetle was actually in the comics now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, a, I mean, Young Justice was, you know, really, I mean, popular enough that stuff became continuity. With that, I mean, actually, if I'm not mistaken, you know, them making uh, Calderon homosexual, I believe, was something that the show did and then got transferred to the comics. Mm. I, I now I may be it speaking happened. 
concern here, but I think... no, I think you're right. I think, uh, or at least maybe like there was some correlation uh, that uh, it's kind of like when we got um, Tim as bisexual in the comic, and then the following year, New Titans did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was it was so good. Uh, um, I'm sorry to bring, go back to Blue Beetle, Dave. I'm just like, no, go for it. That's I fine. just you know, like if they want to go in, in, deeper into the. Um, the court legacy. There is uh, Jarvis Court, the Jarvis evil court. uncle, the evil mm. uncle Ted Court. I didn't even it's know. Permanent. I'm I'm not that well versed in Blue Beetle ex- no, beyond like either. beyond blue and gold. Like yeah. I I love me some team ups between Ted and Booster. So the only the, yeah the only things I know about Blue Beetle. I got into Rebirth Blue Beetle, <sighs> and then of course you know whatever Young Justice gave us as well so that's all that's i really awesome. know. i don't know going back yeah going to the the rogues gallery of Blue i Beetle. i still remember that tom taylor wrote a story arc for injustice the injustice 2 comic that that dealt with ted and booster that emotionally just destroyed me i wanted to go fuck you tom you made me cry and i love it uh, because I, I really mean, hope Ted is in the show, in the booster show. I feel like it's it would hey, be. You, mm, I know, right? You feel like that 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 almost feels like the best inclusion you could do for Booster Gold on a TV show would be having his friend. Tech I work. wonder. I wonder if they're just waiting to be able to announce it until the strike is over. Because I mean, like, it's like oh, James yeah, Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn yeah. must know that this is the golden opportunity. <laughs> gold. I didn't realize that. Uh, hey. it, it has to be, hey. I didn't realize that I said gold, but he must wow. realize that that this is. <laughs> I, I almost wonder if this is what they're trying to do, to do, and they're just waiting for the right pitch. They're like, we want Ted and Booster after the Blue Beetle movie. We just want the right pitch for it. Because I don't think, I haven't heard if they actually have a cre- any creative team on Booster Gold whatsoever right now, because I think Walrus is ahead of Booster. Um, mm-hmm. but I, just, I, I agree with uh, Scott. I think that relationship should be explored. And I kind of hope that, I don't know, maybe the Booster Gold show gets reworked to like Blue and Gold. Or DC's Blue and Gold. That'd be a fun thing to explore. All yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is like, yeah, you do it right and it works. Because they're both because because that was okay. So going since we are going back to Blue Beetle, that was a thing that when Rudy was talking about why he liked Blue Beetle over Batman, he talked about how Blue Beetle had a sense of humor. Because yeah, if you go back to the comments, Cord was kind of a cornball. Yeah. Like yeah. he had a little bit of a gut. Yeah. You know, he was kind of goofy. You know, he wasn't a badass superhero. He kind of Fucked up a lot. <laughs> he was more of a, 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 a semi decent inventor, more than anything. Semi decent. They already, that. which they already established in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Some she like even even his daughter like 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 when they when everything like when they're going through like the weapons, they're like, oh my god, like look at all this. And he's like, she's even going like, yeah, some of it might work. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it's like, like it, it's, the it's bubble it, gum. The bubble gum was. Oh, amazing. that was cool. That was dope. That was dope. Um. You know, the more I think about like the whole Ted Cord and adding the whole family element, it kind of feels like how they kind of it kind not in the same way, but like they the the same way they did Vulture giving him a family for for Spider Man Homecoming and kind of making it a little more relatable in that sense. And because that, that really worked, that really worked in Homecoming, right? That that yeah. that was I'm sorry the the you know as they call it the uh, doorbell the door slam like that whole yeah. you don't mm-hmm. get that without you know giving him a family making that character his daughter which she's not in the comics yeah and i 
I don't care what goes. I really like Homecoming. Like it's. I, it's, I like Homecoming. Too. I like that whole trilogy, but that's just me. I I you just I can't stand Far From Home. I, I know yeah. that that's everyone's fucking punching bag. I know. What, what's funny about Far From Home? I mean, it's the weakest one of the trilogy for sure, but a lot of good moments in there. Like even yeah. like rewatching it when I rewatch it because I was showing like I was like Steph. All right, we're gonna go through the whole and I showed her out of order, which was fun because I was like, all right, we're before we go and watch No Way Home, we're gonna go back. Not telling her why, even though she probably already knew. But yeah, it was just kind of fun. <laughs> she is like, a smart person. She I is. Mean, she she probably is. was like, Why are we oh, you know? But if you make know. them happy, I will play along. Yeah, but the thing is, I was like hoping I was like, don't don't, that's, don't. No, Andy, no, that's 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 the relationship with my wife. Like that's <laughs> that's that maybe if I do this, he'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could oh be my no, god! But, I, you know that—that's. Oh, sorry. That's why for all the people who give crap, that's why the Snyder cut joke in Barbie works so well for me because there was a part of me that had to sit back and go, "Okay, I, <laughs> guilty, guilty I, for I, being that, guilty for <laughs> being that." <laughs> yes. No, but yeah, when it comes to Far From Home, there's some good moments in it. Like, like there's some the Mysterio moments can be pretty, pretty great. But yeah, yeah there's some things where I was like. Uh, I think, I think yeah. the Mysterio the whole visual aspect of Mysterio, but I just got very exhausted by, oh, look, another dude that Tony Stark pissed off. Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony, yeah, that, Tony. I didn't like the way that they connected it to Tony Stark. I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. But I did like how, I mean, I mean, there's some of the best, like, Spidey fucking stuff in there, too, that, like, when he's, like, trying to, like, just overcome the, the, the illusions and shit, I was like, mm. wow, all that's cool really cool so i do like that and then of course i like the ending where it's like oh shit exposed which of course led to no way home you know and i did like that and then of course bringing back uh you know jk simmons great yeah oh that was fun that was that was really fun and then, anyway. Morbi- and, and then Volta got stuck in Morbius. Oh, that, God. yeah. Poor Michael Keaton. Man, I feel bad for Michael Keaton because it's like... You and me both. You know, I mean, I was... I mean, there were so many high hopes, obviously, when it came to The Flash. And I still think he fucking rocked it. And I, I still really, really well, like One of movie. the best parts of the movie, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Wait, are but, people compla- it, really complaining about him? No, no, no. It's just the fact that it flopped. <laughs> That's his thing. Yeah. It's like, I just wish it... I thought that he was going to be the big draw. It's felt. Yeah. I felt like he was going to be the big draw to, to at least get this movie. Work. And it just it feels wasn't so, kind of bad. Cause it's kind of reminds me about like when he was nominated for best actor for Birdman. Yeah. And in there's that clip you can watch of him, like taking his acceptance speech out of his pocket. And then when he lost it to Eddie Redmayne, and then you just see him like tuck it back into his jacket pocket. And you're just like, uh, no, Michael. Yeah, I love Birdman. That movie's great. And it's also been on my watch list for years. So. Oh, you've okay. never seen so, it? It's on my watch list because I'm like, I think it's like it's. I'm actually glad Dave brought up the Flash because I saw some art from Joe Quinones today, who's doing a fucking follow up to the Batman '89 book called Batman Echoes, and fucking oh. Scarecrow and Harley Quinn are going to be the villains in this. Yeah. But, what? That too. Yeah, but also he did art for the Flash. Three of the four costumes that you see in the Flash film are loosely based off his art, and it looks fucking immaculate. Yeah. yeah I saw that, too. I didn't really comment on it, but yeah, he... Uh, I liked what I he saw. Was, 
Yeah, he was posting like, uh, here we go. I'll pull it up right here. It's pretty sweet. Ooh, and he ba- these are based off the Kenner line toys too. Or Mattel. Fuck, I don't remember which one it was. Damn it. Not that one. What the hell? Where, oh, here we go. Come on. But yeah, here it is right here. So we got some Bruce Wayne stuff with the costume. That's updating it to more look like how he uh, how he was in, I guess you could say, The Flash almost. But yeah. yeah. And we got Wait, what's here? Just... Wow. Scarecrow! Yeah, I saw this today without without any real context, but yeah. Oh so, my god! Almost you looks can like see Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Well, That's no, a, this yeah. this looks like this looks a lot like Scarecrow in season three of Batman the Animated Series because he's got oh, the 100%. noose around his neck. Yep, he's got the giant scythe. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is this is definitely is that when they change the animation style to mm-hmm. uh, the. But when they completely changed Scarecrow's, they changed voice actor, and uh, they changed the look. They changed. Um, they had him in Over the Edge. That was the episode he was in. If I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah. Oh, they, no, there was there was Over the Edge, and there was No Fear. No Fear. There we go. Yeah, because first we saw him in No Fear, and then they brought him back for, damn, the best episode of that season, which was Over the Edge. Right. Which right. is still, you know, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Yeah, I saw this. The cover. Yeah, this cover yeah. looks dope. Oh my god! Wait, who's that in the background? That's Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Oh yep. <laughs> so it's and... funny. the 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 Batman eighty nine book is loosely, you know, Batman three, and yeah. this just feels like you know Batman triumphant, Batman Unchained territory. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because that, I love diving into those. Yeah, Scarecrow was supposed to be the the next. Mm-hmm. Big baddie, and it was funny too because yeah, yeah, they were like I remember, (laughs) man, these were the days when there was no social media, of course, but the internet was you know a thing. I remember catching wind about that, and then there was like, and reading articles that um, George Clooney wasn't going to return, which is true. He didn't want to fucking do it again, right? Um, And then they were talking about Kurt Russell being Batman. They were talking about either Steve Buscemi or Nicolas Cage being Scarecrow. Oh, there Cage was, would be amazing. Yeah, they were talking about Madonna being fucking Harley Quinn. I, and then there was like going to be like a dream, you know, nightmare sequence where, oh, yeah. where Jack Nicholson's Joker was going to show back up, you know. Yep. Dan DeVito. Yeah, it was like going to be like a thing where they were going to bring back, man. I was like, oh, that sounds great and i was like all about it because you know i'm like more batman movies please but yeah batman and robin just kind of killed oh. yeah. batman triumphant man yeah like, uh, there's a batman triumphant batman dark knights dark knights felt one word with one k and then batman unchained yeah, i'm just like you gotta wonder how many scripts how many scripts there's a stacks stacks and stacks Se- 17 scripts <laughs> probably there's so many had they been made today they were they would have been 52 scripts released no but again i mean anytime i see like something like this i'm just going okay uh eventually are we just gonna get snyderverse comic books i That's, mean it's so yeah easy. so easy there's if there's only... gotta be there's, how is nobody i mean i mean there's gotta be something in you know i mean 
God damn it. I mean, it just doesn't even make sense why they haven't. If there's no, obviously it makes sense, we're, we're, they, because they, because for some reason, this stupid company has some sort of agenda against Zach or whatever reason. It makes perfect like, sense. No, you talk, it's Jim Lee, though. Jim Lee has nothing against Zach. Warner Bros. Yeah. owns DC. They can be like, nope, you don't. They can literally nix him down, I guess. Yeah, but I don't I know. Think I think if they're going to do comic books, they might want to wait a couple years until there's another the universe thing. established. I'm wondering That's... if like they're waiting for it and kind, kind of like kind of like how um, David Ayer has said that you know they're giving some space, you know, because David Ayer is really confident in the fact that his version of Suicide Squad is going to get released. Yeah. So I just hope that actually happens. You know, yeah. just it, as I look at my shelf up here, it's just like, it's I just, well, I mean, three years, <laughs> three years from now, 10 year anniversary, like, you know, I mean, that seems like a perfect way to, you know, do it, but who knows? But like when it comes to, I mean, Again, just even going back to full circle, I mean, even Zach was like reluctant to reveal story beats from what he was planning. And I'm just like, okay, is it going to end up being in a book or something, you know? Animated because, stuff. Yeah, I mean, if it's animated, cool. But I think, I think to be honest, obviously it's not it, live action. We can just throw that out the way just with everything oh i I've, give it i've given up on live action. yeah yeah i think a lot of us think like yeah we you know people are starting to accept that yeah live action ain't happening i mean there's still going to be people that think that everybody's just going to drop whatever they're doing to just come back and work on two justice league sequels which would take seven fucking years probably to do uh which this is what's do. happening in live action right now can exactly. we accept this oh, yeah. is true. Yeah. We got we, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll lead into that because yeah, Scott got the Empire man. Yeah, he's got a few issues apparently. I have a few. Yeah. I have, I have a few. He, he, I was just saying you have a few issues. I'm just yeah, oh, I do. Oh, no. <laughs> he's our bell. He's our bell. He no, no. I, did I I never told you this. I actually made a joke about that because when I did a comic book club at my first school job, I actually made a club t-shirt one year. That... Wait, 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 wait. Can you can you can you bring up that that backside again? Of the, yeah. the, the bear. bear. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White fan. Go watch him on Shane. Great actor. Amazing. Yeah. Great actor. Yeah. No, but 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 no. Th- we had a. I, I made a T-shirt for the combo club. Then the front said, "We have issues." <laughs> There's a Deadpool shirt that I almost bought that said, "I have issues." That yeah yeah. I love that, that guy. I love the joke. I love the joke. So, so yeah, it's a good. That, I was just like, it's, it's a good, good one. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, but um. Yeah, like, but I'm just kind of going like, all right, I just wonder if something and I, you know, and I really hope that I think I think comic book, a graphic novel, whatever the heck, you know, like the fact or you can have numerous issues, which they probably will do. And then, of course, cram them all into like one big book. But I think like I think the fact that that he didn't want to, you know, tell people and even Ben Affleck didn't want to tell people. I'm like, just take their stories and put it in there and just label it the Snyderverse Chronicles or whatever the fuck. I don't know. And just put it, I mean, and who it worked for Smallville when they did season 11. Like that and was season one. 11 was good. Oh, I know. Right. Good and they actually good. introduced a Batman in that too. Yeah. And, and, God, what and, was your favorite episode of season 11? Oh, that's a good question. 
Detective is really good. Detective uh, is good. Um, Guardian was... is pretty nice. You know, you, I'm going to be honest with you, Andy. I need to go back and like reread that mm-hmm. um, to remind myself because like they did that Titans spinoff that was really cool. I really liked it. That was cool. Uh, um, so I just season 11 was like, oh, wow. So this is what happens when you decide to go like full comic book yeah, with this I universe. Don't have, about, but don't have to worry about budget. That's what like if that small animated series is still happening. I, I like just do season 11 just do adapt season 11 and continue i think that would be great you know because the thing is like i don't need everything to be in live action like i had 10 great years of that thing over there yeah and you know i got him in crisis and erica and like for me like in you know i love animated stuff like that's why like my instrument is so good i think small in animation especially if they use season 11 could be great in the same with, with you know my whole thing with the Snyder, I don't know if it's controversial to say, I just want Zach to get to finish his stuff. I don't need to see the Snyder's continue for another 15 more years in comic book format or animation. I want to see him just finish his story. And I wonder if the reason why he's not really want to talk about plot detail, maybe... Do you guys think he regretted that all those... Um, oh, my God. What was it? Um, there's some. Yeah, when all, there was a museum that Rebecca went to yeah. for AT and T. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. there was the AT and T Center in Dallas. No, he doesn't regret yeah. that. He doesn't because... regret it. No, that was that was intentional. That was no, that was okay. totally intentional because, I mean, like, yeah, it was. I remember I had uh, Ray Porter on the Vodka stream when that all happened, and then I surprised Ray with Zach because Zach was like, "Hey, I want to come on," and surprise him, and so we planned that, and it was awesome because I almost gave. Ray Porter, a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you it was did. awesome. It was a great surprise. Anyways, um, but he talked about it. He goes like, oh, yeah, and if we don't get anything more, those are the closest things you'll get to a sequel. So he's perfectly okay with it, but that's not what was going to happen in in the story that they figured out. That was all. That was him sitting down with. That was the Jim rough draft. Lee and Jeff Johns as well. Yeah, I mean, and probably uh other writers too but and they just kind of like planned it out they planned out a story but it that ended up not being that was yeah like i said it was a rough draft so some of that would probably be in there mm-hmm. but but not he's also, but yeah, his finalized I mean, plans has not been something that he's shared publicly. exactly in no. that full circle when people are asking about that and even like talking about the sequel and talking about the sequel being mainly in the nightmare timeline and Joker and Batman, basically, you know, that they'd be center of the whole, basically of the whole story. He didn't want to reveal too much about it. So it just kind of made me just, and and a lot of us just go like, is is he planning on releasing the story? Like, it just, it was just odd that at his event, he was like, as much as he always likes to just throw the shit out there that he wanted to do, he was reluctant to talk about that. So I'm like... Come on, put it in a fucking book because animated, they they animated movies are way too unless they do a fucking you know twelve part animated you know thing. Let's face it, too short for Snyder. Books, perfect length. He could do could whatever. Be, it could be bigger than the Lord of the Rings book to that point. So. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, like it. You know, I'm just saying. So well, imagine I, like what kind of artist he would bring on like to work with. You know, whether it's Jim Lee or you know someone completely different. Bermejo. You know, oh, would be the perfect one, I think, because I just yeah. love that. Yeah, but he probably used Jim Lee if that's the case. Which Ian Sharp, yeah. Liam Sharp, Liam Sharp. Yeah, he'd be another good one too. 
but I'm just, you know, maybe eventually it'll happen in that form. Um, because, because like right now, I mean, God damn it, guys, that, that, that next week, guys, next week, yeah. Tuesday, it's already confirmed. I mean, obviously Zach posted and, uh, we're finally gonna, and, and from what I gather from people who have seen some shit. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Do you need to, do you, do you need to be alone with the trader? Yes, I might need, I, I can't, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, confusing. But... How is Zach able to promote this? Because didn't he also write director. it? No, director. director. He's a director. director. So no, he's not no writing writing at all. No, no he, he wrote is... it, but yeah. he's a director. That's a, that's the workaround. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just so like he's, how... not in, he's not in the writers guild then. It it it's like no, how... he's in the writers guild. Okay, he is, but but he's also the he director's talk... guild. I think so it's, long a, it's as he a gray area. Writing it, I'll, I think I guess if he doesn't talk about writing it, he'll be fine. So he's the director. So yeah, that's where he, that's his, you know, he's a producer and a director. Yeah. So that's his. So like, if I was interviewing, if I asked him a writing question, that's when he would say, I can't speak to that. Probably. I don't okay, know. That makes know sense. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah but he's, yeah. Cause like, you know, cause it's one thing to talk about like, you know, Hey, talk about your directing style versus, you know, Hey, you know, like if I said, hey, Zach, how many, how many drafts did you go through writing with Rebel Moon? She pro- he will probably, he probably say, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, next week it's gonna be all about that. And apparently, yeah, I don't know if it's just gonna be the trailer. If there's gonna be other things, well, obviously there's gonna be numerous articles that are gonna be well. And, we ga- and the GamesCon Twitter account mentioned a a special announcement in addition to the trailer. So there has been some speculation about what that special announcement is going to be, but that didn't come from Zach. Like I said, that came from the GamesCon Twitter handle. Hmm. I'm wondering if it's going to be the announcement of part two when that that's been speculating is that we'll get the release date for part two, Uh, because uh, as if you if you subscribe to patreoncom media, you can listen to me talk about this article for about 20 minutes for those of you who have been unable to find a copy of this magazine. (sighs) Phil, what did you think of it, by the way? Because I know that you listened to it. I did, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You broke down the article, the Empire magazine, very well. Obviously, you know, a lot of people can't find this magazine because, as you mentioned, it's a British magazine. I I haven't actually looked, to be honest with you, because I I don't really go out that much anymore, even though just to get groceries and shit. But yeah, it it was it was a great breakdown. I highly recommend anyone check it out. Yeah. But one of the things it does talk about is, you know, what the original release plans were for part two and kind of like, you know, you always feel like that whenever you watch Deborah and Zach together. Zach has a great idea, and then Deborah comes in and goes, and then reality kicked in. <laughs> you know, I feel like Deborah is the one going, That's nice. Um, let's put a pin in that. <laughs> well, that's why I always say, like, you know, when you see that scene before uh Leonidas kicks that dude into the the, the, the hole, he yeah. looked at his queen, and I'm like, that's Zach and Debbie right there. Like he looks to his queen. And like when he has like a crazy idea and then she either nods or shakes her head. But, you know, that's why I'm like, that is their relationship right there. Oh, yeah. A ship we stand. 
Oh, uh, totally. you better believe 100%. it. hundred percent. I've I mean. tried to come up with a good ship thing for Zag and Deborah, but I was like, it's it's hard. I'm like, Dak? No, it's that. It's 300. It's that. That's the way I look at it. But, but you know, that's so it's we even even Empire didn't know when the release date's going to be. So I, I fall in the camp of thinking we'll probably get the release date for part two uh, when we get the trailer. It'll be like, here's the trailer, part two coming, you know. April or something. April like or something yeah. like that. As yeah. part two, it's been filmed already, right? Yeah, they filmed they filmed them back to back. Like like nice. it's like when they when they had the six months of filming back in 2022, they filmed all the material that's going to come that's going to encompass part one and part two. Yeah. Do we think that the trailer will have our first like like snippet of the Junkie Excel score, or is that? Oh yeah. Okay, so I think there'll be something with that, probably. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. It's going to be been post production for over a year. Yeah. So, so he's yeah. definitely been working. I mean, he even tweeted the other day. Yeah. I saw that tweet. Like, that somebody somebody asked her, like, hey, you've been pretty quiet about it. And he goes, well, well, you know, you'll hear about me, you know, something, something, something soon. So, yeah, I'm sure we're going to hear Junkie XL score. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens because, you know, like I said, it's already been revealed by, you know, some people that, that there was something that happened this past week. And, uh, you know, just because I met up with Steven in LA doesn't mean that anything happened there. Uh, he was just in town. I don't know, right? what, you're, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I don't know. He was just in know. town. We had dinner and he was like, Hey, I'm in town. Sure, John. Sure. I didn't get any, you know, nothing. He was completely quiet about that. We were just eating our food. That's all. Nothing more than a dinner date. Yeah, that's all. That's all it was. But uh, no, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, but, you know, like I said, there's other people that revealed. I mean, it was. So we'll see, like, we're going to have articles. There's going to, you know, that. that Because the embargo on the set visits releases next week so that explains why but yeah it's gonna rebel moon week it's gonna be i I really i really do think and i said this in the youtube video so once again i I, i'm just i'm shamelessly plugging everything tonight but (laughs) because i i am a i i am shameless but on the on the public squadcast media youtube channel i did a review of the t-shirts i did get and I speculate that these shirts were supposed to get released next week, huh? Next week. Yeah, that's somebody, why the links are gone. Yeah. That's why the links are gone. Oh. Dude, 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 I don't know how many of you like actually dug through to see all the different varieties of apparel that are available, but <laughs> hot damn. If I said I spent close to an hour just digging through everything i'm not being hyperbolic like (laughs) i mean there were t-shirts there were premium t-shirts there were pullover hoodies there were zip hoodies there were baseball tees there were v-necks baseball tees and 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 then and for all these designs like you see a design and you can get the design 
on a zip up hoodie or on a pullover hoodie or on a long sleeve shirt or on a regular t-shirt or a premium t-shirt. And then you could even adjust the color of the shirt. Like it was mm. like, Oh yeah. It was That's all going to be next week. And, like, and, like, and I, and I show this on the video, but they're official, like they're branded Netflix, <clears throat> like where the tag should be right here. It's mm. officially branded Netflix merchandise. I, I I remember the last time Zach was on the vodka stream and I made a comment about how Netflix needs to step up the merchandising game. I think someone finally got the memo. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I, I mean, even know Netflix did merchandise. Like so. Well, and here's the thing that get me. It was like, like Army of the Dead eventually got shirts, but it was like months after the movie actually like came out. I found some at Hot Topic and got some Army of the Dead shirts. I feel like they're feeling if you want this merchandise to like have an impact, you build it into the pre-hype for the movie's release. You don't wait months after the movies come out and then try to sell stuff. Nope, you don't do that at all. I mean, come they, on. They, and, they, they but, click, click, and you click, 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 click on, uh, click on. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. It says try again. What the hell? <laughs> what do you mean try, try again. again? It says try. Oh, oh, some. Whoa, we're already talking about the 4K Ultra HD. Wow. Look at that, that looks... with the uh, oh, yeah, you can just... you can already you can already pre-order the uh, steel book at Best Buy. Wow. That. That, that, <gasps> speak of the devil. Look at that. That's wow. pretty. That's dope. It's so beautiful. Look at that. That's dope. Which one's that one? That's the, isn't that the, what's it called? Like a metal book? What what's it? Did no, you book? Up. No, Steelbook is Steelbook. A, no, 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 Steel, no. Go backwards. Steelbook was this one. That's the Best Buy Steelbook. Yeah. Yep. This is just like a different one right here. I guess you can get, which is actually pretty cool because it's got the 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 Blue Beetle Cave. I guess you say and we've got the old costumes right here, and then of course this is pretty cool right here that she's standing right in front of the the blank mannequin. Yep. Cool. Maybe she'll become a Blue Beetle. Hmm. I kind of want Follow that her. one. Follow and I fuck. I may have to buy all three of them. <laughs> Andy, you sound like me. This is why I have so many copies. This is why I own so I, many copies. Scott, I'm actually your son from the future. I haven't been born yet. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, genuine I got, I bona fide got, booster gold here. Then what? <laughs> that was funny. I just like you because you you do like I'm actually your son for the future. That rip, Rip is booster's son. Rip Hunter. And yes, they boot. fucking messed it up on Legends. Rip, they messed up Rip Hunter. I, I cannot. How do you get someone as great as Arthur Darrell and mess it up? They they can. They did. Welcome <laughs> to the CW. <laughs> uh, but no, that's a, wait. So the 4K version is going to come with uh, a Blue Beetle Funko. Um, or I like saw something. that. I saw that through. Like I saw that on the UK side. Uh, I don't know. Because DC World was tweeting about that earlier. Oh yeah, that guy. That's that's that one dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've talked. I've tried to. Uh, yeah, we talked about him coming on the podcast stream. Tim and I won one of his giveaways back in the day. Mm. Tim got a Tim got a, a Batman beanie, and I got a Superman beanie. I still have it. Hmm. Have a good Superman, or not a Superman, but a good Batman beanie. We've all seen it, right? 
the wings. Yeah, the wings, yes. Yeah, the wings are great. Anyways, um, let's go ahead so, and wrap. I know I keep going back to Blue Beetle. I'm so sorry. Okay, no, no, it's, fine. it's, it's no. literally the it's literally the That's cover what the art. Whole, this whole stream has been about Blue Beetle. <laughs> I think we've pretty much, you know, I mean, I love I love the fact that you know because it's funny. It just kind of shows you like like the our entire conversation about Blue Beetle. We went off on a lot of tangents because let's face it, what we've said before, like what we said here, even with Scott, is like Blue Beetle was very much its own thing. So there's not much when it comes to just talking about spoilers. Not like when we talked about the Flash. The Flash had whole, you know, we had a bunch of shit that was, you know, talked about that's in that movie. It's a crazy movie. But Blue Beetle, yeah, there's things, but there's not like much. So like it was. That's what I enjoyed about the conversation tonight is the fact that we would go off on tangents and then come back to it and then more people would show up and then we'd like, hey, what do you think about that and blah, blah, blah. So, but it, to, to, for the most part, it's a small, simple, not simple, but it's a small movie. It's an underdog movie. It's a small character, I guess you could say. And I'm rooting for it, you know, and I can't wait to watch it again because, like I said, Steph enjoyed it way more than i did she was like oh my god it was like you know she didn't enjoy I it already like, stand her and i haven't even met her yeah i know and i enjoyed it but i i don't know i think for me it was just like hey what why why am i not just more i don't know i don't know it's just like i can't figure you wanted to play blue beetle yeah that's <laughs> probably what it was i'm like you couldn't get a half mexican in there i'm just kidding no uh you know but it's just um no but i don't know you can play that chord you can play that chord I, could. I said, Dave, I, I said know. To I'm like, Scott, yeah. I said to him, I said to, to him, I'm like 18 years older than fucking. You don't yeah. no, I don't. I thought you were literally in your thirties. So no, but Scott, I, before you came, I said that Mexican even before I knew, yeah. before I even knew Dave, in my head, I always imagined whatever Ted looks like in live action to look somewhat like Dave. <laughs> there so, you go. And then everyone was like, and he's just kissing his butt. I'm like, no, but like, that's lately, like in my head, like, you know. I can, uh, yeah, that's right. I can make a beautiful daughter like Jenny. <laughs> What's Jenny? her name? Yeah, Jenny. 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 Yeah. Jenny. I love you, Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Every time no, she said yeah. Jennifer, I got so like, I got so aggressive. I'm like, shut up, Victoria. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. But like, every time she said Jennifer, Jennifer, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business. Oh man, I don't know what Susan Sarandon did to this movie to make me like love her villainy so much. I don't know. Maybe it's just because how she wasn't good. She's, 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 she's a representation of the military industrial complex. Sorry, my honestly, my mind kind of wandered toward Ivanka Trump, but that's just that's just me. Yeah, that's a that's a little harsh. One of those I first know. ladies, you know. Um, one of one of those. She was Cru- yeah, no, she yeah. was Cruella Kardashian, as they yeah. said. The, that, no, was that was funny. That was a funny that, line. Yeah. That 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 one points for me. Yeah. So, Corella Kardashian. That was pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> now, but I think, uh, yeah, I think everybody in the panel just, you know, we all enjoyed the movie. You know, at different levels, of course. But you know, it's nobody was like, ugh, horrible. I talked to somebody last <laughs> night. Somebody, you talk somebody, to people, was, really? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, uh, I, I had a DM. I had a DM with somebody who said it was one of the worst DC movies ever, possibly one of the worst films ever. He oh, walked oh, out God. of it, and I went, 
And I went, wow, that's a little dramatic. And then I was like, Sorry, I did not see the flash. It. Did he not see the flash? Yeah. But I mean, I you know, there was that video yeah. of someone walking out of the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, that's Andrea. She's a fan. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah that was Andrea, huh? Yeah. yeah, it was Andrea. And, you know, I mean, she did it. And she, I mean, she got that video got passed around pretty good. So she. What video? Made a, oh, she made a video where she walked out of the Suicide Squad saying like no th- how dare james gunn treat the characters like they did and it's funny too because the our you know our very own suicide squad you know the biggest suicide squad fan here you liked it a lot, yeah right I yeah really liked it. because it I really it, liked it, it. it because if you really have read any suicide squad kind of nails it pretty well kind of I mean, works nothing against, nothing I mean, against david ayer david ayer was really no no strong. no they all that was the thing though they because when you say suicide squad you it's not just one thing it's like yeah. it it like it's like comics it's never the same group yeah <laughs> like when true. you read a different story there's it's a rotating my, group my because you've okay. killed some of them yes they're called the Suicide Squad. And what did James Gunn do right at the beginning? He killed a bunch of them. I know we're all, we weren't happy about Captain Boomerang, but did oh. you expect that to happen? Yes. And I was sad too, but I was like, good on you, James Gunn, for just killing that motherfucker. Why not? My two <laughs> issues with the with su- this Suicide Squad is that one, Suicide Squad as a concept for me, it's not something that you root in comedy because it's, it's a commentary on the fact that the government... Yeah. Look what look what Amanda Waller does as a government figure. She abuses her power and uses, you know, again, criminals should be in jail. Of course, they should not be able to just be used like as puppets for, you know, to for like why why does Amanda Waller get to say, oh, if you do this, I will shred off ten years. The other thing that was also really disturbing to me is the scene where they kill all the freedom fighters, and then they're like, oh, I thought we thought they were bad guy. Whoops! I'm like, oh, great, brown genocide. That's awesome. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, uh, I will. I will say with Ayers, David Ayers, who's got any, any day of the week. See, that's the thing is like, but that's it's it welcomes different interpretations. That's why I hope to see full on David Ayers realization mm-hmm. of the characters because he wasn't going for a more comedy crazy aspect. He was trying to, you know, make it a little bit more serious. And we saw that in that first trailer. That first trailer, he's even said. If you want to know what tone I was going for, it's that first trailer. And that first trailer blew everybody's balls off. And we didn't get to see that because... First episode of our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Ever was talking about that trailer. Exactly. There you go. But that doesn't negate the fact that James Gunn did make a pretty good Suicide Squad movie. If... you, I mean... To me, I was like, yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it. Fine. It was, you know, but Scott was like being a dire, you know, more of a Suicide Squad fan was like, it's good. It's good. And I think uh, Suicide Squad fans definitely did dig it. And then they, you know, they dug what, you know, James Gunn understood the, he un, uh, understood the assignment, I guess you could say. Right, Scott? <laughs> as the kids say it. Yeah. As, the, as the kids say. Yeah. yeah. As the kids yeah. Say. And Professor Scott. Kids yeah, I don't know. That movie in me. I don't know. There are things in it that I like, but it is my without without a shadow of a doubt that the Suicide Squad is my least favorite of the DC films. But I would also say that both Ayer, at least from what he intended to do, 
with that first trailer and what Gunn did, they both kind of tap into two different perspectives of the yeah. Suicide Squad. Like one goes a little more dirty dozen, the other one goes a little more. I'm gonna kill. We're gonna kill them all. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to put it. Put it. Yeah. So, anyways, let's go ahead and wrap this up. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I think uh, yeah, we all just enjoyed Blue Beetle and go see it if you can support this movie. Join the, the movie. Join, join the Blue Beetle Battalion. Exactly. The Blue <laughs> Beetle Battalion right there. Um, it doesn't have to, you know, make a kajillion dollars. If we can get it past, if it has enough legs to get past 300 to 350, it'll be in good shape, to be honest. If it, if that budget is true, $104 million production budget. We'll see. If you get in 300, Dave, Dave will play Ted Cord. He will put on the exactly. Suit, the if that happens, I will play Ted Cord. Yes, that's you're, right. You're gonna have to be a father. Like, <laughs> like, are you like ready for that? No, not yet. Probably not. But you know, and and and, and I got to make my look like it was in that painting. So I have to True. grow a mustache and something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I mean, it works because you know, I mean, half Mexican. Anyway, salt guys. beard. Yes, that too. All right, so let's go around the horn. Thank you to, of course, Jordan and uh, and Travis for uh, also joining in on the conversation. But uh, we'll start with Phil. Well, once again, my friend, thank you again for having me on. Talk about Blue Always. Beetle. Always nice to catch up with you, Andy Scott, Jay Jordan, and, of course, Travis. Uh, if anyone wants to follow me, it's just at Unfiltered pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitch. You can follow me on The Four Nerds every Thursday, and you can also follow my show, The Eternal Night, on Podbean. Thank you. There it is. Andy. Well, I was like really ready that Scott was going to next. Uh, That's always last. What are you talking about when he's here? No, I thought it was like one, two, three. So, okay. No, I'm always, it doesn't matter where he's I am. Here because he gets, because of way but that he does, well, yeah, yeah, he does, he does it the best. I will say. Yes, that. he does. Uh, he does. I, as always, I appreciate coming on. I uh, love all you guys. Uh, and thank you for letting, you know, uh, putting up with all my blue beetleness for the last. <laughs> two months, however long I've been on the show. Um, but you can find me at Anne Wrightsfeld, right? this on all social medias uh i am the co-host of the flash podcast um the show is over the movie sucked we will find other things to talk about <laughs> um it, actually they will be soon on to talk about the blue Beetle movie because we always like to review uh, some of the flash movie the dc movies uh so that will be fun uh i also co-host endless multiverse on chainsaw reacts youtube channel uh, every friday uh what else do I do? Oh, hold on, let me check my Twitter because I like I don't know what I do. Screen rant, of course. You yeah, you write for. I'm a senior writer at Screen Rant. Uh, love having that job. I I don't know how it just flew past me. And I'm also the editor in chief of Multiverse of Color, where you can also read my Blue Beetle review. So there it is. Go see Blue Beetle. Go see Blue Beetle. All right, Scott. Of course, you can find me on X at Scott DC twenty seven. You can find me. <laughs> my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. Our next episode will be Tim and I talking about our review of Blue Beetle. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Squadcast Media, where I do a review of all of my Rebel Moon t-shirts that I ordered. And, of course, we are a fan-supported network, so head on over to patreon.com to Squadcast Media, where the latest episode of Scott Shots, episode 34, is me breaking down this Rebel Moon article. So if you can't find the Empire magazine on your newsstands, well, have me let me tell you a story. And it might be the next best thing. Remember, 
$5 a month gets you access to over 400 pieces of content over at patreon.com slash media. And never forget that every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Central, join Dave and me here at the Film Junkie YouTube channel, where we are continuing our journey through the DC Animated Universe on the DC Fanimated Stream. This Sunday night will be the season one finale of Superman what? the Animated Series, Two's a Crowd. Who's a crowd? Parasite coming back, baby. All right, guys. Uh, the first rest like guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> smash that like, thumbs up. Thank you guys for uh, spending time with us, and we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>